Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Grow your own fresh hops. It's not too late to order fresh hop rhizomes from morebeer.com. But hurry, supplies are limited. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. So glad the time has changed back. It's a little hurt. bit, uh, a little like more daylight. Yeah. Oh, I hate daylight savings. I could literally hibernate like a bear. Oh, I do usually. Standard but time. Most of the uh, daylight savings time. I like now. It's standard time. No, right? this is daylight savings. It's no, daylight it's, this saving. is the abnormal one. That doesn't make sense. Why would they call the longer day the daylight savings time? Because you're saving daylight. You get to have more daylight. I would consider saving daylight, getting rid of it. You're like saving oh. it, saving yeah. it up for next oh. year. Put it in the cupboard for the winter. I have that backwards, huh? When yes. are we going to get off of this daylight saving? Like what, Arizona, October-ish. and then I think another state or two. Don't even Don't even do it. Right. right. Arizona's got yeah. plenty of sunshine. They don't yeah. need to save any. We don't need to save any either. What? We can't deal with the dark for an hour in the morning. Extra longer times. Yeah, I'm not awake then yeah. anyway. I can deal yeah. with that. Who gives a fuck? That's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say you don't even get up until it's light anyway. No. Yeah. I like to. So be like, see now when I see right now when I get up, I've only got uh, well at least before last night <laughs> when I get up, I only get four hours of daylight Almost every dark. day. Is it really <laughs> that much more drastic last <laughs> night versus tonight? Well, it isn't, but it's, it's saving it's the, it for you. It's the start. It's on the way because it's the oh, cusp. Summer's great when when you look outside at eight fifteen and there's still light in the sky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's open another beer. That's exactly <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It feels like you. You can get more done. Yeah, I get home from work and I want to do some things around the house instead of just hibernate. Right. Yeah. I could literally sleep all winter long. Never wake up. If someone could do this goddamn show, this shitty show we have to do every week. That's why. I, that's why I'm training JPs. He's starting to. He's starting to figure out how to work I'll the work mixing the board. board. As soon as you can host, 
I'm out of here. I can't host. I'm headed to Paris. Have you heard the <laughs> mixtape show? No. <laughs> no, I think it's best I don't listen. That way Actually, I still have faith in you. It's pretty good. Yeah? You have a couple fans. I have a couple fans, man. Sully. Sully's one of them. <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, in the room with you at the same time. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now Schumann. Right. Now that he's on there. Yeah. So I have two fans. That's <laughs> well, he's there for, like, technical reasons. Yeah. Well, he's there for, like... Schumann. Uh, yeah, we need, the, uh, we need to talk about indie rock. Oh, hey guys, you want to talk about rock and roll? Yeah, it's like someone who cares other than you know. So Bobs don't listen to him when he talks about music. Most right, have a microphone. That's true. That's when he's stage. too scientific. Yeah. Well, you know, pencils are made. Uh, <laughs> right. Saw it on uh, the Discovery Channel. Yeah. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. A uh, great show planned for you. It's always a great show when Mr. Nathan Smith is in the room. Well, Thank you, man. Justin. Glad to have you back. Appreciate it. We're doing a competition brewing show. Nate and Tacey are going to walk us through their competition brewing uh, guidelines to help you do better in competition this year and uh, thereafter. It's our second in our competition brewing series, you know, because uh, Jamil came on and did a competition brewing show, but it was a few years back. Yeah. So... I'm not putting the pressure on you guys. When he was still winning. But, uh, no, he's nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, this is listening. Is either. that right? This is now the updated format because, well, he's retired, didn't he? That's right. He retired. Yeah, he stopped entering. So that's like, for Is now. it official that he's not going to enter NHC this year? Ooh, I, don't I, don't know. I don't know. He I can't. would be coming out of retirement if he did. I he can't confirm no. that. Because because he's been saying that for a couple years now. But, but he, he did it on the air well, kind he, of officially. Let meltdown. I think. Yeah. Should, should we call the competition organizer <laughs> yeah. on air and put him on the spot? Yeah. Has Jamil entered yet? <laughs> Have you yeah. got any of his <laughs> well, interest? Maybe he won't enter as Jamil. Uh, he's oh. going to enter under a pseudonym. Yes. Why doesn't he just start his own club called Jamil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll enter as Mr. Malty or something really stealthy like that. <laughs> stealthy, yeah. You won't be laughing when he wins club of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Based know? on his entries <laughs> alone. And it's just him? Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome, actually. I would love it if Jamil did that. I know that it might piss off some other people. I personally would find it amazing. It'd be oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. All right. Well, so competition brewing today with Tasty and Nathan Smith. And also, uh, Gordon Strong's going to join in on the discussion tonight. Going to get him on the line. He's going to hang out and uh, help out. Another, obvi- obviously, competition guru. Yeah. I hear the wife's out of the town, so... Oh, um, yeah? Uh-oh. So he's ready to go. I think so. He might be drinking already. <laughs> no wonder he's on the show tonight. All right. I got a, a brief distraction first. I, I caught wind of just before I came over here that the, the Trappist put on the last keg of Pliny the Younger, maybe the very last one that exists outside of the brewery itself at 5 o'clock today. Really? So any locals in the uh, SF Bay area who are listening to this show and want some of that beer, go down and get some. Wait, wait. It's gone by now, isn't it? Yeah, it might yeah. be. Yeah, it's well, like 10 minutes after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's five gallons? Maybe not. Five gallons. You're not there. You're, you're lost. You're, you're oh. Nate, we're, we're trying Pre-sale. to get, we're trying to get people to stay listening to the show. Well, right. they can put... Everyone has a fancy iPhone these days. They can just continue listening on that thing. Maybe. Yeah. That's, That's true. That's true. Wow. You can just tune in with your iPhone. We're making it easier to do that here soon, too. We almost have an iPhone app completed. Yeah. Should be done this week, actually. We have our own app. And uh, we will have our own app. Wow. And uh, we're also going to be featured on Stitcher Radio, uh, I think, next week as well. You'll be able to get the most recent podcast of each one of our shows via Stitcher Radio. And that's an app uh, that you just walk around and tune Every in. Every single? And, uh, There's an app for that? No, it, it only updates the most recent show. No, but I mean, of each of our shows? That's correct. All right. That's correct. All I right. did submit the uh, that other show, too. All right. That other show was fantastic on Friday, by the way. We did the Lunch Meat Olympics. Whoa. You know how Friday. many how much hate mail I got about that show? We cut it short. Yeah. Well, that was Doc's fault. That's so they fault. can send Doc the hate mail. Yeah. He had, uh, he had tickets to Further, which are the, the guys who aren't dead 
from Grateful Dead. Right. And it was uh, Phil's birthday. And it was Phil's seven. This oh, guy, good. Phil, is 70 years old. Yeah. He was up there rocking out until 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, he could still I, I'm rocking out Austin Franklin's tower. Look down, it's 2 o'clock on my clock. I'm, I'm what the so hell? bored. You should hang out with Phil Tasty. Oh, I've been to some of Phil's stuff, yeah. You, you guys... You, you see him up close. He looks every bit of 70. He, oh, he does? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, from back there, I was yeah, going, you better wow, I could, you. I could be You're so well. lucky. He's yeah. moving pretty well for an old fart. Hard right. Right. I was at the, at the front door at a show. And I'm waiting for Chris Graham. I'm calling him. He's late and he's late. And all of a sudden, Tasty walks by me. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. High as fuck. You know, I can't wait oh. until the whole <laughs> until the whole band just resembles the Touch of Grey video. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm waiting for. They'll still be playing. One down, three to go. So I'd never been to a dead show. I'd seen oh. Fish before a few times. I've um, even been to a dead show. No? I, I have. Oh, you have? Oh, I was going to say, and you hate like that kind a of stuff. Dead, I was into it for like, like two weeks. I see. Yeah. You'd probably be a lot happier today if you stayed into it. No. No? Or actually, if you would have gone with some friends. <laughs> I went with a friend. I went with my friend. You can't go with one cool. friend. Well, that's all I had. Or you could just time. make friends. Right. I only had two tickets. So. I see. You can make friends. So so most I, people can. You know, I'd never you know been. <laughs> the cool thing about them now is so they, so they bring on special guests because a bunch of them are dying or dead. Uh, so they bring people on or to play. they know everybody. Yeah. They know so the I'm, parts. So yeah. I'm listening to the first song and I'm going... Who the fuck is that singing? Sure enough, it's Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. Both of the Robinsons from the Black Crows played along the whole time. And uh, Jackie Green, I don't know if you know him, but uh, I just just got turned on Jackie Green the last couple years. Good kind of blues rock guy. Uh, He was playing the whole time. And then the dude, uh, the singer from Dark Star Orchestra, Uh, who I guess sounds a lot like Jerry, uh, he was there. Yeah, and uh, we had a good time, huh, Doc? Yeah, we had a great time. I mean, aside from the fourteen dollars Sierra Nevadas, yeah, that was that was a little harsh. Wow! Ouch. Now ten they, ounce pour, they're big. They were big. They were twenty two ounce pours. Oh, okay, but fourteen bucks—that's a different kind of party at these things. Yeah, I you know. Yeah, I know it is. But you know what, man? It's not like <laughs> it, I, I, I. All right, I wasn't there, but I can only guess it's not like it used to be. Uh, how was the light show? It was all right. <laughs> see, see, yeah, I wasn't, was on the, right. I wasn't on the right things. I know. But here's why I say it's got to be different now than it used to be. And correct me if I'm wrong, Doc, but first of all, the hippie kids are kind of douchey and ghetto. Of they're not they like real hippie kids anymore. They're fucking ghetto. They okay, smell, go- too, by the way. You well, I, that, that. They always, like patchouli or something else? No, less like patchouli and more like dirt. Shit, yeah. yeah. So the hippie kids I, I, aren't like I remember them being when I, when I would go to fish shows. And then the older hippies, aside from from the Grateful Dentists that Doc hangs out with, uh, the rest of them are kind of, they're real yuppie-like. Like, listen, Doc could pull up in a Beamer and and wear really expensive shoes and do the whole, like, doctor thing, couldn't he? Right. But he doesn't. No, because his wife has the Beamer. (laughs) (laughs) But these other other old hippies, they do. Like, they're there in the, in the, in the leather jacket and the Beamer and the, they're like, they're, 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 I don't know how to put it. They're, they're fashionable hippies. But there's a lot of crowd there, a lot of different stuff going on. And and you could find something else to bag on every five seconds. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like that sort of thing. I'm not happy if if I can't kind of bitch about people. There were a lot of hot uh, hippie chicks, though, running yeah, around. Was, yeah. Well, yeah, they're easy to talk to, I noticed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and a couple of MILFs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I would say that the, the new dead shows are good for MILFs because, you know, not, not the ones who have been burned out. And yeah, who have been touring the whole time. Yeah, Those man. are not MILFs. Fresh, burned fresh, out, and, fresh, <laughs> out and hollowed out, probably. Right. Do yes. the wharf rats still meet 
there? Uh, I didn't see the, the, the meeting shit. usually, but yeah, usually they meet. What at, are the war the, rats? They're the um, it's like AA for deadheads. Yeah, and they meet meet at the uh, oh, at the break. Man. Oh, how miserable is that? Yeah, it's just a bunch of burnouts, man. Just hanging and around, and, and they can't and do drugs anymore. Tevas and dirty tie dyes and long <laughs> stringy hair. So they what? They meet at the break and talk about how oh, remember in '79 I was tripping hard right now. More, more or less, I'm glad I'm still alive. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, those poor bastards. All stroked out. And Listen. Chain if, smoking and drinking coffee. If I coffee. have to yeah. stop yeah. drinking beer, you can be goddamn sure I'm not showing up at beer festivals with you guys anymore. <laughs> you I don't wanna, know what you these nutcases the, are thinking going yeah. to dead shows. That'll be the new BN Army, yeah. the incarnation. <laughs> yeah. Be 59, 60, and fat, overweight. Uh, Come on, we, we made it through the first uh, set. Come on, you guys, be strong. <laughs> be strong, man. Uh, well, it was a great time. So meters, I'm sorry that I we did have to cut it short, but uh, you know what am I going to do? I had priorities. <laughs> yeah, Doc, you're, you're, you're lucky it Doc. happened at all because Doc called me up. He's like, so I got an extra ticket. He called me up the day of, and I'm thinking, oh man, I already postponed lunch meet the week before. I was ready to cancel it again, yeah. but because I, I, I knew that you would catch all the shit, JP. Oh, for not sure, me. and I would have just blamed it on you too. Yeah, well, that's uh, what I'm here for. So. Luckily, we were able to just move it forward a little bit. Yeah. But, so, meters, don't complain. You're lucky it happened at all. <laughs> I didn't even tell you about the ride home. So, we, we, you know, Bart only runs till like, almost 1 o'clock, and they're still playing. I'm not leaving. Oh. So, uh, we got out of there. It must have been 2.30-ish when we got out of there. We, we just started walking, get away from the crowd so we could get a cab somewhere. We ended up eating at Carl's Jr. Where was it? 3 in the morning. It was at uh, Bill Graham Civic okay. Auditorium. Right. So we were in the so, ghetto when we got out. Uh, Justin's going to stay in the city, stay at Kate's, and I, just, I grab a cab, and I get in the cab, and I get this Brazilian dude that decides that I need to know about his life in the next 20 miles. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. He's telling me about this and that, and I, I think I fell asleep a couple times. I wake up, and he's still talking <laughs> to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. That's great. So I guess we back to Bart and get my car, and oh. I shuffled into bed about quarter to four. With, yeah. with, with a whole brand new outlook on uh, <laughs> what immigration is like. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, I got a story there. You know what the coolest part about the dead show was? No. Is leaving, leaving it. Yeah, and it, exactly. And when you walk out, you hear this sound kind of off in the distance. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it is, but you... Yeah. you Snakes. But the hippie in me I knows to I walk toward the sound. <laughs> I just knew. Yeah. It just instinctively yeah. walk toward the sound. That's why they call it hippie crack. And you get there, and yeah, there's a couple guys uh, <laughs> filling up balloons with nitrous. <laughs> just right on the street. <laughs> they don't even turn the tank off. That's why you can hear it. Poor, huh? And yeah, they, they just they keep... Ru- they have runners. Five bucks a balloon. Because that goddamn $14 Sierra Nevada, oh. I only had 10 bucks left in my pocket. Oh. <laughs> so I only got two balloons. I could, I, I swear to God, if I had 60 bucks in my pocket, I'd still be sitting on that corner. <laughs> you in the tank. Oh, that hippie crack is fantastic. You it's know, like a little, you, you uh, it's like a little 30 second uh, shoot you to the moon and back. You, well, you need something after the show, a little pick me, a little, little different ride you do because you've kind of you've gone <laughs> through a little roller coaster on the show but then it's over like you feel like right. the night's over but you're not done and then you hear that sound my parrot used to yeah. make that noise. <laughs> you just walk towards it you walk toward with all the other hippies just follow the stink <laughs> could you be a gay guy farting you never know yeah that's true in well in the city yeah. right anyway hey it's a never-ending show it was a good ending <laughs> wish i had 60 bucks on me though ten dollars what a waste. What a ripoff. All right, something you need to know about tonight. What do we need to know? Our longtime friend and sponsor, NicoBrew.com. 
is doing a live-only hop sale tonight. Big time. And, live uh, hops? Yes, live yeah. hops. Uh, I guess he's got 2009 Simcoe, 12.2 alpha acids on that, and 2009, you ready for this? Citra, the, nice. the highly coveted Citra. Uh, he's discounting both tonight for live listeners only. So if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, you're already too late. But those of you in the chat room, um, he's giving away full pounds. Like you can get a full pound of hop uh, for like 20 bucks. Buck 25 an $20. ounce. That's Buck good, 25 man. an ounce. A good deal, right? That's no, a great deal. Simcoe and Citra, two of the BN Army favorites here. You can get them now during the show. What you need to do is go to nicobrew.com and use coupon code, one word, live listener. Live listener. Coupon code live listener. Tasty, anything to say about these Citra hops? It's a nice hop, but it's a, notice it's pretty high in alpha, so uh, yeah, got to use it uh, kind of carefully. It'll, uh, at the time I used it, I think I uh, probably used too much. It was a little bit offensive, but uh, when the hops died, you know, started to die out, it really, the beer really tasted really nice. I like them. Okay. $5 flat rate shipping on that. So not only are you getting the buck twenty five an ounce, begin five dollar flat rate shipping. Uh, be a little patient. Orders will ship as quickly as possible, uh, but once they're in transit, they only take a couple days to arrive. I've been told that Nico is fantastic about getting his orders out quick. Yep. So even though he's telling me to say be patient, I think he's uh, he's being a little modest. I think he's, he's real good at. It. But he's probably going to get a ton of orders tonight. Oh, for sure. And you know, it's just a family run business. It's Nico out there with his baby in his arm and hops in the other hand, and he's packing up your hops and shipping them out. So. Yeah. And he's totally mellow too. You know, you wouldn't, t- you couldn't tell that he's really excited about it. He's like <laughs> yeah. so calm and right. You know, unassuming. It's like you don't even know he's in the chat room half the time. Right. He's not all fired up about this hop sale no, tonight. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. So go over to nicobrew.com, Use coupon code Live Listener. Uh, he's gonna. He said till the end of the show. So whenever we end is when the hop sale. Ends. So we could break him. Yeah, we could. Seven hour show. Sell them out. And those of you who don't have money yet, I mean, you still have about three hours to go out. <laughs> earn some money. Blow a dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sell something. Uh, you probably get uh, five, six bucks. Yeah. Depends how lucky you are. Six, yeah. Five, six wieners. That's right. So That's good luck, everybody, in getting yourself some Simcoe and Citra, both in pellet. Um, good price. NicoBrew.com. Coupon code live listener. Nice. All right. You can join Bevo over in the chat room. She's arrived. Hit the chat now button, and she'll be sending your questions over to us. How you doing, Beef? I'm good. No. There you go. It was me. Okay. I'm good. How are you? Good. What are we up to today? Why are you late? Oh, just moving slowly. I started waxing um, mine and Sam's car. Oh, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I heard waxing. It just took a, a long, long time to finish. Why would you wax Sam's car? Yeah, Sam, because I sometimes drive it, and I don't like being embarrassed. Beater pickup. You're truck. married because to Sam. I mean, you're gonna wax the, that what's left of the paint right off yeah. of it. Oh. No, no, the, just like it's a truck, so the the cab was all oxidized, but the um, what's the other part called? The pickup. Yeah, the bed. The bed. The, the bed. Was a different color, and I just wanted to make them the same color, so I waxed it. Did you give her wow. Brazilian Gosh. wax? Look at this wife. What was Sam doing? He's sitting. He was playing video games, wasn't he? No, he was asleep. Oh, <laughs> so even better. Sleeping. His old lady's out there waxing his car. His oxidized car. If that kid didn't win the goddamn lottery, I don't know who did. <laughs> boy, oh What's boy. up with this? That's great. Well, Bebo. he got up really early. Oh, to do what? 
go to church? Oh, that's right. He plays in God's hands. He lost an hour of sleep, so he really got up at 5.30 this morning. No, he was tired. He lost. He got up to set the clock back at 2. An hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like he can make it up for the rest of the week, you know. Plus, he was out celebrating uh, St. <laughs> Patty's Day last night, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, he was hammered Irish. and hung over. It's not even St. Patty's Day. Yeah. What is that, Wednesday? Yeah, but uh, nine to fivers, they got to celebrate on the weekend, you know? That's right. Sam is a nine to fiver. I don't think he is. is he? That's true. Sam's not zero a nine to zero. Fiver. That's what I'm saying. Sam's not in anything to yeah, fiver. Well, am I getting so, out of better? Yeah. Why couldn't he make up that time on Monday through Friday sleeping in? I don't know. I don't know either. <clears throat> All right. Some other announcements. Subscribe and join the BN Army. You get entered into the more beer donation giveaway every month. We'll be doing it again this month. And uh, you get auto entry into that. Two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you want to donate. Uh, two bucks gets you one entry into the raffle. Five bucks, you're in for two. Ten bucks, you're in for three. And so on and so forth. And it's just a great way to support the BN. Um, you know, JP really relies on his fat BN paycheck. Yeah. And the more you donate, the more likely that is to happen at some point in the in the future. Well, I'm hoping to bu- I'm hoping <laughs> to buy a, future. a new Pays peacock. for my gas. For you my, are? I'm hoping to buy a peacock for my land. Another one. You need another peacock? Yeah. I need another, well, the, the the albino tiger ate the other one. Right. So <laughs> right. To, you know. Do you have your albino tigers declawed? No. No, you're no. your au natural. Yes. My albino you. alligators are declawed, though. Okay, good. That's yeah. good. All right. Also, you should get Brew Your Own Magazine uh, because it's a great magazine. Uh, some of our very own staffers, Jamil Zanishev writes for it. He's the style editor for that. Sometimes you can find John Palmer's articles in there. And a lot of the guests who've been on the show have written uh, for BYO in the past, too. It's really a great resource. Doc likes it a lot. I do, I do. You hit the BYO link right there on our homepage, we get half your cash, and that helps us a lot, too. So, yeah. um, you know, you get a magazine out of it. And if you're a hoarder... They're a great magazine to hoard, stack up in the hallway. And I hoard unnamed boxes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or if you're if you're really like Doc, you can get the special binders. Yep, yep. That's what may gold lamay binders or gold leaf or whatever. Right, that's know, what doctors do. When yeah. you want a reference, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there, <laughs> and it looks great. And it's uh, indexed with post its How many <laughs> issues fit in one binder, Doc? Uh, twelve. Twelve issues. One year. One full year. Oh no, that's two years, isn't it? Isn't it a, a every other month I magazine? So. Months, it varies, yeah. though. I it, see. it used to be every month. How many issues a year is it? Is five or six? I think it's more. I think it's like eight or nine oh, because oh, it's so every it's, other now for the summer. But I think in the winter months it, it's once a month. Oh, okay. So it could be. They don't months. hibernate like I do in no. the winter. They they write more. It's when they go they to write work. more. Yeah. Okay. You can also sign up for the AHA in the same place. Right above the BYO logo, there's an AHA logo. Click that. Sign up for your membership. It's a great organization, largest group of homebrewers in the world, and they do a lot of good work for you. Plus, you get uh, Zymergy magazine out of it, yes, which another. is another great magazine. Yes, it JP is. licks to write for that one. I do. He licks to write. I lick to write it. Gets to write. Well, I have to. I was like, Gary, look, dude. Oh, and he's like, all right, you're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's pretty easy. You'll be doing our features next month. Yeah. All right, show ideas go over to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, well, some of our listeners, you know. <laughs> yeah, the Z is uh, silent. Yeah. Um, send him Indian, your show ideas. I saw an Indian place today, C-H-A-A-T. Really? Chat. Or however they say it. Chat. I almost took a picture, but I didn't. Where was that? Berkeley. I actually took a picture of that place. Really? Is it called Shat and Curry? Because yeah, I yeah. laughed out yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. I drove wow. by and laughed out loud. You, like, like one of the, it's like, uh, I don't know, curries, uh, chicken, and shat. <laughs> it usually A-A-T. happens in that order. Yeah, 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 curry and shat. <laughs> Does Does anybody special know what guest that is? There? You're supposed to be there. What is that? I don't know. Look Indian food? 
some it up. It's Indian, Indian food listeners. with, with yogurt. Too bad that name's taken because I would love for you to open a restaurant called Curry and Chat. It's, it's served cold with yogurt, and I really don't know more. Than, yeah, it's like usually a simple like kind of street food. If I'm, Sounds like you know, a blumpkin. <laughs> served cold. I don't like yogurt. it. Yeah, it's pretty. Speaking of my cold, thing. It's, it's a plate of savory snacks, typically served at a roadside tracks from stalls or carts in yeah. India. Well, there you go. It's like that Whoa. stuff I used to Sounds eat on the internet yeah. off the cart. Savory snacks. Savory snacks. Savory snacks. So it could be anything. Savory. Very descriptive. Uh, least savory. There are some col- uh, common elements. Dahi, yogurt, chopped onions, and exactly. coriander. Ah, yeah. That's and a nice combo. Small dried yellow noodles, sev, and chat masala. Oh, that's where the chat comes in. Yeah, masala's good. That's a spice mix. Yeah, masala's great. Nathan, the vegan pussy over there, knows yes, all about this stuff, I do. doesn't he? Yeah. Do you eat this all the time? No, no, I don't. I don't like chat. I've had it a couple times. Not my thing. Uh, I do like Indian food, though. It's very good. Okay. I'm with JP on that one. Yeah. It's always tasty. Yeah, it's always good, man. So I'm not that spicy. All right. Send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Or if you want any recipes, nate at thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> right. Apparently. You do that. Berkeley, you need a place to go. Are you ready, chat? Mm-hmm. All right. You can do that. Chats announcements are brought to you today by Nico Brew. Go to NicoBrew.com and check out the hop sale going on during today's show only. Citra and Simcoe for as low as a buck twenty-five an ounce. All right. Well, World Cup's coming up on April third. If you didn't get your entries in, you're too late. Cutoff was uh, yesterday. Uh, more beer. They're doing the Rhizome pre-order sales. Uh, go to the homepage for more details about that. Pick up some hops for the season. Uh, the Indian Peaks Ailers. They're throwing a Pro-Am homebrew competition. Entries are being accepted the 8th through the 19th of this month, and that's going to be held on the 27th. A lot of breweries involved there. Uh, Mal- Maltos Falcons are throwing the Mayfair Comp, which is uh, on the 24th of April. Entries are going to be due between uh, 24th of March and April 10th. Go to MaltosFalcons.com. This is the oldest competition going on. It's a qualifier for California Homebrew of the Year. If you're in California, there's some new styles. Black IPA, Belgian IPA, Wild Ales, Wood Age Beers. Uh, you get a nice little trophy. And uh, you can say uh, you kicked Tasty's ass. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have some in there. One more time. <laughs> uh, You'll be able to say that. Yeah. Uh, also, Puget Sound Pro-Am uh, is going on as well. Entries are due April 20th. Competition is the 24th. Go to bewbc.org slash pro-am for that one. Uh, there are some BNers in the Philly area if you're around and uh, your beer is still around because it hasn't been confiscated by the uh, local government there, authorities. Uh, they're doing a little get-together, some kind of brew pub crawl or something end of this month. So get in the forum, check it out. Good group of guys. I met up with them a little while ago. Uh, Waha, they're going to have a little talk with uh, Jess from uh, Y-East. That's taking place on March 26th up at Big Al Brewery up in Seattle In if you're in the area. And uh, Craft Brewers Conference coming up on the 7th to the 10th of April. And uh, during that, they have the World Beer Cup, I believe, on the 10th. And uh, that's all I got for now. All right, great job. NicoBrew.com brought to you Shat's announcements today. Go to NicoBrew.com, order yourself some Simcoe or Citra during today's show and get a great deal. What's that coupon code again? Oh, Live Listener. One word, Live Listener. Live Listener. Should have been like Nico has a big wiener. Yeah, that's what it should have been. That's Nico's, what I think. Nico's giant schlong. I yeah, bet, I bet if you put that in there, he'd probably accept. It. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll take that one. Yeah, <laughs> Nico's balls on my That'll face. Get you yeah. free shipping. Yeah. yeah, Nico might as well be a black guy. Teabag yeah. Nico. Nico, Long I'm telling coat. you, talk to me for marketing. I'm telling you. There he goes. Teabag Nico. Nico takes wieners. Oh my god. 
You've got mail. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Brewmaster's Warehouse. You can go to brewmasterswarehouse.com. If you haven't checked it out already, they got a really cool device over there called the Recipe Builder. You build your recipe while you're shopping, and then when you go to checkout, there you go. It's all there and ready to roll. Brewmaster's Warehouse. All right, a couple things in feedback today. Uh, let's see. Tour wanted to write in and talk yeah. to us a little bit about Beersmith, the software we've been talking about for the last couple weeks here on the program. Like it says, that. hi, asshats. Uh, sorry, General Asshat and the Asshatians at oh. JP. What does that make me? I don't, you, does, are you, are you, are you, are you above an Asshatian then know. or below an Asshatian, I wonder? I think I'm like uh, permanent KP duty. Uber Asshat. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, re-listened to the More Beer pre-Super Bowl show where you mentioned that you've switched uh, the brewing software to Beersmith. I've been using this software for some years now, and it's really been useful for me when brewing. I wanted to tell you about a cool feature I use when I uh, brew beers using a U.S. Imperial measurement recipe. Uh, all you have, yes, we're imperialists. Uh, all you have to do is put in the abbreviation of the measurement in the measurement box. For example, if a recipe calls for 5.2 pounds of pale malt, I put in 5.2 lb, and Beersmith automatically converts that metric, uh, that to metric, and vice versa. Uh, so I think it'd be very helpful for those uh, metrically challenged BNers. Um, and those that complain when Jamil gives out his hop measurements in grams. They just need to put in the grams, and voila, they'll have it to Imperial. So it converts both ways, and um, another awesome feature on the Beersmith program. That's awesome, man. I, I, you gave me a copy of it. Uh, I play with it a little bit, but I haven't had enough time to... Uh, I'm a ProMash user uh, for a long time. and uh, Right. It's awesome. Uh, I, you know, I, uh, I, I wouldn't mind being more fluid in both of them. Well, yeah. I recommend switching over to the Beersmith. You get a 21-day free day tri- uh, 21 day trial for free if you go to Beersmith.com. It has all sorts of conversions, like the ones Tour is yep. talking about, which will help you when listening to the Jamil show, and he's doing everything in grams now. Yeah. Uh, it'll easily convert everything. What else do you like about it, Chad? Everything. I mean, just the sorting of everything. You can get your recipes real quick. It's all there in front of you. Um, there's no kind of searching your computer for it. Uh, which is nice for me. Any chance it converts ProMash over to Beersmith? Uh, you know, it accepts all file types, according to my notes. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, he says that it, it oh, accepts that, all sorts shit. of recipe that's file types. Me. I'm like plugging them in that, like that manually. Sold me right oh, you there. are? <laughs> oh, try to drag it over. I will. Now, now Just I open guess it. Uh, according to my notes, uh, it takes all uh, uh, beer recipes. Uh, you can drop and drag them into folders, share a, a wide variety of recipes in different uh, formats, including beer XML, publish them on the web. Uh, you can go shopping, a recipes, ingredients to the shopping list with a single click. Track inventory if you're one of these guys who keeps all your ingredients that's around really the house. Nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, schedule your brewing activities with an integrated calendar. I bet you'll hear a little bit about that tonight from our competition topic. Uh, so all sorts of great features. Go over to beersmith.com and check it out. Thank you for the good words about that, too, Tour. Uh, a good piece of advice that I didn't know. Um, Tor wants us to know he's in no way affiliated with Beersmith, just a big fan. So, all right, hey, uh, this is from Brent in Lebanon, Virginia. I was listening to a podcast a few days ago, and I heard an advertisement for an online beer store, uh, a store to order commercial beer from. I've since been listening to the podcast trying to find that adver- advertisement, and I've had no luck. Uh, I wasn't even drinking when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your so, problem. So, what was the site? Thanks from Brent. Yeah, so interesting story about that. Brewforia 
uh, is a new sponsor of ours. Uh, for a moment there, they it was past tense. They were a new sponsor of ours. What happened was right after Brewforia, you can go over to Brewforia.com, and we're going to try to coordinate with them with our guests in the future so that when we have a guest, he'll try to have the beer available ahead of time uh, to kind of solve that complaint that we've been getting for our entire existence. Forever, yeah. That we, uh, you know, they love our guests, but they're jealous. We're sitting in here trying the beer. And I'll tell you what, sometimes we don't even get the beer if they're guests from uh, different parts of the country. Well, Brewforia is going to try to stay up to date with who our guests are, and you can order from them online. Well, what happened was right after they started advertising with us, UPS canceled their contract and decided that they didn't want to allow them to ship beer. They said it was uh, outside of their guidelines, and uh, they wouldn't do it anymore. So they would do no shipments for him whatsoever. And he was trying to re-sign a contract with them as well as FedEx, and UPS denied him at first. They said no. And what's fucked up about this is that the wine companies and the wine dealers and and the online wine places and the wineries who do by mail, they all have contracts with UPS. Yeah, what, And it's written specifically in UPS's guidelines that, yes, we will allow wine shipments. But they had decided for whatever arbitrary reason to not include beer into that shipping uh, guideline. So he got canceled for a He was literally, he was out of business for a little while, shut down on the online shipping side. Uh, he was just about to crack a new contract with FedEx, and sure enough, UPS did a 180 and gave him a new contract. So he's now shipping once wow. again. So uh, to answer your question, uh, Brent from Lebanon, Virginia, it's Brewforia, and he will now be shipping. It's, I think he's going to resume shipping this week. They're supposed to be signing a contract uh, as we speak, uh, as well as with FedEx, I think. Good. But that was, we were going to have to make a big stink I, I about gonna that. I was going to say, it's amazing we didn't have to make a big stink about that because that's just not fair. So it makes you wonder if UPS changed the guidelines in general or made an exception for this guy. So if somebody else comes along and does a business with a similar right. idea yeah. in a few weeks, they might encounter a similar problem or not. Or we would have to have a few thousand people call into F, you know, exactly. yeah. UPS headquarters and raise a stink. Well, hopefully that, you know, UPS kind of figured that out after the monster thing and whatever yeah. else. I yep. mean, the, well, especially international shipping and things of that nature. I mean, come on. Yeah. Especially with beer. I mean, that's pretty big business, no? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I you mean commercially? Yeah. I don't think so. No, I think Importing most of that. Or, I think that happens on containers mostly. That's it. Yeah. yeah the, it's more the, expensive to ship out. Yeah. And they, they have all sorts of rules and regs about it, and, and it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. But you have to have an adult signature required, and that cost them. You know, I think it's like fifteen bucks or ten bucks for that option. Another five or something. What can yeah. Brown do for you? Not that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You know, they're already doing it for. <laughs> it's not like they're breaking new ground here. No, uh, they're already doing it for the wine. Industry. All they got to do is say our beer, where it says wine in their yeah. wine rules. But you know, Doc, the one, those beer oh. drinkers are just no good riffraff. They're never going to sign yeah. properly. You're not going to be at the door. Probably you know, got mean unreliable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my 13 year old trying to order beer. Over wine. <laughs> That's what it is. Smart. I wish I thought of that. When By I the way, I agree with all these things. Yeah. I am riffraff, and I was trying to order beer at 13. Right. <laughs> However, but you, I'm glad that they gave him a contract. You had to use a computer at the library. Yeah, you didn't have one. Yeah, I had to use poor. I had to use the Commodore sixty four at the library. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's embarrassing when he's watching. Boot up with tape. <laughs> yeah. Had a crank started. All right, uh, so was, there you go. Was, that was my uh, Commodore sixty four porn sound. Pretty good. You like that? Gets me hard. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, Bebo, I forgot your. Uh, let's see. All right, here's another one. Justin and gang. There are too many damn brewcasters now to list everyone by name. 
Besides, I'd probably leave out JP, and then we'd have to hear his fucking feelings for exactly, the next half hour. right? Just start with JP. <laughs> start with me it always. Makes it feel important. So we can shut it all up, right? Tell me how good I am. <laughs> Why have you been holding out on us extract brewers? I did my first all-grain batch. You're not brewers. Last weekend, according to Mufasa, right? <laughs> I did my first all-grain batch last weekend, and I absolutely loved it. I haven't had that much fun brewing since I made my first beer. You guys have always said how it can improve flavor, body, etc., but you always made it sound more complicated than it is. I call bullshit. With extract, I was steeping grains or doing a mini-mash for just as long as I mashed my all-grain. Uh, but then I had at least two or three other steps leading up to and during the boil, uh, including uh, water additions, etc. So, um, anyway, with my all-grain batch, I had a little more planning to do ahead of time, which basically means I typed some data into Beersmith, and then I put my water and grain into my $20 cooler and had lunch and beer. After an hour, I used Danny Kahn's incredibly easy batch sparge method and was ready to boil. No gooey LME sticking to everything. No DME catching a bit of steam and turning into clumps of barley cement. So, uh, as I said, there are more calculations that need to be done beforehand, and the truth about the honesty and all-grain show is a great resource to keep in mind to avoid pitfalls. But all in all, the process is easy and fun. That's from Todd. Well, I hope we didn't make it sound... That was the point of the honesty and all-grain show, was for me to come in and talk about how retarded I was and demystify a lot of the all-grain process for you. I thought we always said, hell, it's not that much harder. Just do it. Right. It takes more equipment, but not a lot more thought. You know, in fact, I think we've said about brewing in general, this is, this can either be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you know, clone beers and worry about water chemistry and, and do uh, decoction mashing, you can, by all means, rock out. Yeah, make it as complicated as you want. Uh, but you can also just, you know, throw some extract in a pat in a pot, add some water, you know. Yeah, it's resources, too. I mean, it's access, you know, but... There's so many great stores like More Beer and uh, Northern Brewer and all these folks. I mean, you can order grain. So a lot of folks that feel they can only get extract, I mean, it's just not the case. So, See, we're just trying not to ruin it for Todd. Now he's on that slippery slope Sorry. where he's going to be getting all kinds of equipment. <laughs> now, right. You know. But, I mean, that's it. Cancel you know? the family vacation. Yeah, yeah you're thanking yeah. us now. But Welcome to your garage. new life, Todd. <laughs> Check your bank account in, in, in a few months and then... Then write us another email. We'll see if it says thank you or not. Right? You'll be saving money on ingredients, but you'll be spending it on equipment. That's right. Yeah. But as far as time parallels and all that, I mean, it's, it's all about pretty... The same. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, we're not getting those nasty clumps of you know, liquid malt extract like burning on the bottom and uh, all that. Ah, I'm stirring it. It's not breaking up. and It's a whole different thing. That's right. All right. So feedback was brought to you today by Brewmasters Warehouse. You can go over there and use their... Uh, uh, what's it called? Their recipe... Generator builder. Builder, builder recipe builder. There you go. Thank you. I'm gonna get all these trademarks down. Too many things to memorize today. All right. As, if you've been listening to the program for the last uh, few weeks, you know that there is an AHA governing committee election going on right now. What? And yep. I, uh, Tasty, was very excited that I was nominated. Uh, oh yeah, very excited. <laughs> I still want to know who nominated the you. governing committee. <laughs> and um, I'm sure his vote has been placed already. And what we've been doing is speaking to each of the nine candidates uh, here on the program, because I wanted to give everybody a voice. It's the first time in the history of the AHA uh, Governing Committee elections that you've gotten to hear everybody, and I'm proud and excited about that. So continuing with that, uh, we've got another uh, couple of candidates on with you today. Uh, We're going to start with Al Hazan, who's on the line right now. Al, are you with us? Oh, maybe. How you doing? There he is. Sorry, I just missed you there. Al, you still there? Yes. There he is. Hey, Excellent. brother. How are you? Okay. Now, Al's... Uh, uh, coming through? 
You're coming through loud and clear. Loud and it was clear. my fault. I screwed it up. But now you're clear as a bell. You're as clear as my voting will be. And we'll vote for me and an, and an unknown other candidate. And, and maybe Al. you. You and Al. <laughs> yeah, and possibly Al, depending on how it goes today, Al. <laughs> so Al is from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Do I have that right? Yes, you do, sir. All right. Tell us a little bit about your brewing background. Are you a qualified home brewer? I've been brewing for 18 years. Uh, got a bunch of awards. Took a Masters Championship a couple of years ago, a gold in that, uh, in that competition. So, nice. yeah, yeah, you've been around for a while. Done my thing. 18 years is a long time. I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's kind of a, that's about it. <laughs> you sound like you got and a I'm great dead, accent, yeah. like Chad's dad too. Like, hey, listen, I'm but, running. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. What do you want? I, I, I definitely, I definitely put my time in. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Vote for me. Years. Don't vote. Eighteen years. 18 years. <laughs> you breaking my balls with this voting question, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. What do you want? Uh, I brewed beer. <laughs> now, do you have a, right. uh, do you have a local uh, homebrew club affiliation? Yes, sir. Uh, based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the Lehigh Valley Home Brewers. How you doing, guys? All right, Lehigh Home Brewers. Uh, they out. meet at the end. Yeah, they meet once a month, and a uh, good bunch of people. Okay, at Vinny. That's pretty cool. I mean, he, you know, some of the highlights he'd like to see is, you know, what are the wants and needs of some of the AHA members? You know, uh, it sounds like that's a pretty common ground with everyone here, but um, that's very important. He'd like to, you know, send us some more surveys. It looks like so. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you want to get us involved in the AHE, AHA? Is that part of your uh, platform? Well, um, absolutely. I mean, you, you were just talking about surveys. Uh, surveys are probably the most important thing that you could possibly do uh, You know, as part of a governing committee. The only way to keep viable the organization, the AHA organization, is to keep abreast of the membership changes that occur over the years. Um, you might have a bunch of age differences Let's say from 10 years ago, your mean age might have been 35. Now it's probably, uh, it's got to be in the 20s now. Yeah, I agree with you. AHA membership, if you're gearing a lot of programs to something, you want to get the most bang for your buck. Your surveys are the way to tell you where to go. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, definitely. Surveys are... You're going to find out what's happening. That's the way to do it. Now, Al, you would have my vote if you could get that mean age in the 20s to be a little more female-oriented. If if that were part of your platform, I'd vote for you, Al. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the gender demographics, I don't think... Uh, That's going to change much. Yeah. Yeah. Favor that, that, that way, yeah, from what I've seen, anyway. Well, Damn it. I, think I have shift. seen a lot of female brewers. Wait, I have seen a lot of more, more and more female brewers are entering the, That's uh, true. the hobby, so, you know. Well, I think we should go into, like, the, the AHA should also incorporate selling Mary Kay products. <laughs> you think that would help? I think that would help boost the estrogen level among the... Wow. So, in other words, instead of giving out a free copy of How to Brew when you sign up, you give out a free, free Mary Kay kit? Yeah. <laughs> and a, a free copy of How to Brew. You never know. Yes. That is the worst idea yes. I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they have, ask me and about Norgan Brewer. That should be in the back of their car. That was pretty good. <laughs> myself. Chauvinist. Al, you can use that. Right. Yeah. He gave that to you, Al. That one's for you for free. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anything else you'd like to do uh, if on the governing committee uh, that you can help us out with? 
You know, that, that that's a question I thought of. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I got the best, wonderful new idea that's going to change the AHA. That that's that's not going to happen. That's I don't have have an ego that big enough to begin with. Anyway. But when it comes right down to it, the AHA is largely volunteer. And with the probably the exception of Drew, the rest of us, if we get elected, when we get elected, will be junior members of Congress at best. You know, we're going to be asked to do a role. We're going to be not. Yeah. You know, we're going to be Charlie's yeah, bitch, we're gonna aren't be we? Yeah, we're going to be Yeah, well, it's the first year of kind of a, 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 of a committee, man. You're going to be asked to pitch in and help this, that, and the other thing. It's a three-year term. So figure by the third year, you whatever idea, whatever direction you, you have, some grand scheme of things, you might land in here somewhere yeah. at that point. So, Al, tell, somebody, but, Al, tell me you know, what your story. Why did you decide all of a sudden, that, hey, I want to be a, a committee member, and now you're, um, now you're a forerunner? Oh, he didn't. Well, I, I kind of got blindsided by a retiring committee member who's retiring in May. Um, it was funny. I was sitting at work one day, and opened my email, and I got a congratulations from uh, Susan Rudd. Congratulations, Al, you've been nominated for, and I'm just, what is this? <laughs> you know, what you know, joke did I scroll down? It was, oh, man, I'd like to nominate. I said, oh, okay. You know, shot him an email. What is this all about? Dave Hausman. Yeah. How you doing, Dave? And, uh, you know, uh, asked a bunch of questions, thought about it for a while, and uh, like I said, it all boils down to volunteering. And uh, okay. I've got my share of volunteering over the years, and I figured, why not? But I, more importantly, uh, how will the BN fit in <laughs> yes. with the AHA things? How much are you guys going to pay for our services? <laughs> right. Is really what it comes down to, Al. That's what JP wants to know. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we can hire the Girl Scouts, and you know, we can put them outside <laughs> the office. And, and, you know, they, right. they, 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 let the Girl Scout cookie thing with you. Oh, you yeah. can do that? <laughs> I love it. That's a great idea. I look, I look good in a sash. I figured you would have said, what yeah. the hell are you talking about there, yeah. JP? Listen, I like hey, Al. Take, take no, man. You take advantage of the youth of America whenever possible. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do, which is why I can't live near a school. <laughs> yeah. he's Literally, he's legally banned yeah. from living yeah. near a school. Al, I, I like this guy. He's no bullshit, and he's the kind of guy I want to sit next to on the panel when yeah. they start talking about some kind of crazy idea, and Al can just go, hey, shut up over there. <laughs> that, uh, there it's just, we're just homebrewing after all. Yeah. You stop talking yeah, so I mean, much. Yeah, you get old enough. You reach a certain age, you get, you know, you don't care what anybody says to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. If that, that's it. You don't like me. I don't care either. Or else you right. pop him You're in right the mouth. You're right. <laughs> You hit him in the mouth. I love it. Yeah. All right, folks. Al Hazan from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. You can go to homebrewersassociation.org, and you can vote for him right now. You can also vote for three others. So I encourage you to vote for me. Yeah, well. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, of course, you can vote for uh, Al Hazan or any of the wonderful candidates that you've heard here on the program. All been doing a great job. I appreciate you taking the time with us, Al. Hey, no problem, man. Best luck to you and everybody, uh, all the other candidates out there. Thanks, brother. I hope to see you on there soon. Okay. All right. There you go, everybody. Al Hazan, once again, homebrewersassociation.org. <laughs> he did a great job. He yeah. did a real great job. I like yeah, Al a lot. Yeah. Yeah. To the point.
We used to have this family friend from Brooklyn. He was one of my dad's old friends. And we, his name was Frankie Nine Toes. <laughs> Bevo, you remember Frankie Nine Toes? You met Frankie Nine Toes out in Havasu, I think. Did I? And I don't remember. Old, old Brooklyn drunk. Italian guy. And, uh, you know, he had bashed up one of his toes, so he called him Frankie <laughs> oh, yeah. Nine But he sounded just the same as, as Al, and he just had a great outlook on life that was just kind of no-nonsense. I dig it. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Good to listen to. I kind of want to hear him uh, say, uh, why are you always hitting my hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's my hair. He's always hitting my he, hair. He hit, I spend a long time on my <laughs> hair, and he hits it. on my it. hair. <laughs> All right, I've got one more to uh, interview to do. This one I actually had to uh, pre-record for us because uh, not all of our candidates are available on Sunday nights, family men, etc. Uh, but Doug Douglas Warzinski uh, called in. We did a little uh, pre-interview with him. I'm going to play that for you now, and then cool. as soon as that finishes, we'll go straight to the Isn't break. Isn't there another vowel in there? Uh, <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Why was it? Was, yeah. He was, uh, he was astonished that I got his name right the first time, and I told him, Chad, that's from being in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts no, of Warzynskis sure. and Mikulowskis yeah. and... Uh, Jack if, if, if I was just a California kid, I never would have got that name right, because yeah. in California, it's all There's not many Smith. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan. Well, I mean, everyone and, uh, <laughs> everywhere. You know, you get the yeah. occasional McDole. Johnson. <laughs> you know. Not too many syllables. But keep <laughs> but, it simple. Yeah, there's definitely no Mikulowskis or Warzynskis. No. How do you say that? You're starting to the middle, I guess, and try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all filter out by the Midwest. <laughs> That's right. That's they really didn't make it, it all the way. Yeah, here. They're, they're yeah. losing continents. They couldn't by, catch by, the train. As they come west. Yeah. The continents start just dropping out. Well, it depends <laughs> if you go through Ellis Island or not, too. Yeah. That's how we drop. Yeah, because, that's how yeah, I ended up with Smith. It's supposed to be something that. else. Yeah, <laughs> mine used to be Petropolis. Too hard to spell it. Yeah, but you know, you come through the man's world, the man's door. Yeah, my my name. There's there's another T, another A, and another M. Lothahammer. Yeah. I like that better. The Lotha Hammer. Lotha Hammer. <laughs> All right, Rawr. let me do this. Let's play Douglas Warzinski's uh, talk with me. Did this last week, and uh, I think this might. No, I've got one more candidate that we will that will be running for you at the end yes. of the month on the twenty uh, eighth on our last show. There's one more candidate. Because odd number, right? Nine. Um, yeah, that's right. So here's Douglas, six? and then we'll go to break after this. We'll come back, start talk about competition brewing with Tasty and Nathan. Hang in there. All right, and now we're here with Douglas Warzinski, another AHA Governing Committee candidate, and this time out of Salt Lake City, Utah. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's nice to talk to you. And I do, I do know that recently uh, Utah had some homebrew legislation come up, so um, maybe start with telling us your involvement with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, in fact, it's uh, it's a big lead into uh, why I'm excited about the AHA. As a matter of fact, because uh, I was actually just starting law school and uh, and met a bunch of homebrewers at the law school and thought this is cool, man. We should have like sort of a a homebrew law school student club, you know? Yeah. And uh, and uh, a guy who was sort of my like you know uh, second year mentor said, no, 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 you got to you got to keep that on the down low because you know homebrewing is not legal in Utah. Which you know was absolutely flooring to me because you know I'd been in the state for a couple of years and and I knew you know there was a homebrew supply shop right on State Street and had been there for you know fifteen years and interesting uh, none the, nonetheless uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't legal and you know as as aspiring lawyers you know we have to aver at some point that we uh, we don't break the law as a, as a habit so. Um, you know, we, I decided to sit down and, and do some research, and I contacted the AHA, contacted Gary Glass, who got back to me and kind of got the ball rolling on some of the research and, um, you know, sent a, sent a memo to, to my uh, representative and 
over the next two years, it uh, became a movement where it took two legislative sessions to get uh, to get a law passed. But you know, we got uh, we got Utah homebrewers mobilized, got them into all the various you know committee meetings. Uh, Gary flew in two years to to testify before a House and a, and a Senate committee, respectively. And uh, lo and behold, you know, we pulled down the votes and uh, we made homebrewing legal in the state in 2009. So we're riding high. One of the last holdouts there, Utah, that you brought forward. That's great. Yeah, and we got, uh, sounds like we've got good news across the country. You know, since then, uh, it seems like all the remaining states, I think Kentucky uh, kind of released an opinion that just said, you know what, it's a non-issue. And, and uh, the other three states are, are got some sort of legislation rolling to, to upgrade to uh, full legal status. So we may have all 50 on board by the end of this year. I love it. And it sounds like you've got uh, then just a lot of experience, not just with the homebrew community, but obviously that legislation. Uh, how long have you been homebrewing? You know, I, I probably started homebrewing about the same time I moved to Utah. It's, about, it's been about five years now. Um, and, you know, and as far as homebrewer goes, I, you know, I'm probably you know not the the long biggest experienced uh, home brewer. You know, I, I listen to your interviews on on Sunday and, you know, I can't claim to have 100 gallons in my basement. You know, I'm probably <laughs> yeah, not, the most, not the most active home brewer. I mean, I like to do it in the summer. It's definitely an outdoor activity for me. You know, bring out the grill, bring out the tent, you know, just spend all day out there cooking away. Um, you know, and I try and, uh, you know, like a bear, I build up my my brew supply for the for the winter or right. the summer and, and uh, just kind of enjoy it through the winter. But, um, you know, other than that, I like to, to get involved with the local clubs and, you know, I believe in the AHA because, you know, they obviously came out and, and uh, helped us with the legalization thing and, and, you know, they really got involved and dug in and that was like, you know, they believed that was a major mission. And, you know, I, I can appreciate, um, you know, what Drew said on Sunday about how, you know, well, you know, when, when you're trying to sell the AHA to, to non-members, you know, homebrewers who haven't signed up yet, and they say, well, what's in the homebrewing or what's in the AHA for me, you know? It's always the uh, question, yeah. It's And it's a hard one. And, and you know, he kind of said, well, you know, we're doing the legalization thing, and, and he uh, raised, you know, the, the typical and, and legitimate comeback. Well, you know, I live in a state where it's legal. You know, how does that impact me? And, um, you know, it, it's a hard question, but I don't think that it's um, – it has an answer, frankly. I think that you know, being in a state where it was so weird for a couple of years to to know that it's not legal, you know, it's um, you begin to realize that this is sort of a, a you know a civil liberty, if you will, a right that you kind of have to not only fight to take but to to keep an eye on and make sure it doesn't change. You know, these there are you know call them what you will neo prohibitionists or whatever you want to call them, but the, it seems like the, the devil's always at the door trying to you know vilify beer or alcohol and you know home brewing is you know lumped in with you know these guys in the woods that are doing stuff illegal and <laughs> yeah uh, and that's you know, only I think some that, of us <laughs> it's true yeah but the uh, you know i think the aha in that respect kind of has to be a beacon on the hill i think you know if you don't act as a, as a group and have a sense of community and, and keep an eye out um you know if you don't you know it's your right use it or lose it you know if uh if you're not watching out you know you might find that you know i'll just a small aside, one of the in the Senate when we were trying to get this bill passed, and one of these uh, senators said, "Well, you know, well, how about just a, a, a home brewer registration card, just so we know where you are?" <laughs> and I was like, Great. "Really? 
And so, you know, but, you know, that kind of a compromise maybe doesn't sound so bad up front. But, you, you know, what, what's, what's next, you know? And so what if you're in a state where the mood kind of changes and, you know, all of a sudden you got a, a, a legislation that wants to, you know, keep track of homebrewers, what they're doing, or, you know, how are we controlling that 200-gallon limit kind of thing? You know, right. you got to have someone you can send an email to and say, dude, what's going on? You know, I got this legislation that's, you know, potentially going to affect my right in this state. You know, who are you going to call? Are you going to call the AHA and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll share some experience and what we've had in the past and, and try and lend some guidance. I know, you know, there's only so much as, uh, you know, a, a group of homebrewers can do from an out-of-state organization. But um, I'll tell you, you know, even what everything that the AHA did made a huge impact for, for Utah. And, and and granted, it's a small, small section but sure. uh, of what the AHA does. But I think that that leads into um, what, what I think Drew, and, and frankly, I think he's an excellent candidate. He's, he's a great going to be a great incumbent. But he... Um, he mentioned how the, the organization has to start looking outward, you know, and, and uh, find a way to bring in these, uh, you know, the younger homebrewers, this, you know, big run up in membership, uh, which is great. But he also conceded that, you know, they see these waves in, in homebrewing interest and we're sort of seem to be at a, at a peak. And, and I hope it's not an apex, but um, yeah. I think it's important to find ways to, to make sure everyone does feel as though they're a part of, you know, homebrewing community. And uh, in the years that I've been homebrewing, I think that's been a big deal of, of what makes the hobby so fun for me. Um, you know, brewing, the, the excitement of brewing and, and actual the, the brew day itself far outpaces my ability to consume when I have the capacity to create. And so uh, the you know, I wind up with these, you know, not, again, not 100 gallons, but I've got a fair amount of stuff in the basement. And, and the most exciting part is getting together with other home brewers and, and sharing my wares and, you know, forming a club. And, you know, we had Utah's first competition this last summer, and, and it was exciting stuff. And it's when you create that community that um, the hobby really kind of sticks and it, and it makes, you know, if you start falling behind in your brewing, I got a brew buddy who, by the way, is a huge Brewing Network fan. He, it's kind of sad that I couldn't do this live because he promised to heckle me from the chat room. Oh, but. it's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, whenever we kind of get behind on brewing, man, I get the phone call. He's like, "Dude, we got to get together, have a joint brew day, get something going." And and it's that sense of community that keeps interest going, that keeps you know the the hobby alive. And I think that Drew is right in that if you can keep that sense of community going it keeps the interest in homebrewing and you'll hear less people say oh you know i used to brew back in the day but i don't know what happened you know i just kind of got busy and right uh, and it kind of fell off the radar and, but i think if you've got that good you know sense of community going that's that's important and that's i think what the aha can provide and and that's what i hope i could help contribute to is you know, find ways to to help bring that sense of community, you know, even more so than it already is to out there and justify, you know, the annual membership fees and, and, uh, you know, just sure. make sure people at homebrewers are out there having a good time. Well, I just want to have the Warzinski uh, legal team on our side too. It sounds like, you know, your, uh, your, your law students and you did a great job. So, uh, what a wonderful background. I have to say every time I do one of these interviews, uh, with us candidates, um, th- you're all great. I-, I wish every one of us could be on the board. I don't think there's a bad choice here. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I-, I really appreciate what you're doing too. I think this is an awesome way to to kind of pull the the pictures off the page. You know, it's kind of hard to glean what people are like reading the the profile. You know, we wrote it ourselves and we tried to to make it you know telling of what, who we are and what we want to do. But I think you know, getting people on the radio and giving them a chance to just kind of chit chat gives a gives a real third dimension to, to our, us as candidates so well thanks. i hope it helps out no i'm glad and i hope it helps too I, I mean for me i i really need a little personality behind the face and i and i think it just helps to to hear everybody talk about what they're doing 
And yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't think there's a bad choice on the ballot, but I do really appreciate uh, you guys coming on here and, and letting people hear your voice so that they can at least have a, a, a little bit more of an informed decision and, and hear what it is that you're passionate about. And it sounds like, you know, uh, between the legislative side and the community side, uh, Doug, I, I, I think you, you'd be great. So I do appreciate you coming on here and talking about it. Right on. Thanks, brother. All right. Good luck. Douglas Warzinski. He's from Salt Lake City, Utah, and he's running for the AHA Governing Committee. You can go to the uh, homebrewersassociation.org and vote for Doug right now. This year, More Beer wants to introduce you to some of the amazing staff that bring homebrewing innovation home to you every day. This month, Concord showroom manager and award-winning brewer John Plizé is here to tell you about the top five gadgets he can't brew without. Number one, yeast starter. So crucial to have active, healthy yeast going. Decreases lag time and you have a healthier ferment. Number two would be our oxygenation assembly. Oxygen is really important for cell growth for your yeast. Third would be a servomyces. It's a zinc source that your yeast need for a healthy fermentation. Fourth would be a wort chiller. I really enjoy the uh, counterflow convoluted chiller. It's compact and gives me the best control as far as cold break. Fifth would be the Morbury Conical, the new improved one with the sealable lid. It's pressurizable. You can inline filter. It's got a tri-clover lid on the top. You can repitch your yeast. It's got a huge blow-off tube. The functioning of this new Morbury Conical is far superior. All of John's favorites are on sale this month only. Hurry to morebeer.com or visit the Concord Showroom for the best innovations and people in homebrewing. Morebeer.com Hey, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the next kids. meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh... White Labs. It's all in the vial. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time.
Welcome back to the program. Thank you to Douglas Warzinski for being on with us, another AHA candidate. Don't forget to go to homebrewersassociation.org and vote for your AHA governing committee. We will be the people who speak for you on the committee, so it's important that you get to know us a little bit and uh, make a decision accordingly. That's why Tasty would never vote for me. He knows me well. (laughs) (laughs) I use my vote wisely. Yeah. (laughs) You guys can throw yours away. Adjust it if you like. (laughs) You can go ahead and do that, but not Tasty. He cares. Yeah. About his governing committee. I need to take my vote back now. Ah. Now, you do have to be an AHA member. Uh, everybody in this room is an AHA member, yes. I think. Um, are you still a member, Chipper? Uh, I think I relapsed, but um, you, you relapsed. I just need to get the company to pay for You lapsed? I lapsed. Yeah. I didn't relapse. I, I'd like you better if you relapsed. I'm about to relapse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Nathan, did you vote yet? I did. Uh, and did you vote for uh, Crossley over here? And there was a vote for somebody in the room. All right. Oh, all right. See? There's one. I get one BNer to fucking vote for me. It's perfect. That's all I asked for. And the rest I guess of you, I didn't get to him in time. Yeah. The rest of you pricks. I already told you my uh, my uh, guidelines Your for standards. voting. <laughs> I have to get your BJCP test graded? Yep. That's what it is? Well, supposedly it's graded. Oh. Now I just need to be scored. See, I don't have that power. That other candidate does, though. It looks like your bribe worked, uh, yeah. or his bribe worked, I should say. And it's working. You want to drive up to Seattle and finish the job there? <laughs> I'll finish the job. Me and uh, me and Al will go uh, break some thumbs. Get nine toes. <laughs> Al it doesn't work as well as Frankie Ninetos. If Al ends up, if, if if I'm on the committee and Al's on the committee, you bet your ass Al's going to have a nickname within like a week. Yeah, uh, just I'm because I didn't have I, one yet. I, I just haven't. Well, I don't know him well. I have to get to know him a little. So but, my toes uh, he's got. You know. <laughs> yeah, I got to see what he does. Yeah, that's right. Nine toes. Get us something else unique. Yeah. All right, so a great show planned for you today. Uh, we're going to do competition brewing with uh, Tasty and Nathan Smith. Uh, just before we get to it, going to start in just a second, I just want to remind you, in case you're just tuning in, that Nico Brew is having a sale tonight on Simcoe and Citra Hops, uh, as low as a buck twenty-five an ounce. And you should order by the pound, because it's a pretty cheap pound if you do the math. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to do the math, but you can do the math. Pound it. And uh, <clears throat> half pounds for 12 bucks. Uh, he's really making you a good deal on both Citra and Simcoe. Some great hops, very popular in the BN Army. $5 flat rate shipping. You need to go to NicoBrew.com and use coupon code LIVELISTENER. If you're listening on the podcast, you're already too late. Sorry. Sorry. It's the way Nico, Brew, it's the way Nico did it. Um, so, live listener. It goes on until the end of the program. So when you hear us go off air tonight, live listener code will not work. You're so done. We also speculate that codes like you have a big schlong will work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have Nico's bag Nico. Baby. Yeah. Speaking of big schlongs, I got Gordon Strong on the line. Right <laughs> oh. Hey, Gordon. How Gordon are you? Schlong. Man? <laughs> Gordon Schlong. <laughs> hey, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> How's it going, man? I got nothing after that. <laughs> you, you, you've learned to preempt me. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> you got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hey, Gordon, I got a terrible connection with you. What are you, on a cell phone or something? Uh, no. You're on a landline, huh? No, it's a landline. It's just my voice. I'm going to hang up and try once more. Otherwise, I might have to use the phone system. All right. All right. I'll try again. What he didn't know is we replaced his telephone with... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be great on a game show like that, JP, just some whatever creepy game show. What he doesn't know... <laughs> Tell us about it, JP. <laughs> he doesn't know what does filled, he get with those? We filled his lower rectum with fish. <laughs> so when he calls back, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> will he get a surprise? Well, that's Gordon, disgusting. you're up. Uh, How's that rectum? Uh, 
What's that smell? Damn near killed him. How's that sphincter holding? What Gordon doesn't know is that we have a big schlong in the mail to him right now. <laughs> Let's see arrive at any open. moment. <clears throat> Our courier is on the way. Hey, Gordon. Hey. No, it's the same, Sounds man. The same. You, it either sounds like you, you're only about three feet tall. I don't know if you've had some trouble lately. Or we just have a really strange connection on your phone. Or the helium is leaking into your house. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds crappy on this side, too. You got a portable phone? Well, that's just us. Uh, yeah. You got a, you got a wired phone? Gotta think about it. Gordon's like, look, dude, I'm trying to help you out, all right? Down in the basement. How am I going to get another beer if I have a wired cord? I phone? could try on my other phone system. I just got a feeling it's not going to work any better than, than this one. Because it's all you, baby. Yeah, let me try another one. Talk, to, talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Oh, yes. Thank you, Gordon. All right. Tasty, what the hell? A... Tasty, what did you do to your arm? You oh, look like you you, oh, you I... got some road rash, I... man. <laughs> it looks like you fell off a motorcycle. I had an industrial accident. <laughs> His dog was running fast and he tried to pet him. A little brewing accident. Are you a Hell's Angel in secret? We didn't know about it? No, no, no. I'm not a Hell's Angel. What happened to your arm? I do have a good ass crack. What? Did you burn that brewing? Yeah. You did? Oh, yeah. Let me see. <laughs> what I, do, I do sort of... That is Whoa. one hell of a raspberry. Oh, the camera oh, see man, that you should have seen it when Ow. it was fully enraged. Come on. Shit. It's not the worst burn I've ever gotten. Can I see it? Show Bevo. God damn it. What'd you do? Show the camera. Just, you know, got a little hot liquids on there, you know? Show spice the camera. Rudy. Hold it up straight oh, up. Let me see it or not. Oh, ow. It came. Oh, it, came, it wasn't like you, that you touched the kettle. The liquid came out of yeah, the kettle on you. Yeah, hot, you know. That's what happens when you add as many hops as Tasty does. The whole thing <laughs> just jumps that, back uh, at you. Blow up. Yeah, the, the boil blew back at It revolted. Yeah. Well, listen, this is an opportunity for a PSA. What happened so that people cannot do what you did? <laughs> was, it just a, was it just a fluke? Actually, or? it wasn't beer. It was actually just plain hot water I oh, was okay. boiling uh, to uh, clean my Therminator. I see. And when I took the lid off, um, just had the lid right so that this big gush of steam oh. just blew right at my arm, and it just immediately, you know. Wow. Did you drop par- the lid? I parboiled myself. You dropped the lid? No, I, you know, it's a big lid, so I just put it, you know, dropped it right. No, it was involuntary. But, you know, I'm immediately posing it down and looking for ice. And that one's nasty. It's like blistering up as I'm doing it, you know. When did that ha- How long ago did that happen? <sighs> I think it was for the Nagne uh, Porter uh, Can You Brew It show. So that was about three weeks ago, I guess. Wow. Right? You're kidding me. It looks like that? Oh, man. I thought it was yesterday. Oh, man. So was, did I. This was all scabbed up uh, a week ago. Oh, I, I think we got to answer. Oh, this is just a little uh, scab that's left. And itchy. He was, wearing, he was wearing a hoodie oh, for a reason for a while, <laughs> I guess. My ankle, which I did about three years ago. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, that. Two quarts of hot yeah, uh, work. I, I did that. Is that still right down the, right down the your, boot? Doc? Your tennis yeah. shoe. Yeah, right down the boot. Right I, on a boot. I, I I went to change. The, That's this was changed the hoses. Worse than this yeah. one. I went, I went to change the hose, which I, I refuse to change any hoses when I brew anymore. It's my yeah, I, I set my system right. up because I went to change. It, I had it shut it off, and it went right down my leg, right into my boot. Oh, oh I couldn't I couldn't get my boot it, off. It fast can get it off. Fast and enough, yeah. my there's leg, some wart in your boots. I looked like that. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Th- thankfully, rubber's a good insulator yeah. to keep and it I, hot I, for I you. I didn't know whether to get my boot off faster or shut the valve so I didn't lose all the beer. <laughs> wow. I remember. So oh, you're man. still scarred, Tasty, on that's the ankle? No, that's one? fine. It's, oh, that's I mean, fine. it's a little scarred, but nothing. Man, there's no repercussions. That arm looks awful. I can't believe it's a three week old wound. That's nasty. You don't take care of that. 
You got to clean that thing up, Tasty. Oh no, no, it's I've took I, I've been over the worst part. Oh no, it's fine. I'm surprised you're out in public. Yeah. There, you know, there was a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a period where it was subject to infection and stuff like that. No, I was right. really careful about that. Dressed, you know, so little yeah. kids aren't staring. Dressings or and stuff like that. <laughs> Rub some hash oil. This is like fine. usually I don't I go out with it like you know full because it's yeah you know, patchouli oil to fix that up. But now right. it's like on the man. So should have taken you with us to the further show. We yeah. could have gotten you some patchouli oil and some painkillers. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Fix that up. I would have showed up with my own right. I thought about that, too. I was like, you know, I've got access to so many goodies. I didn't bring anything. I showed up at the concert. I was like, what's wrong with me? Gonna... Show up with a fr- I have like a refrigerator full of uh, who even knows what. Yeah. And I show up empty-handed to the dead show. Even the yuppie in the uh, leather jacket had something. <laughs> yeah, he had something. Uh, we, no. were, we were drinking canned beer on the, on the platform now. Yeah, we did uh, moose drool out of a can and two and a cans. Yep. How much nice. did that cost? Good, I, free for me. Oh. I just, I just, I grabbed some things on my way out the door. I go, I need cans. I just grabbed some cans I had in there and I just threw them in my pocket. That cost Doc something. He, so, he so Doc, what's yeah. the public service announcement here? Uh, like, don't burn. What do you do now yeah. that uh, to prevent? Because I obviously don't know. What do you do now to keep from getting burnt? What are some of the things you do? Uh, don't do what you did before. Well, my my thing is I, I <laughs> good. I'm getting good. I'm hey, getting those things. He la- went to med school. Uh, the yes. last the last school. Learn <laughs> learn each time. But um, you put your uh, your uh, pants on the outside of your boots. Yeah, put pants on the outside of your boots. Um, use gloves when you're changing hoses. Yeah, no hot, and eliminate the maybe, hot chips. Maybe before, in your case, Stacy, turn off the flame before you pull that lid it, off. It, if does, it's it doesn't. No, over. it does not matter. No, no, you, you pull up and it's, so the steam comes off. You got to just put, a shot oh, of steam. steam. It's hotter than the water. You I would have better off getting. As soon as the steam comes up, it condenses on your arm and dumps all its heat. No, oh. it just, it's a better exchanger than water. Yeah, oh, it's a, I see. It, 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 the heat just condenses on Into your arm, dumps all the heat, and that's what that's what burns you. So you got to pull it off so it doesn't get your arm. Uh, my thing was always, uh, most of my systems all up until the point of now was, uh, I used to have to change the hoses, you know, clip, unclip here, put it into that one and then I could reroute whatever I had to do. And now I've got three way valves and yeah, things, so I don't right. have to do that. Right. right. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. You gotta be careful and, and, you know, use, use proper equipment. Don't just, Oh, I gotta do this now and don't grab your gloves. And so you, you you grab something you know, the hot uh, brass thing with without your glove on yeah and you, right. you, I'll just do it real quick and be patient be patient you know just just stick yeah. ahead and it'll be work be patient or be a patient yeah and every time you open a hot valve make sure you know where the output's going once you open yeah I always I, I use my finger I, I trace it I go I, yeah. I go here 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 right. okay this is okay, I got three or four valves I got to open the right way and yeah. I go, I'll, I'll actually trace it with my finger okay that's where this has got to go and this is a and doctor that, saying that's, that that's when I do it so <laughs> if you need dental work <laughs> right. Scott Lothamer <laughs> Hey, by the way, Schumann gives the same advice uh, with his women. Uh, when he opens a hot valve, he makes sure there's nothing in the way of it. Yep. Gets ugly. Yeah. That's how he got chlamydia last time. He Good condenses advice. it down. He chokes last it Last time? <laughs> the time before. <laughs> right. Gordon, you there? <laughs> oh, I guess we lost him. Gordon, tell us the last time you got I'm going to call him. He sent me a number. Oh, is it a different number? Yeah. Is it a payphone on call the corner? Him. Yeah. All right, we'll try that line then. This is dealer's house. <clears throat> well, you guys want to get started? The neighbor's house. So we're talking sure. competition brewing here with Nathan Smith and Tasty McDole, two experienced competitive brewers. Of course, we've got Doc in the room, who's done uh, pretty okay himself. Done very well. And, uh, you know, uh, upcoming Ninkasi, uh, uh, I don't know what the right, a protege over here, Shat. Uh, yeah. oh. I hope has some questions oh, yeah. for you guys because I got high hopes for this guy. You know some shadowage. He brewed you? 195 batches last week. That's 196. Getting ready close. for uh, NHC. That's a good strategy, and I think Gordon would have concur. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> multiple. A lot of beer. You got a barrage. 
So I think that this show, I'm hoping, stacks the deck for our boy Shad over there. Gives him all the final things he needs to know to be uh, our... Machine our... gun Mosier. Hey, yeah. you know what else I picked up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what, up, what else I picked up when I, I just heard it from Sierra is those Oxycaps. Those oxygen-absorbing yeah. caps. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've never bought those before, so... Ah. Because you're cheap? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just never really thought about it. I always had a big bag of caps, like, in my... You know, in the storage shed, so it's like, yeah. eh. Uh. At the worst, they right. just do nothing. They may as well spend an extra couple bucks, right? right. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're going to beer around yeah. for a I while, mean, it's better, but it makes you feel better. If your beer's going in next week, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, here's the deal. So I had to finish a, the end of a keg, so I figured, why not buy these Oxycaps? Because then my entries for NHC will be up to par by then. Right. So I had this lager. I just wanted to get out of the keg, so I have another empty keg for all these damn beers I brewed. And, uh, it's a big part of the, the problem. Oxycab, what the hell? Why not? Yeah, extra yeah. second like So I don't know if you guys experienced anything with them or what the deal I, is. I That's all any, I use. I use them anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone around. Only anyway. thing I use. Pretty it's, cool. It seems like one of those things it, that you kind of do in general, where you 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 go ahead and you go overboard if you have to with competition brew. Right. In Correct. other words, I've heard Tasty say, "I don't even reuse bottles. I go buy the brand new bottles." Yes. Even though he might have bottles around the house, and it's just one of those things that maybe you don't have to do, but why not stack the deck in your favor, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's the if it's a couple more bucks for the for the yeah. oxy caps, if it's a couple more bucks to buy brand new bottles, if it's a so maybe just. Even as a rule, of everything we're going to talk about today, as a rule, you should, probably shouldn't be afraid to go overboard when you're competition brewing. Well, Absolutely. you know, within limits. I mean, if oxycaps are like three times the cost of non-oxys, I'd say... Then you wouldn't say. I may not I may like right. I choose to not use them. Well, how often do you and I bottle beer? Not yeah, the, just for competition. That's well, the thing. I do, I do a lot for like, you know, going to like... Here I'll bring twenty twos and stuff like that. But, but we're not we're not doing. But that's not very many caps. And uh, yeah, so it's not that many caps. If we all we are doing is bottling, it might be an issue. But yeah. we're doing this for competition, right? And we're going to stack the deck in our favor with that. I, I say I say thing. I probably bottle five percent of my beer, maybe. Right. That's not, and that's that's not, and, and that's important beer, right? It's not. I'm just not balling just to you know yeah. throw around to the relatives. Correct. Thank you. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like man, I've gone through all this process. I keg everything. Why yeah. not take care of the beer exactly. like at the very end there? I well, mean, that's, that's an important huge. part of it. You got to follow all yeah. the way through. Yeah. So I don't know. It just gave me peace of mind. It might make that one point difference. You never exactly. know. Exactly. Might keep it a little better, yeah. in better shape yeah. by the time yeah. it gets to the table. So anyway, uh, Gord- okay. Uh, let me just go ahead and start. Well, I don't know because I, I think I've got Gordon and oh. Vivo has Gordon both at the same time. Ooh, what do you got in bar? Gordon, you there? You must have them on two different lines. You've got them also? Oh, boy. A mess going on over here. All right, hang that up. Gordon. Yeah. There uh, we go. That sounds way better. That's so much better. Now you yes, sound... because it's an iPhone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Weird. It'll probably last... I'm buying stock. It'll drop. Uh, yeah. Well, well, at least now you sound taller than Doc again. <laughs> that's good. So for most people, Gordon Strong's going to help out. He's here to hang out with us and chime in where necessary. Of course, he's a uh, couple of time Ninkasi winner. In fact, just one last year, and an all around good guy and great brewer. So he's with us. If you've got questions, enter the chat room. Hit the chat now button. You can get all your questions over for for Tasty Nate, Gordon, Doc, whoever. Uh, get them over to us, and you can call us up. Um, no, you can't call us up because now Gordon's on the line. So you could maybe Skype me. You can do it that way, see if it works. All yeah. right, Gordon, so these guys were just getting started, and uh, we're just going to keep right on going. Where are we at, guys? Yes. How do we get started? Well, we got, I got, we got started on this topic, uh, I guess, about uh, 
six eight weeks ago, uh, one of the local clubs uh, asked uh, if I would come by and give a presentation at their club meeting about uh, brewing for competition. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, sure, absolutely. Um, I know. I think I knew enough about it to, to to be of some assistance. But then I thought, well, this sounds like a job for uh, you know somebody else that might uh, take a much more analytical look at this whole thing. So I uh, enlisted Nate to give me a hand uh, in doing this, and uh, which which we did. Uh, kind of turns out that uh, the meeting that uh, we were supposed to get the presentation, Nate couldn't make because he had a like a like a last minute closing on a. Foreclosed hot property or something. Yeah, it was a, last a fire minute, sale or something. A last minute acceptance of offer <laughs> yeah. on a home that I've been right. trying to buy for a while. So I left Tasty out to dry, and he had to give the presentation. Was, no, uh, no, that was no problem at all. <laughs> you know, just as a point of fact, by the way, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, I think a congratulations is in order. Nathan is now uh, he owns his first home, right? Yep. He's a new home. Yeah, myself and Nicole. That is nice. awesome. Man. Took the plunge. Now we're true Americans and have a big crap load of debt. Right. And, uh, yeah. Good for you. You're stuck yeah. now. <laughs> Has a nice garage. Put a brewery in there. You know. It's Are you working on that already? Yeah, why is it oh, yeah. brewing? What's the delay? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Got to make sure it's set up right. You know. It takes right. time, unfortunately. But yeah, Tasty proposed this idea, and uh, I helped him at the Bay Area Masters Homebrew Club meeting, and also again at the Doze meeting. We presented similar topics and similar things uh, focused on competition brewing, and our whole idea was is that presenting this earlier on in the year which still applies now, is that would gear people up to brew for competition, especially the NHC and things like the long shot. Competitions with a lot of national presence, competitions where the judging tends to be excellent and people get quite a bit out of their entries. And uh, Typically, I mean, what, what are the big competitions since you just brought that up? I mean, what, what are you brewing for? You talked about NHC. Uh, NHC is number one, okay, in my opinion. Sure. Is the... the I mean, obviously, the national level of recognition, the competition tends to be really tough. Judging, especially if you get uh, your beers, you're lucky enough to have your beers go to the second round. That judging is second to none. And to be able to get lucky enough to have a beer go through, it's just awesome if you can place in, in that. So it's, it's truly the largest beer competition in the world, uh, regardless of, of pro or homebrewers, I believe, in terms of number of entries, it probably is the largest in the world. So It's well-organized, well-ran, too. Exactly. That, I mean, that's the key with competitions. That's what you're entering beers into, essentially, is you're looking for good feedback, competitive. Yeah, you got you to have it. Best ribbons, best. you know, attaboys, that kind of thing. Yeah, you got to have it. Good point. You got to have a clear goal in mind when you're entering into competitions in general. And some people are just happy, you know, brewing their beer and drinking at home with their friends, and they don't want to enter competitions. That's fine, too. But, you know, get good. You want, some people want good feedback on their beers. Some people want to, uh, you know, get recognition for a beer they think they've done ex- especially well, and both of those are excellent reasons. Uh, one to good start. thing for the uh, nationals is uh, you're supporting your club because it's a club Absolutely. competition too, right? Even so, if your club is is the Brewing Network, it, it, that's right. We were in the club. We we're in the club competition as well. All right. So uh, you're, very you're, much so. There's a secondary competition on, on the back burner there, which is uh, clubs, yeah. and uh, you get enough. So that going and your club's going to get recognized N- not only you exactly and that was one thing that doc had done with the Doze homebrew club while you were president of that club you'd pushed for competitions and people yeah. entering competitions you kept going to the meetings tasting people's beer and it's really good beer correct right, right exactly and, and yeah. so why not like so a lot of other people in the audience probably have a local homebrew club maybe people aren't entering competition maybe the club should try as an you know, concerted effort of the whole club to yeah. start entering competitions, see how the club does in general. Well, I, I just found that people in the club had awesome beer. They'd bring it in. Yeah, and, we and, didn't and focus they, as much on uh, competition brewing. 
We just focused on good beer. Exactly. Right. And then we started entering them into competitions, and we did, we did really well. And I was pushing people to enter. I mean, this is great beer. Don't they, they, they only had us to go with, you know, the, the people in the club to go against. And they thought, right. well, my beer's crap because you know, I'm against this. And we, no, it's not that. That's not true. It's, we, had, we all had awesome <laughs> exactly. beer. Exactly. Yeah. We need to get this out there. Right. And that's, what, that's mostly what I pushed was trying to get people to, to enter their beer and just see how just how good it was exactly right. and the people the people that did well from the beginning and just as tasty said there is no brewing for competition so to speak the people that consistently make good beer are doing great beer whether or not it's a four competition beer or right. not they don't make that distinction up front yep. yeah you don't right. develop the habits the day you want to make your best batch you exactly do that you build those skills over time making that batch mm-hmm. great so i can take the rest of the night off since there's no uh, actual brewing for competition yeah, exactly. good show Pretty everybody much straightforward jp nice work start the barbecue thanks i'm out of here <laughs> well keys. done Jipper. you're already out of here yeah uh, i'm out of here <laughs> we got beer food we don't need to do this show we don't All, the only thing we don't have is gordon yeah yeah We'll just hey, be a, I'm here. Just be a, <laughs> we'll be out. You want to? Do you want an iPhone party with us? Even if we go off the air, Gordon, we'll just. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, save it for uh, Minnesota. All right. <laughs> yeah. I will. <laughs> okay, but since we are talking about competition brewing, there yes. are obviously some guidelines uh, that we can do. So you got asked to do this talk. Nathan pushed out and didn't show up. That's right. Um, uh, but you did. Uh, Tasty. The, sh- the show must go on, so he did it anyway. Yeah. And uh, so, so how do you begin your discussion about competition brewing? Well, now I begin it by telling Nathan that uh, it's his ball. Go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, owes me so big. <laughs> get to work. <laughs> he owes me so big for sh- not showing up at the Masters meeting. <laughs> so uh, I guess what I'd say on um, first point then, um, you, you're already making good clean beer. You got your brewing process down. You know you have been for a while. So start thinking about. Brewing for competition in the sense that it's all about advanced planning and scheduling. You know that when the nationals are going to be roughly within a few weeks, and as that date approaches, you'll get an exact date. But you should be thinking about beers that take time, 6, 9, 12 months, maybe longer beforehand. Do you like sour beers? Do you want to make sour beers? You're going to have to make those at least a year in advance for the competition, obviously. Some there are a little less obvious, or maybe beers like that can take a little age and do well with age, things such as... American barley wine, English barley wine, Old Ale, Imperial Stout, uh, Belgian, higher alcohol Belgian styles. Consider brewing those six months before and see how they do as the competition comes up. You're probably going to have to do some of those beers a few times before you you nail them if you're not used to making them, but those are going to need a little bit of age in many cases before they're going to be at their peak form to do well in competition. On the other end of the spectrum, as we've discussed many times on this show, American hoppy beers are going to need to be done kind of as close to the competition date as possible. I believe, Tasty, you were recently making an American pale ale. Yesterday. Yesterday for NHC first round. Uh, if, you know... It'll be the time, five, the time, five weeks old the day they taste it. The timing is no coincidence. Oh, there. that's no accident. Right? No, no, no. Yeah. No, when I, said, when I go to brew for the competition of this one, I look at the date, and then I look at the beers that I think I want to enter. They're usually beers that... I know really well, and I feel like I can, I can apply my craft to. So I'll uh, look at the date, back up a number of weeks, how old I want the beer to be, and I'll say, okay, this is the day, you know, within some reason, or the weekend, if you will, that I need to brew that beer, and then just take the next beer and, you know, lay it back in there. For instance, I brewed the double IPA two weeks ago, and I brewed the uh, uh, 
IPA a week ago, and then I brewed the APA uh, just yesterday. So no, is that all? Them out. Is that all personal feel? Is that just from trying the beers? From the beer, points, yeah, because I know the beers. I know when they when they peak, so to speak, or when they're you know at their best. Are you going to be rebrewing these if they make it? In the yeah, yeah. Round? When, when as soon as yeah, as soon as the, the when when the beers are in judging, I'll have starters uh, ready to go. So now you bring up a good point that I'd like to ask both Gordon and Nathan. Um, you talk about how you know the beers, and so you know about their aging. Does that mean that if we're if we are really just competition brewing, we're brewing now to do well in competition? Should we only be brewing beers that we know like the back of our hand? Gordon, when you won Ninkasi, were all of those beers stuff that you knew like the back of your hand, or did you you know brew some new beers, thought they tasted great, and threw them in competition? Yeah, um, the latter. I had. 50 entries in the first round, so I don't have them all nailed. Right. Um, first round is really somewhat of a crapshoot, so the way I look at it is if you've got a good beer, you got maybe one in three chance of meddling mm-hmm. just because of jun- judging randomness. So the way to get through is to stuff a lot through them and, and hope the judges don't spike your really good ones. All right. Yep. That's yeah, exactly the point. case. You could take, uh, like, it. Any beer, like a 35 to 44-point beer, has, like I think what Gordon's probably got it about right, one in three chance of advancing that is getting a first, second, or third amongst typically category sizes of you know, 25 to 35 or 45 beers. So yeah. it's and, that's just random, and that's just randomness. Yeah, it's just it, random, yeah. Your beer could be the best one there and, and not, not uh, okay. place first, second, you gotta or third. You've got to go through two rounds of judging right. in both the first and second rounds. Right. And the first round is a one bottle competition, so correct. And you might um, you might have a great beer and it's at the wrong table. Yeah, and they, a, they don't advance it along. Where if you were at the other table with the other judges, it might advance to that mini best to show and moved on. Yeah, a lot of luck. Or maybe it went to mini best to show, and your bottle had been one that you know they left the cap off of for a while, or sat yeah. around longer, yep. or mm. you know who knows. It's it's really <laughs> it's really very random. I mean, I figured with a really good beer. You got a one in three chance in the first round and a one in six chance in the second round. That was that was how I was calculating my odds going hmm. in. Okay, I like that Gordon sat around calculating his odds. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm going to do needs 50, to know. fifty beers. Yeah. No, I really do like that. Actually, I'm joking, but I like it. So I like that the answer is we don't have to know the beer like the back of our hand. To no, enter no, because I, I personally most had, of us don't. Yeah, I've had a lot of beers. First time I brewed them ever. The style. Okay. It, it but you should, you should always you should always taste your beer before you send it and compare Absolutely. it against the guidelines. It's not whether you knew it when you were brewing it. Right. It's what, what it you wound out. up with. Right. Yeah. And what is it today, not what was it last month? Right. Exactly. I think that's an important point that, that, that people need to take note of. And this is the timing thing that Nathan's just talking about. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, so maybe we need to bottle enough of each of these beers so that we can crack open another one um, as time goes on, certainly well, on shipping day. Because, you know, all right, let's say I brewed a, a great Hellas that I loved uh, four months ago. Right. But now I'm shipping it. I haven't been able to taste it. Uh, I want to be able to open that bottle, right? It's a good idea. I mean, if it's gonna, if you're not going to change your decision, it's whether you uh, put it in that category or not send it or something. Then maybe it doesn't matter. But I, a better w- thing to save the bottle for is when you get your score sheets back 
So you can drink that beer and taste it at, 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 while you're listening Absolutely. or reading mm. what the judges wrote about your beer. Okay. A lot of times people will be, that beer will be long gone yeah. by the time they get their judge sheets, get back, and all they can remember about the beer is how like, freaking awesome it was. Right. And, you know, sometimes maybe the guy's telling you that it wasn't so awesome, and if you had the beer, you can actually maybe taste what he's tasting. JP, you're shaking your head that you you like to be able to taste your beer when you get your score sheets back, too? I think I was just stroking out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were thinking, yeah, that's a good... Because I would, I would like to... I, I would love to do that. I've yeah. only gotten score sheets back once, right. I think, uh, except we're with Doc's beer. But I agree with you, being able to then crack oh, the yeah. beer and say, oh, yeah, I taste that shitty stuff, too, or whatever happened. It's, it's also worth it when you have all yeah. the bottling stuff set up. When you're making bottles either for a competition or just because you want to clear a keg out, make a few extra so you can have a few for that reason. Also, if you know that the beer can take some age and it's not something that's going to fall apart in the bottle, look how many bottles are required for the competitions that you want to enter. And then once you have all the bottling stuff out, do them all in in one setting. I like to do it that way. It's like, okay, I'm going to go four for the long shot here, one for nationals, maybe three for um, World Cup two for something else maybe, and then three extras for the score sheets or what have you. And then it's all done ahead of time. I don't have to worry about if I've bottled that from that keg or not. You know, we, Nicole and I could just drink the rest of it and not care or what right. have you, right? Yeah. So then you have everything sort of lined up. So that's critical also because some people forget that if their beers did well in the first round, they might not have a bottle and yeah. left for the second round. Yeah. Three and, bottles in the national. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then they're going to need four bottles total, so one for the first round and then three for the possible second round if they're not going to rebrew. And Welcome then, and to a, lot, a lot of beers you can't rebrew. I'm obviously not going to make exactly. another Golden Strong. No, or exa- nice you don't have enough time or maybe there's just no way it could right. be done. So. Welcome to Chad's world, living with us a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah. like he has to literally hide his kegs of beer so for yeah. second round, actually. Well, that laundry yeah. he's really talking did. about that he's, that's, that hell is, <laughs> yeah. he's uh, internet because he had to hide it from you. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and now I got him in. Poor bastard. Uh, Great. Tap everything. <laughs> you got to make up for it now <laughs> bottling in advance is great also to check your bottling oh, yeah. and your sanitary conditions absolutely so i have some bottles that are three years old and that i'll crack every once in a while just because i'm curious and yeah it, it, there's nothing there's nothing going on so i can feel confident this year when i'm bottling okay i can i can i can do the yeah i, I whittle it down to you know uh like tasty does pretty much get the new bottles soak them in some star sand fill it with the you know, a cobra tap with uh, some uh, tubing shoved in it, and um, and there you go, and and everything tastes fine. So I'm confident in that in that method because I have three year old bottles to back it up. That you've tried it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Okay. Well, yes, it. it's okay. Yes, it's okay. Are you sure, JP? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Have some. All right. So knowing what you have and timing things right. All yeah. Right. Advanced, so plan- gotta- advanced planning and scheduling is yeah. is a huge part of it. Just not having the the right stuff when you want to brew and making sure that you know your ingredients are the freshest most viable possible is also something we hadn't mentioned yet which is really important a lot of people who brew a lot if they're brewing sort of thinking about competitions they maybe they'll buy a, a giant bag of english crystal or uh, american crystal 40 and leave it around i'm not such a big fan of that actually that's a malt that can deteriorate quite quickly over time you're probably better off buying little bits and pieces of a malt like that as you need it instead of trying to stockpile it so don't overplan. Also, like know what stuff. Obviously, with yeast, people wouldn't wouldn't do that. But some malts aren't necessarily going to do well over time. So if you're stockpiling ingredients, uh, take a critical look at what you're stockpiling and why. And is it is it holding up over time? You know, the, the awareness on hops and uh, yeast is definitely there, but a little less so with malt. But malt can be very 
fragile too in some ways. Taste it before you use it, obviously. I was going to say that with the yeast, actually, I banked a lot of the different yeast that I use that are platinum series. Right. Come around, you know, seasonally. And I am very happy with a couple of strains that I have, and I'm happy I banked them. And you have a unique strain that a lot of other people don't, so it'll help your beer maybe stand above the crowd. Different times throughout the year. Right. Right. So yeah, the White Labs point. Platinum strains and the YE seasonal strains are really good for yep. that. And there's a lot of unique stuff going on in there. So it's definitely something that make your beer. For me this different. year, I mean, it opened my eyes up. I mean, wow. I could really bring this beer right. out again in a few months. This isn't available. Right. Yeah. Know, exactly. Essentially. Exactly. And even for products that are available, you know, all year round, when you plan your beers, when you have the schedule, you can make sure you're going to have all the ingredients at that point in time. Like if I'm making the, the double IPA, you know, on a certain date i'll have to look ahead of time make sure i have all the hops that's the recipe you know and then i have to, sure. if i have to place the order make sure i've got all the materials and the right yeast and the right starter the right amount all there on the, at the right time and it, you know it's you think well that's not that big a deal well you know i'll probably have like 11 beers that i'll have into the first round we well, have to do that times 11 i don't know how gordon could possibly do it times 50 but yeah <laughs> that's just a like a miracle of some sort I guess. gordon apparently has nothing else to do i guess well, last year, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like uh, most of you guys. Uh, I was out of work for a while, so I was okay. just, uh, uh-huh. I was just cranking them out full time. Use that time to the best advantage possible. So I think Gordon, you also yeah. mentioned uh, the BJCP guidelines earlier too, and I don't want to miss that as a really a critical point. You know, before you're entering your beers in competition, you know, get to know a BJCP judge or become one yourself. You know, homebrew clubs are a great venue for that. You think your beer might fit in a certain range. You'll get some other experienced judges to you know, lend their opinion to the beer and sort of back up what you may think is or isn't there. I think that's a pretty huge part of doing well in competition is that, yeah. that social activity beforehand of you know, working with other people to, to taste your beers and work out any possible things that could be going on before right. you even think about entering. Right. Definitely right. take the test. Try to take it now, but, you know, and then maybe in a couple of years... <laughs> <laughs> you might actually results. you might actually get um, oh, no. a rank <laughs> and then so i think for nhc 2015 it would do you a lot of good it's to, all timing it's all timing it's <laughs> planning that out and, and i looked up i looked up your your scores aren't in yet uh, and gordon's oh, checking for i know i know they're done they're though. really 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 late <laughs> you know jp you could just pencil in master there you go yeah <laughs> maybe that should be a loophole in the bjcp if 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 things are lagging you're allowed to call yourself whatever you oh, want yeah, until until score. you but, should take that part on the score sheet jp and just go into a diatribe about how you don't know you're ranked because you don't have your stuff back yet <laughs> yeah. and don't put any other feedback in for the beer just tell the person what you really feel uh, i'll just have uh, a, uh, a printed out attached sheet just says rank c attached <laughs> <laughs> right stapled to the back yes. you have a photocopied explanation to yeah. with each of your uh, feedback yeah, yeah i think it'd be good <laughs> <laughs> all right well and so knowing your bjcp guidelines so and how your beer stands up this kind of th- this kind of thing sounds to me like uh competing with your beer breeds more competing with your beer. It makes yes. you a better judge. So, in other words, the more score sheets you've been able to read, if you're not a BJCP certified judge, the more you might be able to tell that your beer That's fits right. within the guidelines. Or even if you're not a judge, it's you know, sit down with the category, the style guidelines, with your beer, read through it as you're tasting it, smell it, look at it, mouthfeel, all that stuff. Does it make sense? You know, maybe that's a good introduction for if you thought about being a judge or not. But most people can get a pretty good idea of does this description fit my beer or not? Even score if you're not it yourself. An official judge, yeah, score it yourself. Okay, and but you can be 
you, you can be surprised how much people misuse the guidelines. And That's true, too. Reading them and thinking they say something. They get, you know, I've heard Jamil talk about this. People get focused on, on a certain phrase in the guideline and sort of miss the big picture about what the mm. style's all about. You know, fixate um, on the wrong detail, kind of thing. Yeah, right. You can't you can't just sort of cherry pick out words and say, "Oh, okay, I've got that, so it's a good example." So even if you're not a, if, even if you're not a judge, I recommend that you go to a competition and you know uh, volunteer to steward or something, and sit around and watch the judging process. Try the beers, listen to what people are saying when they use these words on the score sheet. What does that really mean? Because if you're just getting these score sheets back. You have no idea whether the person judging it is competent or not, right? You know? Yeah, so, don't don't discount these smaller. I mean, competitions leading up to if the NHC is the big ticket, right? Don't discount these smaller festivals. If you think it's like, oh well, I can put my beer in. I mean, if it's good judging, oh, yeah, yeah. it's good beer. I mean, right. boy, forget, great feedback. Yeah. Good place to yes. start is not your just local, your, friends. your local yeah. regional competition or these club onlys. You know, with your yeah. your clubs, uh, right. man, huge. But you'd be surprised how often I get score sheets back that. The same beer in the same competition in the same panel, the two judges will say completely different things. So, you know, <laughs> at all levels, though, um, I mean, every competition, or is it just? Uh, it shouldn't it, happen at all. It, okay, it, it, sh- it shouldn't happen at all. But when I talk about the variability in judging, you know, and if you have ever organized a competition, sometimes you got to scrape to find people to come judge. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to turn them away. Yeah, and even if you have a decent judge, you know, they might have an off day, too, or, you know, something yeah, even asked. along the way. So it's really hard to tell. So basically my approach there is I don't trust any of them. So I, I judge my own beer. You know, learn how to judge your beer. Yeah. Judge it yourself exactly. before you send it. And that way you know if if you're you're basically outsourcing the decision to somebody else about whether your beer's good, then, um, you, you know, you're really missing an important part of the equation. How far are you off, Gordon, from, from when you judge your own uh, uh, to the score sheets you get back? Uh, I don't, the last competition I was in, you know, it was, somebody scored it maybe 15 points off from where I would have been. Wow. Hmm. Low or high? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they were low. They were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's yeah. a good question, yes. though, because some people... <laughs> so. Here, JP, I think that yeah. my opinion is you're an example of this. Some people are overcritical oh. about their beer. Yeah, especially new yeah. judges. So too. you, I think that you would actually score your beer lower than, than say, Gordon would. Uh, because you're, you're just real hard on, on every part of it. Yeah. You Basically, I I'm, I'm just waste malt. Yeah. <laughs> malt waster. Those would be all your comments. <laughs> You're a waste malt waster. Yeah, <laughs> that should be my name for my brewery. But it's a good point. I mean, I, I think you you know being critical about your beer is also a skill uh, because not all of us are good at. Some of us are the other direction, right? Where we just oh, this is the best beer I ever made. Exactly. And you yeah. and then you gloss over a lot of the flaws. And then there's the other extreme where you're too hard on yourself and maybe you don't improve because you're always just beating yourself up about it. I think that it's a skill of its own to be able to judge your own beer and to really well, just be it, honest. And be critically honest, it helps, yeah. It helps to be able to judge other people's beer first before you judge your own beer because you don't have any frame of reference. So how do you know whether you're a good judge of beer or not if... All you try is your own beer. Right. Well, it's true. You, know, we got, you said frame of reference, too, and I know I've gotten beer judges that have never tasted that style of beer before. Exactly. Yeah, and... And they, they try... Well, sometimes you're just screwed. Yeah. You know, when I say one in three, you know, some people are going to be shocked. 
you know, if you ask Jamil, you know, he'd probably tell you something similar. You know, you send, you send along, like, a lot of beers. Um, for the people that only send one or two beers, you know, either you win or you don't. And, but if you send a lot, then, then you're, then you're sort of getting the probability and statistics effect into it. Yeah, well, that's how... See, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to make a really shitty joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so, everybody can insert so, so random JP joke. Right, yeah. we'll do it for you. So, Gordon, of the fifty beers that you enter, how many how many advance to the second round? Um, nineteen. I think. Nineteen. So that's like a what? That's uh, real good. Forty percent, thirty-eight percent success rate. That's really good. Uh, yeah. So, like, so in that same context, if you... Seven for 19 in the second round, which is what shocked the hell out of me. That is, that's re- excellent for second round. I was expecting one out of six. If I had gotten one out of six, Jamil would have won. Got it. Huh. I think Jamil got, like, somewhere where, like, one out of six is something. I think that's about his average, and yeah. that's, that's what I had had in previous years. <laughs> so I thought, you know, if I do better than this, I'm doing well. If I do worse, you know, so you said that if, if you enter enough, then then you can use that expectation. If, if you've only got a small number that you're sending, like I said, either you win or you don't. Right. But right. If, if you, I mean, just to qualify it, if you enter enough good beer. Right. right. Because yeah. obviously exactly. I, could good, enter, clean beers, I can enter yes. 50 beers this year, and that's different than, than Gordon or Jamil entering 50 beers this year. So, well, but a lot, of, a lot of people make good, you know, really good beer. Yeah, you know, sure. I'm, no. I'm, I'm impressed with this. So... I mean, I've written a couple of articles on this. I wrote one in Zymergy, and I wrote one recently in BYO that sort of, like, talk about these. So people could sort of look those up for some some extra tips, too. Um, but, you know, I like being able to start with saying, yeah, assume you make really good beer, because it's not about that, right? You know, if, if, we're, if we're talking about wanting to enter the Nationals, you better make good beer. Exactly. Got to have that so, done, uh, down first. 35 or better. But, yeah. But you can really blow it, even if you make good beer. Like you guys were talking about the whole timing thing. You get you got your beers out of sync with the competition. You know, you just wind up being screwed. Yeah, as you could or, take a you could take yeah. a, a double IPA that did well in the second round. If that bottle's six months old, uh, forget it. It's probably or not going to go very no, far at all, especially with the competition got, I, in that category. I got a gold last year with yeah. a Hefeweizen, and um, that one was rebrewed for the second round. Yeah, perfect example because, of a beer that has to be fresh. Right, because it, it's you know I call it like a new car beer. You drive it off the lot and it loses half its value. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's, <funny. laughs> that's great. It's a really good one. So image. I mean, there there are a lot of styles like that. So I mean, if you're making if you're making an average strength pale beer, and it doesn't have a lot of hops in it, then you, you better rebrew it. Okay, because it'll just go off. I had a question here come through from the chat about this numbers game, and I think it's a good question, uh, because you're talking about how certain things can happen on the judging table, bottle cap get, gets left out too long, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, NH Brewers in the chat, he wants to know, what about putting the same beer twice into the same category to remove some of the randomness of judging? Is this a no-no? Most, most do competitions don't allow you yeah. to enter the same subcategory more than once. The Nationals the don't allow doesn't. that. Okay, so you can only enter that category no, once sub, anyway. Subcategories. So if you've got okay. American ALs, you can order. You can enter one in every. Subcategory. You can do, do, do all, all but, I can, but Chad yeah. can't brew two different pale ales 
and enter uh, them both into the yeah. pale ale subcategory. Yeah, let's say, let's say you only brew IPAs or pale ales or whatever. You can't enter five IPAs. You can only you have to pick in, one. Not in the NHC. Some competitions allow it. Okay. If, for example, when I when I run competitions, I say that you can do that, but only one of yours can medal. So you can't enter like uh, five yes. IPAs, you know, five American IPAs and win all three medals. You, know, but, you can win all the IPA medals, but you better have one in each. Which, yeah, English, Chad, American, and double. Yeah, yeah. Chad could, Chad could name you as a uh, main brewer, and he's the co-brewer. Yeah, the you co-brewer, could do assistant and then brewer. you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So check check the entry rules for every. It's a competition by competition. Most don't allow it. Okay, but you could, for example, take a beer and enter it in two entirely different. Subcategories or categories, if you want to. Yeah, things that are, things that are virtually identical, like yes. Scottish sixty and Scottish seventy. Correct. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. So, like Nate and I, we could take that Shakespeare Stout clone. He yeah. can enter it as as him and me, and I could enter it as me and him. Same uh-huh. category. Okay. Uh huh. So I, there I, are. I don't remember how long ago it was, but there was a guy that actually won two gold medals in the second round that entered the same beer in two different categories. One was like a. Wow. Spice beer and one was an experimental beer. It's a darn it good beer. All in the way he, all the way he described it. Okay. All right. Well, I thought it was a good question. Good to clear that up. All right, guys. What's next? Yeah. So thinking about packaging is really important too when you're doing uh, any any competition or any brewing in general where you, you want to save save beers for competition. Um, make sure you allow enough time for carbonation and bottling. Say you're pushing that limit of doing American <laughs> hoppy beers. You know, you want to enter it. Two, you want to finish the beer two days before you're going to enter it in the first round of the Nationals. Are you sure you have enough time to properly carbonate and condition that beer before you're going to bottle it and enter it? So don't don't forget about that. And then, you know, if you're doing forced carbonation, you know, make sure you uh, carbonate to the appropriate level per style. Read the guidelines and double check. You know, is that English mild? How much is that? How much carbonation is that really supposed to have versus, you know, your your triple that's in the keg next, next door to it and maybe on the same regulator? They're entirely different carbonation levels and they're going to reflect the the beer very differently on the judging table so dialing that in and double checking for that before you start bottling is is really really important that's a good point you don't want to you don't want to force your package into <laughs> prematurely into something that's really small An unwilling yeah. category or upon anybody or upon, yeah you don't want to give it to the club organizer and say here's my <laughs> here's here's my packaging it's not ready it's not ready but can you at least look at it and taste it Right. You don't wow. want to do that. If I'm going to go bottling for the competition that time, I, I actually will take the Cobra tap. I'll try a couple of glasses of it just to make sure that the, the carbonation level is right where I want it. I don't just expect yeah. it to be there where yeah. I had last week it was cool yeah. and this week so it's did, not. So did, did Chad screw up then? Because, you know, I'm talking about how he's Probably. brewing like crazy last in the last two weeks. Is he on too tight of a, of a schedule to get all of those beers into NHC or did he it's get going to have to make sure he gets them in kegs. NHC in time is and, actually pretty easy. Yeah. Like Doc says, you get the carbonation just right. But I, and he's doing the same thing as I'm doing. You don't do, you that, the, you don't do that the night of bottling. You, you need one that. bottle. Two days before you're checking it, oh, okay. it looks like it's about, you know, it's about two point four volumes. I don't really want to do two five, since I know I'm going to lose some some of that uh, carbonation when I bottle it. So you'll tweak it up a little bit. I've I've had like three or four different pressures going on in my uh, chest uh, freezer that I store my beers in, staging them, just tweaking things in to, to get to that that last moment. Okay. And then it, the national is easy; it's just one bottle. So you could do all the bottling in like you know forty five minutes, right? So it's 
pretty straightforward. Can you smoke a doobie on bottling day? Is that uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> no. a, Gordon? Get away with it. Uh, I thought that was a question for Tate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I threw you the curveball. Well, no, you cannot. <laughs> you can't. You need to stay focused, right? Well, if you it could been burned as much as I have around beer, so you, I you I mean I don't drink, I don't do anything on on Brute. You don't. You oh, no. you are focused and once clear the flames on, on, I'm out of my so, pajamas. So you get burned and, on and shoes. You get right. burned right. cold sober. <laughs> yeah, oh. totally. <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> Guarantee it. What about, okay. what about yeah. bottling day though? Is that one? Is that one open, no, that, open well, for that's, drinking? That, that, well, that's that's kind of like a high pressure. No, I'm I'm straight there. You yeah. straight there too. Bottling's yeah. even worse for yeah. Well, yeah, Tate uses a similar method to me. Yeah. I get much more uptight on bottling day than I do on brewing yes. day. Yes, okay. very good. Point. Yeah, it's a science. It's science uh, to get them. I say it's more art than science because each beer seems different in bottling. So really, day. We're, we're at the point where we can't drink during the brew day and during the bottling. Oh, yeah, it's no fun. You guys are oh, miserable wow. douchebags. Yeah. So we drink so much. Are. We drink so much the rest of the time. <laughs> Listen, I'll I'll give up Ninkasi any day if I have to not drink on brew day. You can have it, Gordon. Hey, in regards to bottling... Uh, How often do you brew? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> drink. Yeah. You've given it up already. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just in regards to, uh, you know, when a judge gets a beer in front of him, uh, maybe a pair of judges, if the bottle is, you know, filled to the top, I know a low fill is not good. If it's filled right to the top, is that something... They the judge might make a note of, or is it just not really... They a can note it, but they shouldn't be docking you points the, for the it. The judges don't okay. really even see it. The steward should have it by the uh, Well, a lot of times the judges will open the actual bottle themselves. Sometimes the stewards will. I, if, I'm, if I'm judging, I prefer yeah, they to open, open the bottle. Yeah? But, okay, yeah. I thought the stewards... Uh, no, they examine the bottle. No, no. Okay. They shouldn't. Okay. Cool. But you can't be docked for it. <laughs> so I think that's, th- the, oh, that's really? the good point. You can't be docked you points for it. Be. They might take note of it, but they're not They're not supposed to dock points for it. So yeah. what do you think about that? Some asshat judges will... will Low pour, low fill. They yeah. might. Okay. Yeah. Well, they'll say, "Oh, high fill. It can't be carbonated properly." Is you're, you're a high filler well, yourself, aren't you, Gordon? I believe, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Yes, because I I take it from the keg, and I don't want any oxygen. Exactly. In there, so I cap on foam. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, I try to put as little, you know, as little head into the bottle as possible when I pour. So you know, it could wind up quite high yeah, by the time it settles it should, down. The fill level should have no. Bearing on uh, how carbonated it is, if you're pu- pu- pulling from the keg, correct. So right, but some people seem to think that you know that has something to do with it. If it's bottle conditioned, I wish so we knew. If so much time you spend so much time looking at the bottle, did you bother looking at the bottom of it? Yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's no yeast there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish we knew if JP was that kind of judge yet, but we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't know. I would love to make fun of him. I, I only. I want him to have his scores just so I can make fun of him. Not well, for not for his BJCP value, but you should enter so into uh, figure out in, what kind of judge he, he is. The exam. <laughs> I'm giving up ragging on JP for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're supposed to give yeah. something that's really hard. <laughs> that Gordon, is hard. God doesn't care about me. He won't care about me. <laughs> I I think that's a noble Lent. Actually, it's good. Catholics in the room. Chocolate would have been like easier. half of one Catholic in this room, and that's Chad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Doc's raising his hand. I'm going to take us to break. If that's all right with you guys, uh, I got to go okay. make some pee and put it in the toilet. Uh, oh, grab we ourselves a beer. Is that where we put it? Hang in there, everybody. It's the uh, Brewing for Competition show. We've got uh, Nathan Smith, Tasty McDole, and Gordon Strong hanging out with us. Yay. Get your questions over to Bevo in the chat room, and uh, we'll try to get them answered. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. 
Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holler Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedeshaf and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Hi. My roommate's gone for the weekend and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby. I told her not to call me after 8. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? Shut up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? If you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you'd know that. Alright, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, sucks. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? 
Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. <gasps> Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the collector's item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah! Welcome back to the program. Competition Brewing with Tasty and Nathan Smith. Gordon Strong's on the line helping us out. Where are we at, Nathan? So, it's uh, been a big... F- I've been a big fan of trying this technique this year, thinking about competition and splitting the batch everywhere possible while brewing. So, everyone has tried, probably, or at least heard of the technique of taking 10 gallons of wort, splitting it between two fermenters, and trying two different yeasts. So I'm thinking more about that idea and extending it further. Everything past the wort... In the boil, you could, for example, leave the boil on, collect fire, and, and if you're using a uh, plate chiller or a, counter, or a counterflow chiller, chill five gallons of wort, do a different last-minute hop addition, continue to go for five more minutes, and then collect the wort in a separate vessel. You could do a last-minute charge of American hops that way and really transform a beer with that method. Once again, in fermentation, you could do two or three different dry hops split between two different vessels in uh the after the first week of fermentation or so you could also take a beer and split it with oak and uh things like britannomyces as well if you want to take a beer and you think it may have potential for different uh post-fermentation or aging techniques you've done anything like that tasty with with beers at all i've done a little bit of uh, like uh like uh top mashing i've done some like you know uh Made and boiled one beer, a bigger beer, and of lighter color. Then I'd make a darker, lighter beer after that, uh, with like top mashing and maybe DME. I've certainly done the uh, yeast splitting. I, I've had a lot of success uh, doing a grain bill that works equally well as a uh, California comma, common and a uh, Oktoberfest. What, what's, t- what's top mashing? What what is? So you put a dark grain on top of your mash. Uh, basically, you, you just do a batch sparge kind of thing where you do a runoff to collect a volume for five gallons. You can collect, you know, as creative as you want. You can put half of that you can save for the second batch and make an equal gravity beer if you want it. You you mentioned something just now, which I think is key to some of those ideas, which is take where a malt bill or bittering hops between two beers and see how similar they are. And you could take and split that idea like, okay, what beer uses maybe a German noble hop to bitter and almost 100% pills in the malt bill? Mm -hmm. A few. And then what if you took one of those warts, fermented it with a German lager yeast, the other wart fermented it with a Belgian ale yeast, and then added candy sugar during fermentation on the Belgian guy. So you're going off in a completely different direction on that fermenter versus the other guy, which may be at 50 degrees with a German lager yeast. Two entirely different beers could be two fantastic beers from the same wart. If you don't have a lot of time to brew, 
you you might get two at least two excellent beers and maybe two competition quality beers out of that idea and save yourself a bit of a bit of time and had a little bit of variety in your drinking too. Uh, even uh, just changing the fermentation temperature, if you can split the batch yeah. and just you know even the same you, yeast, you, you can uh, yeah use the same yeast and and you know work the yeast at two different temperatures. You're going to get two different things. Sure. Maybe brew one at the the very coldest. You know it's still going to ferment. And Cal Ale's got a big. Big wide range. Yeah. You can go way down there, and yeah. then you can get it up high yeah. if you want something fruitier at that point. Good point. Right. You know how uh, well, well, you can always tell how metal someone is when they count, when they say two, and they go like that. <laughs> two. And they hey, put the devil horn rock <laughs> fingers. That's what Nate was doing. He yeah. was rock finger and two. <laughs> two different batches. But yeah, it's like you could do two. Subconscious two even. Yeah, I was awesome. like, wow. Gordon's, Hail Satan. Gordon's pretty metal, too. I bet that's how he counts, too. <laughs> He's a tool fan. I know that. That's right. I, I, just, I. I just count on my wiener. I only get the one. <laughs> How many batches do you have? A real small one batch. Yeah, it's half a gallon. I've got a big truck. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't get to brew that often, and I've got more fermenters than I have time. So I really try to split my batches as much as I can, either between uh, uh, different yeasts, different... Uh, try. I, I, a lot of times, what I've been doing now is uh, I look for similar beers that have a same basic... Uh, starting gravity, yeah. uh, same basic malt bill, that kind of thing. And then I think, how am I going to have to change it in the process? I just did uh, an American lager and a dark American lager. And uh, I did what Nathan said. I uh, I cooled half of it, and then my uh, carafa went into the kettle exactly. at that point. And that's where I got the dark come out, and then I oh, cooled that, and that, that went into the other. And I just tasted them out of the fermenter, and both of them are pretty fantastic and totally different beers. Hmm. Yeah, because you could probably even steep a lot of those grains. That's what I did with that yeah. the craft. I just put it, I put it in there, and it, it, was, oh. it was just a ste- I just steeped it. Oh, I see. And it, it came out with so much flavor yeah, and so much was, color. Yeah. It, it was I just, cold steep a lot of dark grains anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I agree with that. It's sort of like a sort of like a family tree kind of thing. You you think about. Where, where in the process do different beers diverge, and you could sort of keep it common until it hits that point. And if you can separate it, yeah, you can get multiple beers out of one, one brew. Great way. On how your system set up? If, like Doc said, you don't get to brew very often, just a real yeah. cool way to uh, expand your your batches there. And the number of entries. Keep keep in mind, we're talking about you know having a good number of entries yeah. to get your. And that's what I'm thinking: is how many entries I can get in, and uh, a record number. Hopefully, record number entries inside. Or? Yeah. Well, uh, now that question came through from the chat room actually, uh, because we d- we talked about how you can't enter uh, twice into the same category. Can you enter the same beer into multiple categories? Yeah, like, yes. like my, for instance, my uh, California Comet and my uh, Oktoberfest Merits. Uh, I've done that before. You have I actually took first yeah. place in both categories with the same beer. The same beer, yeah. So you got a first for it being a Calcommon and a Meritzen, right? Because right. the Calcommon is not that well hopped, and neither is a Meritzen. Sure, it's well, a pretty you, similar. Or you style could be too. riding the fence on both of them. Yeah, yeah. You could be the low end of one, high end uh-huh. of the other. Yeah, a lot of categories have that overlapping. Uh, thing. So maybe as an example, Gordon, you you had fifty entries. Was that fifty different beers? No. It was not. So no. you did some multiple entries as well. Four different beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had uh, one and a half yeah. beers. I had 10,000 gallons of beer of wort. It's like a Wonka factory. 
at this big container and it just says beer. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, <it's, laughs> and he yeah. uses his, his Cobra tap and just goes for right. it. It's like, it's like Repo Man. Yeah. <laughs> Generic. I, I just passed around an ex- example of this uh, a batch splitting idea where I took, uh, it was a malt bill for an English barley wine, merge it with a malt bill for American barley wine, sort of leaning towards the, Ameri- the uh, English barley wine, pardon, than the American Collected five gallons of wort at flame out, added a big dose of American hops, boiled it for about two, three, four more minutes, and then collected my wort for American barley wine, added sugar during fermentation of the American barley wine, took the English barley wine that was from, and obviously used Amer- clean 001 or 1056 on the American, used 002 on the English, and then split the English again and added oak on one of those, so you get three beers out of the same wort, wow. essentially. And, and I don't necessarily want 10 gallons of barley wine right. of one type around. Right. So now i got English barley wine, English barley wine with French oak, and then American barley wine. Did dry hopping during the American mm-hmm. barley wine as well after fermentation. Three pretty different beers oh, out of the same exact wort. and uh, That's a, great. It's, it's a lot of fun that way, too. You can kind of pick and choose which one you like better based on... Well, and things have sort of progressed. And it's a little fail-safe. I mean, you make an excellent point. You don't want 10 gallons of a barley wine that you don't like. Exactly. What are you going to do? That's how we end up pouring beer down the if, drain, if, which you know you like I, it, I don't approve of. You're going to run out of room eventually yeah. uh, for storage and everything. Even if you like it, you've got 10 gallons of this. You know, can't give it away. Exactly. And, then, and even within these three beers, you've got options. Say, say the oaked beer is too oaky. Well, you've got a natural beer to cut to blend that back down <sighs> exactly. to a reasonable oak. Say the English beer is not hoppy enough. Well, you've got this other beer over here. It's got plenty of hops in it. You could move some of that over in there to make it more hoppy. And it, yeah. this way, uh, the fun doesn't stop when the brew day is done. Yeah, it's, it's fun. So much yeah, no, this is, that's a whole other creativity after the brew day. That, that yeah. you know, the idea of you know post fermentation changes or during fermentation changes or blending of the final product mm-hmm. when you know they're all finished and completed out. But that's something you can do with with oak. Even with uh, even so, if you have ten gallons or five gallons, you split half the batch and you oak half of it and you keep the other half straight so that way you at yeah. least have two beers no matter what and then maybe uh, you can take some more and put some nibs in it so you have three beers right. exactly nate these are the two you poured me these three that's uh there's three actually uh, we need one more glass but you have that i'm just asking english. if you're positive that you poured because this is a completely different beer to me yeah, there's are. english english barley wine english barley wine with oak those are the two i believe you have in front of I you i think right you're now. right yeah. it's so it's such a huge difference like you brewed two completely oh, different no, beers like that i thought you, that i thought you made a mistake wait, i thought for sure you poured me some other beer if you had the third one the american barley wine it's even one more. Yeah, it's, off. Even, uh, it's even one more off of that. Wow! And then you, you added belt uh, candy sugar or uh, sugar? I added sugar. I added actually uh, the uh, clear Belgian candy sugar to the um, American barley wine because the original gravity American, of the okay. English was at about ninety, and I wanted the American to clock in well over a hundred. So and this American one is the one that's oaked too. No, no. Actually, you don't have the American one. The American one that's oaked. Americans were really hoppy. You'll, you'll get this that English right beer is awesome. This Eng- oh, I love it, and the oak yeah. character in it to me is really nice. Has a good oak character. Um, it's strong. Try the American yeah. one. It's Gordon strong for that matter. <laughs> That's pretty damn strong. That was a Gordon strong joke. Yeah, I love this English one. Yeah, it's really good. They use uh, chips, uh, cubes, cubes, uh, French oak, medium toast. Good boy. Yeah. 
Now, that'll chill out a bit by the time this gets judged at NHC, for example. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's a little, not much. A little, not all that much. It may be a little young, actually. I'll probably keep this beer around for a few yeah, years. That, that, a, that oakiness you know, is like right oh, in your yeah. face. Yeah, a little overpowering. Oh, and then the American one is huge. The American it's one also is ginormous. awesome, but it's huge. It's totally different. Totally different. Same word. All the sugar. All right. This is a really cool example of three completely different beers, but you. It was all in the same batch. Exactly. It had the same, basically the same malt bill. Everything else. Right. Was different. And there's ways in which, but I didn't boil three different times. There's only one boil, one right. mash. All one set of grain. Exactly. Exactly. All one set of grain. But everything from flame out time to packaging, slight variations in the process between the three. You get three very different beers. You know, ranging from about nine to twelve percent alcohol, ranging right. in IBU from about sixty to maybe ninety or hundred. Um, you know, ranging in complexity with you know, one has more oak and and more mouthfeel and stuff coming from that. One has this giant hop character, and one is more of a traditional malt focused English barley wine, all from the same malt. Right. And, so you, and, you, that, and, and you've that got is three. also apparent in each one of them. Exactly. And in terms of numbers, like Gordon is saying, you know, you really want to get your numbers up for the entries. You now have three different uh, entries into the NHC. There's now three possible beers to yeah. enter out of out yeah. of just one one mash and one boil. That's really so. cool. I really thanks for. I like tasting that the difference of that because it's one thing yeah. to hear you say it. So this is what I did, and that sounds cool enough. But then to be able to to taste them here, you uh, could do the same with. Uh, brought another example along, which we can taste later: a Russian Imperial Stout, uh, split between three different yeasts. I never brewed a Russian Imperial Stout in many years, actually, and, and definitely didn't have the same brewing knowledge I did now. So this time, took the same idea, split between uh, WLP 2 Fuller's, 005, another English ale yeast, and 004, the Irish ale yeast. And started there, added dark candy sugar in the Irish during fermentation, amber candy sugar in 005, and left 002 alone. So you have a little bit range in original gravity there. And then on... Post fermentation added uh, cocoa nibs and just a touch of oak on O2, so I thought it needed a little more complexity. Still had a little more sweetness. Needed something to sort of counterbalance that. Maybe you add something that could take the sweetness a little bit better. Yeah. And then added just a touch of cocoa nibs to O5 because I thought it had a, a touch of hot alcohol or, or bigger alcohol near a nose, and the cocoa nibs can you know maybe combine with that and add some interesting complexity. Mm-hmm. So and also but, smooth out mouthfeel too. That's true. Another good time, point. Yeah. yeah, you can get with uh, possible sharper bit. alcohols in in one of those versus the other. But yeah. you know same same kind of concept. It was the same mash, same boil. You know no no hops or no uh, late hops change on that beer, but different yeast and different stuff done in the cellaring and aging sort of give you different options. And so what I'll do is, I'm not going to try and enter all three of those. I'll probably sit down and pick one that I like better yeah. and let that one move on to the next round. It's kind of fun living with another BJCP judge. I always do that blind with Nicole. And sometimes we'll pick completely different beers. Yeah. We'll pick ones that are kind of similar. So you could do the same with another you know, friend or person who's a good BJCP judge or just a good, good beer palate in general. Serve them all three blind and say, what do you think? And sometimes you punch her in the eye for well, saying yeah, the wrong yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah, nothing judging wrong. No, the amazing, well, thing, the amazing thing about doing that with her is I'll tell her, I'll tell her there's three different yeasts, and I'll mention which three they are. And, and then I'll tell almost, her to make me a sandwich. She almost always nails it. It says, okay, uh-huh. this is 02, or this is 05, this is 04. Pretty amazing. Nice. I can't do that. That's a good Pretty palate. Cool. Yeah. Good all palate. the more reason to punch her in the eye. Keep her down. Yeah. Right? She's better AP, than me. I you agree. Happen. <laughs> you better pick the right one. I wouldn't even let her out of the friggin' cellar. <laughs> does, does your new house have a cellar, Nathan? Uh, I can't. She's digging it right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I not think she's yet. not here. Yeah, she's on the bobcat backhoeing it out. <laughs> Don't call her that. No, I'm sorry. Front hoe. So yeah. I, I played around with this idea more than ever in years before, and I think it's one that, that homebrewers could really 
take to and do some interesting stuff with in, in terms of you know getting a lot of different beers out of the, the same exact mash and the same exact different uh, boil. Yeah. Something that uh, you know could really up people's entries into competition. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, so you're upping your knowledge on beer too. I mean, you think exactly. about it. There's more going on here. I mean, you've got three beers where you would have only had one. It's just uh, more fun things to do with homebrew, basically. Well, well, and like Nate said at the end too, he's not going to enter all three of those no. imperial stouts. He's going to pick the one, and you know, as Gordon said in the beginning, you might sit down with your BJCP guidelines with those three beers in front of you, and you're going to pick the one that maybe fits the guidelines exactly. the most and and came out to be the best recipe, etc. Yes. And so it's not just increasing the numbers. If they're all great, wonderful, but giving you uh, options gives of, you options of, of which to enter. Precisely, I, I dig true. it. And I dig even more having three different beers on tap to taste. Yeah, I mean that is a that's Absolutely. that's a lot of fun out of a single brew day to me. Yeah, out of a single and, brew day, and and I don't I don't get many brew days, so I think yep. that's cool. I don't get many yeah. either, and this, that's a one way of like using that you know ten to twelve hours I'm going to put into the brew day for all those different ideas, all those different options. Yeah, it's yeah. one way you can really com- compress that sort of thing. Well, kind of okay. like what Mike was saying, but uh, you know, you you learn more about the beer. That's kind of the point of competition in the first place, and yeah. and part of the BJCP is to uh, further beer knowledge, you know. And that's yeah. kind of what you did. You like how Gordon, by the way, I kind of put that in there, just making sure that you knew <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I did. Thanks to further beer knowledge, and and right. that's and that's what you're doing. You're you're learning you're more about. Craft, yeah, right? you're learning more about your beer. You're learning more we're about. We're still going to take three more months. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Send a midget to walk it to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you just you learn more about your process and about and about you expand your beer knowledge by doing this kind of stuff. You know, you li- get, get to learn flavors and you kind of can really pick apart and you get a little more uh, critical about how you're brewing. Hopefully, you tighten everything up a little bit. I like things tighter. Yeah, it's like Pilates for your beer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Pilates <laughs> for your beer. <laughs> That's great. So, okay, so Tasty kind of alluded to this a little bit ago. This kind of this idea lends itself to to blending. And what the interesting things you could do with blending between between the three beers, and that's something that I don't have a lot of skill in actually doing well. I've played around with it. Where I took a last year, for example, I took a uh, a cool shit did really well in competition that I enjoyed a lot, and a straight American IPA, or I'm sorry, a double IPA that did well in competition that I enjoyed a lot. Merged the two and found what I thought was an American IPA in the end, and really enjoyed it. Tried it in competition. After it did poorly in three competitions, I said, well, you know, forget that. I'll just keep yeah. drinking this beer on my own because it's not doing well in competition. But the interesting thing was the judges uh, continually picked out different things that they thought were wrong. That, that Something wasn't quite right, right with the beer, and the judges were sort of picking up on that. And it was kind of interesting to see that feedback. So I've kind of retired that idea for now, saying that I don't have enough skill to do it well. I was curious, everyone else in the room, or maybe Gordon on the phone, people, other people who have done this and had good success with it, what, well, the idea, what sort of things work? The idea you know? of uh, a beer that's out of bounds. I mean, yeah. that's, well, you basically you found the, the wrong side of a balanced beer, it sounds like. Possibly, yeah. It could I mean, be that, so. or, you know, I've found that new judges are very critical, and they're always trying to find fault. Rather than that's their orientation. Yeah. That's their orientation. And, well, that's and, not what you're supposed that, to do. Well, that's just that's just um, you know learning your chops too. Uh, they're trying to they you've learned you learn to judge through faults and oh this has got this wrong this has got this wrong this got, until after a while you get to learn, oh you can just taste a beer and that's a good beer because yeah. this is why it's good this is why it's good instead of this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong yeah. mm. well I, but I think just just to you know keep in mind 
that's not the point of a, of a beard competition. It's not of a beard judge. You, you, that's that's I'm just a saying, sign of a of a bad beard judge in my no, opinion. It, if no, they're, if they're a, point, no, if a they're, new beard judge. No, they're not supposed to be doing that. And if it's a new beard judge, even worse on them because they probably had a shitty teacher who didn't beat it out of them first. Because if you're <laughs> if you're if you're a new beard judge, you should be fresh off the line and you should know exactly. I'm not supposed to be pointing out faults. I'm supposed to be saying it doesn't. What work are the that good way. point? I I'm I know. I'm well, telling you it that doesn't. it should. Your fear is you'll miss one. So you do tend to focus on, it. Uh, but, yeah. you, but uh, you think you're helping somebody by pointing out what's wrong with their beer, and yeah. uh, you're actually yeah, they're helping themselves because as they get more seasoned into it, they don't do that anymore. And then I've, I've seen that a lot, but they just don't. They just don't do that. Uh, you, you also say, "What this is a good beer, and why is it a good beer?" Instead of "What's wrong with this beer? I'm going to help him make a better beer next time." Uh, so you could, as Gordon said, it's a crapshoot at the beginning. You never know who you're going to get judged. Yeah. And uh, so you could have got just, uh, Nathan, some people that just didn't appreciate why this is Possibly. good. And, and, and they should have said, you know, this this should be a new different beer style. It's a good beer. It's going to be my excuse. Nobody appreciates I don't think I, I don't think I blended it properly or maybe I handled it too much and it didn't... Uh, but- it didn't necessarily hold up in the bottle all that well. So those are the things that, that you know... But you liked it. Possible difficulties of blending, yes. You liked it, and 90% of people out there brew beer what they like. True. But I think... But, what I, but that's, it, that's not what this show's about. Hey, Nathan, when you blended it, did you package it the same way that you did your other beers? The package. Yes, I did. I blended it... Okay. Basically blended it from jumper and kegs together. Mm-hmm. And then I bottled from that keg. What sort of... Uh, what sort of methods would you recommend other than doing that? Or yeah, how the hell do you blend beer? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Well, like, I do, I've done it in the bottle. I, I, Logistically, I, I, well, I would tap and I put this. two of them in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just talking. Blend, blend, it, blend it in your stomach. Yeah, yeah Doc does like uh, you know like. Uh, the margarita things from yeah. the machine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Upside down margaritas. Yeah. Uh, or better yeah. use for that old, like, Budweiser hat with a can on each side. <laughs> you can just you know, blend with two straws. Yeah. yeah, send your entry in with a, uh, with <laughs> with a hat, hat and some tubing. And, and some instructions. Two uh, cans of 2 1A. 30% suck on the left and 40% suck on the right. Yeah. Uh, I think they're allowing that this year. I was beer judging at a homebrew competition in Alaska, and one yeah. of the entries came to the table with a, a plate of lemons. I said, "Put this in the in the beers." Oh, really? It. Yeah. Wow. I never I never ah! judged at a competition where they allowed that before. That's awesome. And me, I looked at the other judges and we're like, "We're not doing that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no not going to happen. Yeah. We're not doing that. Like, Sorry, well, Tasty. Wrap so, the score sheet around a lemon and throw it back at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right, I, so let me direct the question back to Gordon from from, from Nathan. Uh, what are, what is your your recommended how to blend? Um, it's pretty it's pretty simple. I mean. I use two-liter bottles with carbonator caps. Uh, I mean, for the first round, I might use a one-liter bottle because it's less volume. Um, but really, it, it started out with me always taking taking my beers out of kegs and putting them into two liters because I didn't like how the carbonation um, was handled. If it, if it was well carbonated in the keg, it seemed to be less carbonated when I put it in the bottle. So I had to stop shooting for what I thought was perfect in the in the keg and do something else to it. So it first started out as a way for me to adjust carbonation or check clarity. Um, but mostly I use two liters and carbonator caps. So if I blend something, I'm doing it on a small scale. Um, and I really don't blend that many beers. Somebody asked me in the chat, like, oh, you blend all your beers. Maybe a quarter of them for, like, out of 50. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe that was about how many. 
But if you if you ever make mead, um, mead's all about blending. I mean, you you never well, I'm not going to say never. You rarely have the mead sort of turn out exactly how you want straight through because mead doesn't sort of stop fermenting like beer does when it hits a certain gravity. Mm. I mean, given you know, depending on the yeast, it'll ferment dry on you. So you're always back sweetening it and adjusting it. Um, so I, I started taking a similar take on some beers, which was take them through a two-liter bottle, taste them, adjust the carbonation. If I need to fine it um, there to clear it, you know, I can. You know, if it's missing something, I might be able to find something else that I have out of a bunch of other kegs that I have. You know, it's nice to have lots of different types of beer around if you if you if it just needs a little hop brightness a little splash of ipa can really just add a lot sometimes i sometimes i blend the same beer that just happens to be of different ages you know which is more or less how they make goose um you know i might take uh, a six-year-old barley wine and a one-year-old barley wine and, and blend some of them because i want the age character but you know i'd like a little bit of brightness to it when you start, um, when you start to uh, figure out what you're blending, do you start, um, you know, in the glass, kind of you know, put four glasses together, put twenty five percent, fifty percent, that kind of thing, until you, you know, because then you got to, you don't have to dedicate a whole two liter to it. Right, right. You you can certainly do that if you're if you're trying to um, get into the ballpark, but after doing it a while. It's sort of like watching people cook that really know how to cook. Right. You say, well, where's your recipe? You say, I don't need a recipe. A, I know how to cook. A pinch of this, pinch so, of that. Well, you taste, if you taste the two beers, um, or however many beers that you're blending together, if you taste them, you understand what the profile is. And you start thinking, well, a little bit of this mixed in. But you're always doing it to taste. It's right. not like. It's, it's not like you're going to make these recipes and then say, okay, I'm going to blend this percentage with this percentage. Because yeah. you don't do it that way. You, yeah. blend, you blend about what you think is right, and then you taste it. And if it's not right, you know, which way does it need to go? And then you just sort of nudge it that way. You know, I, I recently had to uh, blended uh, three old ales with a couple friends, and uh, I took a hydrometer jar in the end. And kind of put marks on the side, and kind of hit it from the tap, and a little bit here, a little bit there, and then tried that, and worked it out until until we got a blend. It was you know, um, basically forty, forty, and twenty. Mm. Uh, that that adds up to a hundred, right? There's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Four thousand. I can't remember which. Um, but uh, and and that's what we had to do. But the the bitch of it was trying to blend it into a three gallon keg. I see. Because we all brought five gallon kegs to the party, so it's like that's that was the the difficult part to but, make a full keg of it. Yeah, but Gordon's method it it with the two with the two liter bottle sounds because because here we're talking about just being able to bottle some right. So yeah, just for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, right, just right. So blending in general. Again. Yeah, again, yeah. again, this 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 fits in with the the notion of uh, deferred judging. It's like judging your beer at the last possible minute before you send it, mm-hmm. so that that you're judging what you think the judges are going to get. So, you know, if, if, I, think, if I think a beer isn't quite right, um, you know, not that, it's, not that it's off. I mean, you can't sort of blend away things that are truly off. I'm, I'm talking about a good beer. I'm talking about more blending for what you think judges are going to prefer for a style. 
what I mean. You're, you're blending for somebody else's palate. You're, you're blending for something that you're hoping will score the highest, stand out, and it's amongst its peers. Yes, yeah. You're you're trying to get the highest score in the competition. I mean, that's the only reason you're sending a bottle there. Well, and we both know it's not the score because everything ends up in best in mini best of show format. So. Yeah, you're, you're mean, trying to get something that. You're always yeah, when be, I say score, I mean. Yeah, twice. I know what you mean, but I mean, you're always being compared to the beer next to it. Yeah, it's always beating out the other guy. Right. And sure. You, you won't. You won't even get up that high if uh, you you don't have a great beer to be. Yeah, it's got to be a good tasting beer. Right, right. It's it's not a way to sort of use up okay right. this so I, crappy yeah. batch and right. We're, to blend it out. We're, we're just talking about tweaking it that extra two percent. Right. Here. So yeah. you're relying on yeah. your 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 personal. Uh, capability yes. to judge beer so you're like saying this tastes great so that's you know right you get once you get that right that is you become and a, a good third of the just, time people agree with me there you go <laughs> right but you make your own luck i mean at least uh you know right. because you're, you're good enough at it you can get the one third right. uh, ratio so one of the things i was curious about that idea is once you have the beer blended in two liter bottles What's well, the yeah. method you deliver it to a 12 ounce bottle <laughs> for the competition oh, i've had that question for a long time this is the janky, tasty method, <laughs> as, I've been, as, I've, as it has been called. Yes. I don't know. So, I mean, again, uh, for for those new new listeners there, um, you get it in a two liter. You get it cold. I mean, I put it in a in the you know the lagering fridge right next to you know it's at thirty two. The the beer in the two liter and the sanitized bottles. Um, so they're at the same temperature. Same temperature. And then I just vent the pressure from the carbonator cap, open it up, and pour it in the bottle, and try not to make it foam. Nice. Well, uh, how do you uh, cap on foam? Slap it on. Nothing if wrong it, with that. If, if it's if it's at thirty two degrees, it's not, and and there's no temperature differential between the bottle and the beer. Hmm. It's not going to foam. So you have so to chill those bottles. Much. Yeah. So, what, so all the, all the carbonation is going to stay in solution. Especially if it's going to be served a little bit warmer than that temperature, yeah. which it invariably will. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, that's what I rely on because I mean I'm lazy and I want to drink my beer out of kegs. But um, you know, I, I would send a two liter to Nationals if they take it. Uh, but you know, they make me put it in bottles, so this is the they'll you take know, the lazy you know, person's way to do it. They're taking uh, corked and wired uh, bottles this year, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow. You don't say. Oh, really? Did you, did you have any influence over that tasting? <laughs> I actually had influence the other way. I DQ'd a bunch in the second round last year. Oh. And yeah, I, I saw... I, I, my, I had tears going well, down. That's why it's official now. I had let them in until we went to like stack the cases to make yes, this nice, clean palate, and here's these like the entire corks sticking out of the top of the case. Like what? Because I did what you, you put did those on top before. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I see. Ah, so, uh, so you were a for cellar master the year before, yeah, and, so. and ran into well, that. They put well, I wasn't the cellar master, but I, I I checked in all the beers. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. So now specifically, yeah, I mean, what says, people don't people don't realize is the entry rules are all about being able to stack these things in in case. Yeah, boxes. it's has organized cellaring. Basically. Well, and listen. So I know that the principle is that everybody, so everyone should be able to enter. We want everyone to be able to enter, and it's just home brewing. And I get that, right? But. How fucking difficult is it to read the directions? This is where I draw the line. I want everybody to enter, too. Everybody who can read. 
Read the directions. And if you can't read the directions, have your neighbor read you the come directions. On, we got some people from the southern states. <laughs> then have your neighbor's neighbor read you the... Person in another state read it to Just you. Just see what I'm saying? Like, I'm all for the making it as accommodating as possible uh, for us. La- I am a lazy brewer myself. But I'm going to read no the directions and, and submit my beer in the right bottle. I think it's stupid. I'm sorry. But I think if I can take my beer out of a two liter and put it into a twelve ounce bottle, you can take it out of your stupid cork thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, the yeah, exact yeah. same way. Right. Now, Gordon, back to that getting the beer out of that two liter bottle. Now, there's no dip tube in that thing. How exactly do you do the tasty method? The janky out of that tasty method. You know, this year I think I may I may adapt the tasty tube method because uh-huh. when I heard that last year, I was like, uh-huh. yeah, that could work. Right. Um, okay. Actually. There's quite a bit of uh, there's quite a bit of dexterity to it. You know, another reason to sort of lay off the doobies while bottling. Yeah, Here actually, if 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 you're if you're deft enough, you can you can pour it down the side without uh, without foaming. But if it does start to start to foam, if you quick invert the two liter so it's directly on top of the twelve ounce without you know any any gaps, it'll settle out. Nicely, and you can wow. then sort of turn them sideways and, and break it. You got to be stone cold sober for this operation. And that takes him, he has done this a time or a hundred oh, before. Yeah. That's so, a practice yeah. right there. Well, if, but, you, if you just put bro, a. Uh, I mean, that was my way around it. And then, then, then I, I listened to Tasty, and he's just like, fuck that, use a two. <laughs> <laughs> right. The dude method. So, even simpler, yeah. Don't, see, I don't yeah. like that everyone's starting to get lazy like Tasty. <laughs> I hate it even more that it works, <laughs> yeah. because I want to make fun of him for it, and it works. Uh, and now go. I got Mr. Ninkasi over here doing yeah, it, too. There you go. I get to make fun of yeah, you less. Yeah. Well, we all gravitate and, to the least effort, you know. Right. Yeah. You can I, I, that, had, I had no idea. <laughs> well, we talked about this last year in the in the in the wrap up show after the conferences. You know, when you got that many to bottle, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna clean your uh, counter pressure thing to you know bottle one beer. So yes, you know, it's like how do you you know if I wanted to take a long time brew, you know brewing, I would bottle my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I caked because I was lazy. Now, now I'm going to like take a long time with it again. Sure. Could you yeah, just I think so? Could you just put a, a, a ball lock over the? Oh no, you can't because it's gas fitting. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you still could. I, I bet you could just put a gas, uh, uh, some uh, bottling tubing on your gas. Yeah, yeah. Ball lock Save that connector. Put a, a copper yeah. faucet on the other end and turn the two liter bottle upside down. You could bottle that way. Um, yeah, couldn't you? Maybe. <laughs> just maybe. get a counterflow and just squeeze just the bottle. You can squeeze the bottle. Zero pressure. Yeah, just uh, see. Yeah, I mean that, that that would work. I mean that's sounds that's lazy enough. Way. You're just trying to use something of the sort of the widest diameter because you know size I, I matters in more than like, one direction. Like Bebo's crotch. <laughs> yeah, oh, least oh, resistance. Oh, you're gonna get hit for that one. Oh I, my I god! Did, I did not oh. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who did? I, I think even, Nate said that. Bebo doesn't even know what happened. You're lucky no. on that yeah, one. She's, she's gonna have to listen. Oh, to oh, oh! You should put glass in his beer. Why is your pillow wet? Broken glass <laughs> here. JP, you remember last week when I tried to box you? It's going to happen again. Is that code right. for something like the widest diameter? So, 
Oh, you're so dead. All right, I got to get us to break. Yep. Uh, one, one more break, uh, and okay. then we'll con- continue with the conversation. Before we do that, I need to tell you, uh, talk to you just for a second about hop rhizomes. You know, it's hop rhizome season. Yeah, a lot of pre-sales going on. Uh, B Crosby Hops. You can go to bcrosbyhops.com. They're a fifth generation family hop farm in the North Willamette Valley. You know, right where all the good stuff grows. Yeah. And they are pre-selling their hop rhizomes right now. They got a whole shitload of uh, different rhizomes. Uh, Cascade Nugget Mount Hood Brewers Gold. Uh, that's a hard one to find. That's a hard one to find, and it's a, and it's an old school one. I just heard very uh, old school. I did uh, during SF Beer Week. We did a, a nice panel that had uh, the 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 great Don Bar. Barkley sitting on that panel, and he talked about how Brewer's Gold is one of the hops he misses the most, and he uses it whenever he can. Uh, they have Brewer's uh, Brewer's Gold hop rhizomes there. Sterling uh, and Willamette. Sterling's uh, a nice one. Discount yeah. begins at 25 rhizomes if you really want to fill that backyard up with some hops. But, uh, you know, Chad and I, we grew our own hops last year. I don't think we ended up using any of them, but, man, did we come up with some great hops. They're a beautiful-looking plant, and it's a lot of fun just to get to experience growing your own ingredients. Yeah, that's fun. They grow fast, too. BCrosbyHops.com. You can get your uh, hop rhizomes right now. It's uh, quick shipping as soon as they come out. Keep in mind that uh, because everybody's pre-sailing rhizomes, uh, it's because they're waiting you know for it, it's all depend uh, on, on the season and then on the variety so not all rhizomes will ship at the same time you're right now you're buying direct from a hop farm if you go to bcrosbyhops.com they are a, a family-owned fifth generation hop farm so and they've been around go, since well before this goddamn hop crisis rhizomes go fast so get them while you can there you go go to bcrosbyhops.com get yourself some rhizomes you'll be growing hops in no time i recommend them highly fifth generation hop farm i like that i'm a family business kind of guy that's why my mom does all my shipping they're poor wrist. she's got a broken wrist poor woman jesus she's got a got a cast on and she's doing yeah. all my shipping we should teach her how to grade uh, BGCP test scores. Yeah, might be. <laughs> <laughs> that's also all why she's she... got to do is mail out the results. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's it. She could do that. She Done. could do that. All right, we're hanging out with uh, Tasty and Nathan talking about competition brewing. Gordon Strong's helping us out too. Hang in there. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the competition topic. You're going to know everything you need to know to stack the deck in your favor this year. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Members Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
Welcome back to the program. Competition Brewing with Nate and Tasty and also Gordon Strong hanging out on the line, getting you everything you need to know. Going to get through the topic now uh, so we can end it and then have some fun at the end, too. Fun! If you're just tuning in uh, and you didn't hear at the beginning, uh, Nico Brews having a hop sale during tonight's program. Uh, NicoBrew.com, you can get full pounds of hops for, uh, let's see, hops are $19.99 a pound or uh, $11.99 a half pound. Uh, comes out to be about a buck twenty-five an ounce. That's pretty good. Citra and Simcoe; those yep. are the two that are on sale tonight. Cool. Citra and Simcoe. Simcoe only for live listeners. Uh, coupon so, code is Nico's boy. We'll have a big masculine penis. Yes, that's the coupon code. <laughs> or coupon. if you can't remember that, live listener. Uh, type ah. in one word: livelistener dot com. Uh, or, or not dot com. Live listener. And when you go to nicobrew.com and do your order, and you get yourself a discount. It's during tonight's program only. Yes. So uh, there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Nico's great. Nico is great. He is. Good hops, dude. Hops are great. May his yeah, first child time to chat in the chat room, too. <clears throat> is he? Yeah. Put the, yeah. put the wife to bed. And if you get on Facebook, he'll chat you on Facebook, too. He likes to chat. He likes Loves to his chat. hops. Oh, yeah. He loves Knows chat. his hops, for sure. All right. I think I got Gordon back, too. Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. Gordo. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Hey, Gordon. Cool. Where'd hey, you go, Gordon. man? What'd Thanks you do? There. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Open a two-liter <laughs> bottle. iPhone's great. AT&T, AT&T network's horrible. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> lost him there at the break. Okay, so we need to wrap up this competition yes. brewing uh, topic. Where are we at? I know we were covering blending. We were covering blending. Yeah, take a We're step packaging. back just for just for one sec. We got two of Doc's beers here in front of us. A uh, same batch of an alt beer that he split between the White Labs Dusseldorf strain and the Cool strain. Yeah, exactly. Quite um, different beers that you got on the other end of these things. So I, the Cool strain is a little drier and a little bit. Lower in esters, the it's Dusseldorf just, yeah, seems it, a little higher to me. And uh, yeah, the Dusseldorf it just seems more sharp. Yeah, um, uh, it, it, two, they're both great beers, but they just turn out turn out to be just totally different. Uh, pretty much uh, fermentum at the same temperature, all good. Uh, had to pull a little BN muscle to get uh, uh, the Dusseldorf on the, on the off season, but uh, well, we got it. Well done, Doc. These are awesome beers. I like the Dusseldorf strain. I like, like the, the cold strain. Yeah. Dusseldorf seems a little sweeter and bigger in mouthfeel to me yeah. than the Kolsch, too. But, uh, Kolsch it, it, smells biscuity, but it just tastes kind of cloudy, if that if that's a taste. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a Kolsch. Same exact wort here, Doc, right? Same exact oh, same wort. All I yeah, did was uh, I, color, just, right? I just put you know half into one fermenter, or half into the other. And same temps? Same temps the whole way through. Mm-hmm. The Kolsch, I think, also kind of squashed a lot of hop flavor. Uh, like yeah, the, the hops and it doesn't come through. Yeah, come through the same. Yeah. but uh, so if you don't think it's dry enough, try uh, blending a little bit of the cold exactly. one with the other one and see if it's better. Let's do yeah. that. I'm example. Let's do go. that now. Of how to blend for competition? Look, JP's doing it right now. Well, that, that's just like a judge too. would do. <laughs> Let's just try fifty yeah. fifty. If only he knew. Yeah. If, if only I knew. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I did have a question come through, Gordon. That maybe you can help us with. It was about blending. Um, try fifty fifty. Mm. Still don't think it works. One of our listeners in the chat room says, you know, if you blend it and like it, is it then hard to replicate? Yeah. yeah. Not unless your tongue falls off. (laughs) Well, because you are measuring exactly what amount of each beer you put in, right? That's what she said. Yeah. That's your Stevie Ray Vaughan. See, this is the thing. It's like, I always say you do it to taste because even if you measure out the percentages, those beers will change over time. Okay. So, I mean, you're not trying to replicate the percentage. You're trying to hit the final sensory profile that you want in the beer. So, I mean, that's that's where I first came into blending was to, you know, 
allow for changes in the beer that, um, you know, I wanted to, to always be peaking. And if you can't brew all your beers exactly on the calendar you want, you know, this is another way of, uh, this is another way of sort of extending the useful lifetime. Right. Now, now, so, so Gordon makes it sound easy, and yes. he says it like it's an easy thing. It takes some practice, though. I mean, this is like watching Sean White uh, pull a McDonald's or whatever the fuck he pulls <laughs> that nobody else can do, and, and he makes it look like a piece of cake, right? And you go, wow, so, oh, that's all you do. You do a couple of spins yeah. in the air. See, and Gordon just says, well, you blend to taste. And he's right. I'm not saying you're not right, Gordon, but I'm saying you got to practice. And, and, and I, think you can, I think everybody can do it. You can know what that beer you want tastes yeah. like, but... You can't do it once every two years and then remember exactly. what that beer tastes like. No. You gotta. That's why you gotta know. He's gotta honed, be up on he's this. honed yeah. those skills as a judge years, years and years along right. the way. So that he knows what he's tasting. Right. He knows what he's looking for. He knows how the guidelines. Right. When they say what they say, here's what it really means when he's tasting it. He knows that. Well, stuff. it's easy when you write those. <laughs> right, but, of, but that's just, all the more reason to, to get yourself a BJCP judge. That's you know, right. That go find him. Uh, go to your club meeting. Uh, once you get a guy, you know, uh, treat him right. You know, yeah, I could be one. Uh, well, and I just wanted to point out because Jamil was mine for a long time. JP, you know, you realize who's the one who puts the judge scores on the website, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, yeah, and I've already. Uh, yeah, just wait till he tries to start his car tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is how important becoming a judge is to Gordon. We should be praising, or to, to JP, we should be praising him, Gordon. He's willing to car bomb you for these scores. Yeah, no, it's Jamil. No, that, that's why I said I gave up ragging on him for Lent, because he took the exam. Come on, he, <laughs> right. he deserves a break. <laughs> it's very important. Only one, though. Well, the break should be that he gets his score. Oh, just wait till he gets that back. Man. He's well, going to talk all well, about the comments there. Oh, well, I, I mean, I, and, and it's only going to be probably like, you know, certified. Oh, I, 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 Watch. I, I, and if he scored well, well yeah. oh, Actually, he won't. All those all those disparaging BJCP <laughs> comments last week, he'll think it's the greatest organization oh, on earth. Yeah. yeah. If he comes back as a, you know, some great, he'll be like, oh, my God, do you guys know how great the BJCP is? Oh, they are <laughs> awesome. No, I know Everyone. I didn't do all that. JP, for all the Realistically, what do you think uh, you're ranking? Certified. That's that's what you get for putting on your name, I thought. Oh, no, that's certifiable. No, no, no you know what I mean. Oh. Don't that's you a, get something? Oh, no. you're just recognized if you, I'm recognized. If you, if you put your name on the test. Well, Certified is an actual score above Yeah, that. isn't it 70 okay. to 80? That, that's one of the questions. Or no. What I is? recognize <laughs> yet. You failed. I don't, you even, don't know. even know. I didn't do the without, uh, well on that part of the test. I think you know. I think you're asking for something you don't really want. I don't think you want your test scores back. <laughs> no, I do. I just right want to know. He's a master. I yeah. just want to know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, whatever. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> well, like you're. Uh, anyway, never mind. I was going to do another lame joke, and I realized. <laughs> All right, I should, should. didn't have a set. So we should uh, move on to the last few final items here to just kind of wrap up the discussion. Let's uh, do it. One of the things that we hadn't mentioned yet is uh, entry timing and flight order. Yes. Uh, it shouldn't happen, but it does. Uh, some competitions, the entries aren't randomized. So the earlier you enter the competition, the earlier you will be in the flight order. Hmm. Good competition. So what is that? Explain that further to me. What do you okay. mean? Okay. So say, for example, uh, you know, tomorrow is March 15th. Say it's the first day that entries are accepted for your local competition. Yeah. You rush right down there with your beers. You're like, I got my beers ready. Let's, let's hand, hand them straight in. Well, those you know, three beers that you're entering for that competition are probably going to be the first beer in the flight order. If you're the first box there and the seller master puts those in their system. I see. And you may or may not necessarily want that. So right. think about if you know whether or not the entries are randomized or who, or who cares if they are. Enter your beer somewhere in the middle and not necessarily the last day they're accepted either because then you'll be dead last in the flight order. 
unless you, you want got that. a real strong, you know, unless you want that yeah, right yeah. into the style. Right. So, I mean, the best competitions don't do that. Uh, they will randomize all the entries mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter when you enter. But a lot of times, you know, well, like they're going to get logged in order as soon as they came in. And that's going to be the flight order. Well, like so, what beer? So you're talking like if you had like an overly hoppy, let's say Dusseldorf alt, maybe not, it was a little too bitter. Would you want that towards the end of the end, flight? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think so? I'm not sure I want to be in the very know. beginning or the very end yeah, of any, the, of even, yeah, any no, flight. The, the very, very beginning, you'll stand out at the beginning. Yeah, the very strong. beginning, uh, you'd stand out, but they're going to hold back. They're not going to give a top score because they don't want to give everybody a 40 plus. And, uh, That's true too, Doc. Yeah. And when you get near the end, everybody's palate's going to be dead. And if you've got an overly assertive one... It might be out of style even. It might be even out of style, but you want it at the end. Right. It might just stick out enough. Yeah, it yeah. might stick out enough to be, to be assertive. So, uh, y- Gordon, comments on this? No, I pretty much agree with that. The only thing else I would add is that in the NHC, they're going to be... They don't, they don't combine categories. Um, each, each BJCP category is judged completely on its own. And they're, they're judged in subcategory order. So, you know, 7A is judged before 7C, for instance. Correct. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. Sure. But within each subcategory, I agree with what was said. Um, depends on where you are. Sometimes you, want, sometimes you want to go first and set the bar high. Sometimes you want to go last and, you know, give them the last thing they remember. But, you know, it... It's a crapshoot. It really depends on the judge panel you get. If you try to overthink it too much, you know you're going to wind up screwing yourself. Yeah. You yeah. Send. You should send the best beer you got. Exactly. You know, send it the way you want it to be, because you know you don't want to be kicking yourself after you're done saying, "Yeah, I had a really good beer, but then I, you know, I thought they were going to do this, so you know, I changed it." You shoot yourself in the foot that way. Right. Yeah. You'd be kicking yourself for a year. Yeah. So. so don't kick yourself don't, over a don't, beer. Don't don't overthink it. Yes. Yeah. There, there's a certain amount of rant, and that's what that's why I I led with the one third factor. So, you know, just realize that you know if you enter a lot of beer, two thirds of your beers are going to be shit on for like no good reason. Mm. You know? Right. Right. I'd rather so, my beers be shit on for good reason. Good reason. <laughs> adjust, yeah. Yes. You know, adjust like a, your expectations accordingly. Right. Yeah. Like a beer snuff film. <laughs> yes. We will take this beer and drink it all after we shit on it. It is the latest Brewing Network production. <laughs> no beer, beer snuff. Will survive. Yeah. Be great. So, Gordon, yeah. Shiza via a mention ago, you just uh, <laughs> offhand mentioned <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned shipping, and I wanted to get into that for a second too. Yes. A lot of people that are lucky. I want to talk about size. Oh, you want to talk about size? Okay, we got the floor. Whoa, Gordon, the size. Go ahead. But so for for those folks who uh, lucky enough to get their beers into the second round, maybe they don't necessarily ship beer very often, and shipping is another part of the process. While small, it's it's actually you know important to think about it for a minute. I remember the second round of the nationals last year. Volunteers were helping unpack all the entries, and we got. I happened to get a big box of beers from you. And when I opened up that box, those beers were still cold. <laughs> and, and they were packaged, uh, you know, in styrofoam, all upright, ex- ex- day, sp- so. you know, packaged extremely well. What so. did it cost you to send that box, Gordon? Tell me. What? What did it cost you to Se- send your Second entries? round, your second round box. What did it cost you to send your entries to the second round? Three small. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's overnight. How many? How much? I was, how I was much impressed. Does it weigh? entries. Well, it was, over, oh, it was 48 bottles. It was two. It was two boxes. 
Wow. And they weighed they weighed somewhere around forty five or fifty pounds each. I was so, I was impressed when I opened that box. There, he wants him there the second day. Well, I gotta commend uh, him for that. But no, listen, I, I, sent it, I, I, did, I did not send it overnight. I sent it second day, uh, oh, second day oh, FedEx because oh. he didn't want to pay six small. Yeah. Six small, oh, exactly, yeah. man. So the Ninkasi cost you about. <laughs> bought, yeah, you bought, bought that Ninkasi. <laughs> one 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 large. One large. Wow. Um, almost. Exclude the, the cost of the brewery. Well, Fifty yeah. entries. It's seven. Well, how much is it? Seven hundred for the first round. Three small for the second. No, no. First round, first round was four something. <laughs> not bad. And nice. then we're not. And like Doc said, we're not even you talking know, about ingredients yet. Yeah. Yeah. We, no, I mean, you, think about the way to express it. You, you know, think about what you would have spent. Or on, so my first round entry fees. Like I said at the time, I didn't have a job. Right. So I spent one one week of unemployment. <laughs> yeah. On <laughs> NHC entry fees. Good for you. <laughs> now he's on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> we should have started this show, How to Buy Ninkasi. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the money behind the win. No, it's just a right. valid point that I guess I, I I tend to just overlook that. I I just think about all the skill these guys have. But yeah, you're right, man. You're Not only does it cost per entry, uh, but then shipping properly. This is an excellent point you make, yeah. Nate, uh, to, to make sure that if you really want it to be cold and well taken care of. Not only that, just not bouncing around the back of a truck That's for, right. for two weeks. Yeah, if you, you want to avoid ground, ground if you, you know? Can, yeah. 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 Well, when you're shipping to Miami... For your but second you see, round, you got to like, think about that. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I, I I told you. I received, I received the beers in the year it was in Cincinnati, huh. and it was in the nineties when things were showing up. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. If, if you didn't pay for morning delivery, you know those things showed up at four in the afternoon after they've been riding around in a big metal truck on the sunniest day of the year. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, yep. No time of year does matter too in that in those that context. Things were big. Well, when I sent them to California, it was just really lucky because it was, you know, wasn't above sixty-five anywhere along the route that it traveled. It was just fortunate. You were tracking, but I and you checked the I, route, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you pay, you pay for FedEx, and they give you they give you the little tracking ID, and you put it, it in the track. web app. Yeah, I love this guy. Where this your package is. Right. Yeah. I always think about but, it if I'm shipping my dog somewhere. <laughs> but and, not your beer. No, but it's you're, the same thing. Hellish, I, I, yeah. I don't want it sitting on a tarmac somewhere. Yeah. Time, yeah. How, how, how long it sits somewhere and what temp does matter. Right. You, you, know, talk, so you, talked does, about, you talked about those boxes. So, yeah. I mean, I built those myself. Yeah, it's time. To, um, I went to Office Depot and bought some, um, I bought some boxes. Then I went to uh, Lowe's and bought some uh, foam insulation foam, yeah. stuff like you put you put around your house. So you with know, so the like the that 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 shut up blobber reflective stuff on the back side and the and yes. the styrofoam on the other yeah. side, yeah. Right, right. And then nobody then I had, work. you know, I had like a plastic lining on it in case something broke and the bottles were individually bubble wrapped. So, I mean, and everything was stuck in, you know, in the uh, 32 degrees, the box and the beer. Um, it before left. it was sealed up, so it was good and cold. But I didn't put any other. I didn't put anything else in it. I mean, it was just the. No, there were no ice packs or anything. It was still yeah, cold. The, the thermal, the thermal mass of the beer exactly. was all that it had. Yeah. So once it was in there, you know, I just sealed it up really tight, and you know, I didn't want it rap- rattling around, and I wanted it to be very. T- it was good to hear that it showed up cold because I think that's a big deal. It does make I, a difference. I never ship my beer. I always hand carry it because I'm paranoid yep. because anytime I get beer in the mail, it's always crap. Yeah. So, 
you know, I, I think that has more to do with it than people think. So keep that in mind, difference. folks. Uh, Minneapolis, despite being frigid cold most of the years, tends to be a little warm in June. So yeah. it's going to be a little warm stuff. and humid, right? And yeah, the people exactly. in the local area, they have an advantage, clearly. Yep. So okay. if, you, if you got your home, someone in your homebrew club is going to be driving up there with beer for whatever, and you trust them to keep your beer cold, it might be the better way to go. Yeah. All right. If you can hand carry your beer, it's worth a drive. Yep, it's always so, better. So, Chad, are you sending all of your second round entries with Jay Z because he's driving uh, out to? Uh, Absolutely, and <laughs> yeah. you can put it in the cargo yeah. thing on top. Yeah, <laughs> why is he driving? Second round is hard because they they set the. It's not like a normal competition where they can show up two days ahead of time. Okay, okay. it's got to be there. Yeah. Before, the rules, the very rules tight. Are where they want them. They want them a, a week or so ahead. I see. So, Chad, are you gonna make? Are you gonna make me uh, fly you out a week early? I'm gonna get like that shiny material that the astronauts wear. Yeah, you know the like uh, whatever you know, and just keep all the the, the mylar, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, all my bottles are gonna come. Chad, in doesn't, <laughs> Chad doesn't work, so he can take the Shadowlock out there early and right. have one of the sex tours that he does. That's right, <laughs> it's his sex tour, <laughs> or just uh, just go out there six months before and live there and brew. Brew there, there right? Now we're really getting into it. There you we? go, man. The I told tour. you not to bring that up. <laughs> no, that's my way to. That's my winning ticket. Well, this is really an excellent point, and we're making a lot of fun about it. But uh, yeah, if there's, if you can afford it and you can do it, if you're really going for 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 that kind of a win, yeah, man, cool that box down and get it insulated and send it in some styrofoam. <laughs> go, to, go to Home Depot. Do yeah. it two day. You know, uh, Bevo, I, Bevo like that. I, I, I that's think that my box, box was like R15 or something. <laughs> that's a cold box. That's that's one reason yeah, why I like yeah. entering the uh, Upper Mississippi <laughs> Mash Out in Minneapolis in in January. I just send the entries UPS so, ground, yeah. and they've been sitting cold somewhere. I probably get beat up a little bit along the way, but it's a good a good test of do it's the beers beat up. do yeah. the beers hold up? Right, uh, being slightly abused, and uh, I, I think that's a great competition. I always get good feedback, so it's kind of fun to test test both things. Oh, you did excellent, good good comp. Yeah. Did you happen to judge the American Stouts? No. I have a bone... Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> JP's got somebody else to somebody else to yell about. What is their name? I want it. <laughs> well, it's pretty funny, like, talking about the, all this, and I'm looking at Justin's Moonlight Brewing Glass, and it says, fresh beer is like music. Stale beer is like listening from the parking lot. Oh, it's like live Fresh beer is like live music. You know, Stale beer is like listening from the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. That's... I mean, so true. It's all a good time. Yeah. Makes a big difference. It does. It's yeah. huge. But it's the difference between a great time and a good time. Hey, so. you can sit at home. All right, anything else on our competition brewing list, Nathan? That's about it. Well, wait, wait. We didn't talk enough about the packaging of beer for shipment. Okay. 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 Let's do that. Okay. Uh, last year, uh, me and, and the crews, the great volunteers that I had, probably cellared probably, what, close to 2,000 beers. A lot of beer. And uh, it's just amazing the kind of things people think of in, in ways of packaging their beer that are just inadequate uh, you know and a, an inconvenience for the uh, people that are you know trying to unpack the entries okay uh, you got to keep it real simple uh, you know bubble wrap is basically the, the the key part of any shipping of beer it protects the beer it really it's the uh, you know if you got that you're probably going to be in pretty good shape so right. bubble wrap each bottle you know with like uh, three feet of bubble wrap that's too much. Expect, well, I've seen people use four or five. You don't really need that. Is three no, 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 not three feet per thick. bottle. Oh, okay, I think it's <laughs> not three feet, feet thick. thick. Oh, I three feet <laughs> no, thick. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, you what I did. I got, go ahead, Gordon. Tell us what you did. I got the I got the small bubble. You know, the little the, bubbles. The, yes, the, bu- the bubble. I agree. Kind of my kids like quarter inch. Yeah. 
so you get the smaller bubbles. Yes. And there's actually there the uh, the sheets are actually perforated. Yes. So you just Every foot. Tear, tear, you tear them at the natural uh, the break what? and use that on one bottle. That's what and I, I do. didn't. As as the person who had had to unwrap everything the year before, I was, you know, I was trying to make it somewhat easy. So, you know, don't wrap the bo- individual bottles with duct tape or no. yeah, no um, tape, rubber band you know, or nothing. Actually, um, I, I, I tape a little I bit. Use, That's it. I did not use any tape. Yeah, and no fucking tape. peanuts. So, it's, it's pretty much as long as yeah, the, no tape, no peanuts. Yeah, no uh, peanuts. As, as long as the, the glass doesn't Definitely hit no each peanuts. other, it won't break. Yeah, yeah shove them. You don't I need mean, the, you, you yeah. have. You have to make sure that it's crammed in. I mean, shove on it, push it tight, because it's going to rattle around when it's right. uh, shipping. So but as you long want to do anything with like that, JP? As long as you're, you're, so, you're 16 again. Pretend yeah. you're Sam, I guess. But as long as it's got glass on glass, it's not going to yeah, break. Yeah, just think about a 24-pack uh, of bo- loose bottles. Right. It's just a thin piece of cardboard separating those, and they don't break. You want to basically give it a little bit more yeah. protection than that, the bubble wrap. Show up someplace where... You know the UPS guy or whoever is delivering a fifty-pound package, and watch how they treat it. Yeah. So got to make sure. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you got to yeah. make sure the thing yep. can handle like a three-foot drop. Right. You know? More Maybe importantly, a kick. go to the uh, the depot and watch them load the truck. The the people who load them are called throwers. <laughs> right. <And> they, they, <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, and they wing packages in there. Yeah, there's and, no job uh, called a catcher. So, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there is, but <laughs> Chad's out of work. Um, <laughs> the catcher. Yeah, yeah. They they take some abuse, man. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's all about speed. Like any, like any good box. The like ch- any good box, it, it takes some, some abuse. abuse. It's made for abuse. <laughs> you know, yeah. speed counts. Oh, Bevo paid attention to that one. All right. It looks like the All chat. Right, so uh, with that uh, little comment on uh, packaging, yeah. I'm, I'm finished. No, it yeah. just looked like the chat kind of wraps all their bottles in BNA4 T-shirts. <laughs> the oh, <show's> good. <laughs> I highly recommend that. In it's fact, slightly cheaper than bubble wrap. In fact, NHC's coming up. They're slightly cheaper than bottle wrap. If you need a good uh, bottle packing material, plenty of BNA4 shirts. I, so, uh, Baumgartner in the, in the chat room uh, wants to know about uh, packaging in a pickle jar with green flannel. Is that a, Can we do that just flannel shirts uh, i've seen that work a, one time i've seen it okay yeah is sam still wearing that pickle flannel and sam never wore it i stole it i you, wear it you sleep in it don't you right? yeah i wear it around the head it's so warm wow yeah that listener's totally gonna rub Keep, one out tonight thinking about you in his flannel no no i washed it several times no that's i'll so bet fun. it took several times it smells like sam's pickle now no so the people's packaging man did we cover this stuff because I have some questions from from the chat for yeah, for, for Gordon for if cool. we uh, if we did some comp stuff I have some BJCP questions that came through for you Gordon you know that you knew that was gonna happen right well uh, I've been watching the chat okay people keep expecting me to type with one hand right what do you do what do you do with the other, with the other? <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you I'm holding the iPhone holding oh. the iPhone he's blending pervs uh, okay bug eaters in the chat room and he wants to know is there going to be a separate category for American hopped Belgian beers anytime soon is this an update we might see in the BJCP uh, seems unlikely unlikely because, uh, <laughs> because I hope so why isn't it why isn't it right. because described as a because they taste like shit why, is hopefully can, why can't we amend this <laughs> why, why, why would you say no because they taste awful because it's a bad idea because we, we don't have a, a does anybody one. have a good one ever yeah I mean, <laughs> things have to be well defined I mean things have to be well defined and actually be around for a while before they become a style train wreck category yeah 
All right, good question. Uh, good answer. Enter it as Belgian specialty. Exactly. It does. I mean, it, it sounds like it's really no, easy to describe. It's like whatever the style is with American hops. That is a really good description for any kind of specialty beer. Okay. Same question kind of came through about black IPA, Belgian single, and Belgian quad. You mean American brown? That too. <laughs> Belgian dark strong ale? No, the black IPA. <laughs> um, I mean, I, that's what I say. I think, I, think, I think a black IPA might be something that's considered. No. There seems to be, there seems to be a little bit more uh, traction on that. But, okay, don't do it. You know, hey, wait, wait. Well, i got to put my two cents in here. If that's just an IPA with color, then I don't think it's a real... It's not another stop. It's not. And that's well, exactly what it is. No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't, it shouldn't read like American Dark Lager used to read, which was... You make Budweiser and then you add food coloring or caramel right. yeah. or whatever. The black IPA is quite a mouthful. So I mean, it's like I a black black blonde. I haven't, blonde I, haven't had en- I haven't had enough of them to tell, but it's something that that I'm sort of paying attention to. Yeah, why don't you go so, dark? I mean, it could happen. <laughs> All right. I don't know about the other ones. Okay, and then uh, kind of more general about revisions. Uh, when is the next planned? major revision of the BJCP? Because you guys just did not did it recently, didn't you? 2004? Um, 2008. Eight. Eight, so, yeah. I mean, we've been doing them roughly every four years or so. Okay. So I would expect to do it. I mean, I've been, you know, 2012 or something. I mean, I've, I've been keeping a list of the world uh, changes to uh, commercial examples and, and things like that as, as, as I run across good beers that, you know, I think would belong in it. But... As far as the current styles are, you know, I think the things that are described there now are pretty tight. If there's something wrong and somebody points it out, you know, I'll certainly change it. But I think the new one's likely to focus on, you know, adding some more. Yeah, we don't want to add them every time because it breaks so many different things. People have to change competition software and, you know, your brewing software has BJCP style. A lot of things have BJCP styles loaded into it, so... You know, we can't be changing them every year. Yeah, well, shouldn't it be like the Olympics where you get that uh, extra kind of you know event thing in there? <laughs> exhibition. Yeah, <laughs> exhibition or something kind of crazy like that. Style twenty nine. <laughs> Style twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. <laughs> well, you know there 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 is the catch all category. So I mean, mostly, you know, I look at uh, I try to I try to judge in you know, 15, 18 competitions a year, and I like to see what people are entering is in the doesn't fit in another category styles. Yeah. So the Belgian specialties, the, the open specialties, the herb spice, you know, all those various things. I like to see what people are entering because if you see a lot of people entering a particular style, that sort of tells me that people want it. If nobody's making these things that people say, you know, hey, why isn't there a black IPA? Well, you know, if I've never seen one entered in the competition, you know, if you build really it, they will come. The yeah, but but how many? That, that's true. But how many pilsners have you had that aren't quite hopped properly? Does that mean that people want a style category less hopped? No. Yeah, no. it's, it's got to be it's got to be based on um, what people are actually making. You know, real styles. We, uh, People say Real. that we invent styles as it is, and you know if we if we follow this mood swing, you see that in like the GABF. What do you mean style, mood swings? The things they use there. Well, the, 
Just kidding. Oh, oh ice Jordan. beers are popular this year, so everybody's yeah. going to make those. And, right. You know, oh, everybody's making this, you know, the things that are fads. Will Bud Light Lime be a category next time? You know, yeah. <laughs> or Chilada. <laughs> <Yeah>. Chilada. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, 10 years ago or something, you know, people would have been saying, why isn't there a, a Zima category? You know, I or, did or, say that. Or, or chili <laughs> beers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So and then it went back you got to make sure something's going to be around for a while. But, I mean, know, the last time we added things, we added like seven or eight new ones. That's and, enough. It's too much you know, already. There's too much beer. Just pare it down to just beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to enter the beer. Well, category. until back people learn how to brew the ones we've got, why should we add new ones? You know, you get right. just 50 metals. Yeah, because beer. figured it out yet. Because five people in Oregon want Cascadia as a name. I don't know. I want you all, to, I, listeners, I really want you to hear what Gordon just said. Once people learn to brew the ones we've got, yeah. then we'll worry about adding new categories. That's great. And I guess that's like a t-shirt. That's true. I did say that. That's a, that's a t-shirt for a judge if I ever saw one right there. All right. I, I, one more question for you that came through uh, from the chat. I'd uh, wear it. Being a judge here. Um, Jamil would have to put out a new edition of his book. You know? Right, he'd have oh. to go back to work on that. Yeah. Volume two. So I'd have, so I'd have him hate me after that. <laughs> All right, Tom from Raleigh has written it. He wants to know: um, Hey, when entering the same beer in multiple categories, would the judges take points off if they detect the same beer twice? Oh, we're gonna bust you so bad, dude! Yeah, <laughs> they don't. Let you up. There's have, no way they're gonna know. They're never gonna know. You'd never detect it, right? There's no. too many beers. No. You don't judge the if same category, or you don't judge right. different categories. You judge one. Yeah. Well, if you entered that's, it as, that's an, true. as oh, a longer okay. period, right. you might. Oh, that's good to know. If you thought, if you, thought you did that, if you, if you thought you found somebody doing that, it's so remote a chance. Right. You just wind up looking really stupid. Okay. Except for that category that's beers that Tom entered. <laughs> oh, those judges are going to find right. him. Yeah. If it's beers that Tom from Rally entered. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like some bullshit that they pull in Rally, Tom. <laughs> Join the friggin' union. <laughs> huh? Right. All right. Well, that's pretty Tom. much it. Uh, the only other question from the chat is that they wanted to know when the last time I brewed was. I'd like to know that myself. Oh. Mirror Pond? It was the Mirror Pond failed clone. And what's the next time you're going to brew? That was a good beer. I might brew Tuesday, actually. The Mirror oh. Pond? I'm going to try to brew that. I got to try to rebrew that Mirror Pond on Tuesday, which means I got to do a starter tomorrow. And you got to get up before it's light. No, that's not true. I could brew all night. All night <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got to do a starter tomorrow, and I think I've got my schedule worked out that I can brew the Mirror Pond rebrew on uh, Tuesday. Got to make some changes. Are you going to remember one how? Of the, one of the changes I was given was to not suck so much oh. from Jamil. Try in the recipe. Oh. And those weren't his words exactly, but he basically was like, you know, I didn't say too much about it on the air, but uh, there was something wrong with the beer. It was infected. Dude, he said And, uh, you know, you need to make sure you're being sanitary. And you need to, you know, he told me to make sure I do a starter, which I did. I did do a starter the last time. But he was like, you really need to do a starter. It needs to be clean. Yeah, like, he's like, on the air, it was all nice because he was like, oh, we have to change one of the malts because the malt character's well, not right. And then in the email, he's like, so the reason the malt character was bad is because it was infected. What's he talking? I had that beer. I don't remember that. Ju- Justin, yeah, I don't remember. All you gotta do is like think about no, brewing a few days ahead of time. Submit, 
You did not use the Mr. Multi pitching rate calculator. Oh, I didn't. It's <laughs> true. I didn't use something the like that. I didn't use that and he said, "There's this guy named John Palmer. He has this book called How to Brew. There's <laughs> yeah, a chapter like, called <laughs> Cleaning and Sanitation. Yeah. You should really check that he out." He said, "You really ought to have Chad brew it and then just put your name on it, uh, and then yeah. maybe we'll get it." No, he didn't sell it. He was being constructive. I'm, I'm making a, 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 a stink about it, but it, it was. I did find it interesting because I, because I wrote back to him. I said. You know, we had said there's going to be some changes in the recipe, so I'm happy to rebrew it. I just want to know what the changes are because I don't want to do it for nothing. And he said, I bet you and do. He, and he basically. The change is you. Yeah, he, yeah. he wrote back and was like, well, you know, gonna don't you fuck up. it up. It's what he's like, uh, he wrote back page 79 of my book. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently I have to be extra clean this time. I thought I had my sanitation down, but whatever. Well, it's been a long time. It's a perfect, perfect example of you can't uh, not brew for a while and then yeah. expect to knock one out of the park. No, you fully got to practice. I've said that. In fact, when I go to, uh, you know, when we go to NHC and stuff, a lot of listeners go, come on. How can you sit there, show in and show out, listening to all this great, you know, these guys talk about beer and not be able to brew good beer? And the simple answer is, I just don't do it enough. Oh, yeah. You've you got to practice. Basis. I agree with I that. I mean, you can bet your ass that when I go out there on Tuesday, I'm going to miss by a couple of degrees my mash temperature. I'm going to have some volume issues. I mean, I'm going to have a few, like, just things that you have to know about your system right. when you brew on your system. I forget but, some ingredients, like, you know, water. Could happen. Have I'm burning this malt. <laughs> you burning this malt. It ain't boiling. Could happen. But that's also yeah. good because I mean I think I think the majority of home brewers don't brew enough. So I think a lot of people frequently miss their mash temperatures and shit like that. Right. So I think it's it's almost uh, doing more of a service in a way for you to rebrew that clone for you to redo it. Uh, the same way you fuck up every time, right? So it can be consistent and and kind of people can expect more what to get if they tried it at home with the same kind of variables. I, sometimes I hit my I miss point. my mash temperature. I, I, you know, I rarely have a mash uh, a brew day that goes according to plan yeah, the whole way through. I'll miss my mash temperature. I'll compensate for it. Uh, I'll damn, I forgot this, and I, I try to just just go with the flow. Right, yeah, it um, happens. Man. It's not. You're not going to hit. You're everything. not making. You're not making unrecoverable errors. Right. Though. I mean, there's yep. brewing is a series of little course corrections that you make. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call Gordon on Tuesday. Instead, <laughs> of just, instead of just like folding, you can give like you the course corrections. You just know, fly them out. You have to deal with it. Yeah, and you, it's it's not this non-recoverable. You, you oh damn, I missed it by you know five degrees right. or whatever, or I missed my 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 OG. It's recoverable, and you're still going to make good beer. Right. So can if I just... scorched it, if you scorched it, you know, I, it's unrecoverable. Or I burned yeah. my Anything arm. short of that. Yeah. So, Gordon, are you going to leave really the strong? You going to leave the strong phone on for me on Tuesday, so that when I'm screwing up these things in the middle of the in the middle of the process, I can give you a ring. The strong line only nine ninety five. He's got a job now. Hey, Tasty, you always hit your uh, mark, right? Oh, I said my gravity. Yeah, OG? Yeah, yeah. All your mash temps? You the private stop. number was yeah. a bad idea. The temps, I don't know. <laughs> it was a bad idea, Gordon. It really was. Not I don't leave. I saw that. I'll tell you this. I'm not going to be a big pussy like Tasty and Gordon, and I'm going to drink some beer during my brew day on Tuesday. <laughs> not gonna, uh, I'm not going to hey, sit around like a priest like you two. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't drink. That's fair. I'm not going to get stoned, but that's just because yeah. it makes me miserable. Good, because that's illegal. It is illegal. And your uh, so bad illegal. process or clean, not clean practices have nothing to do with sabotage by the other brewer in the house. Yeah, I, oh. you, you know I That's think that it was you. To do with you it. were the guy who cleaned the kegs, <laughs> chat, you yeah. motherfucker. Just because I don't know what it means doesn't mean I'm lying. 
I did do my own starter, though. It probably started from there. I didn't smell the starter or something. I you don't know. Or maybe you did. Smell everything you got your nose else. hair in there. This is going to be, I'll, I'll tell you right now, if this beer doesn't come out well, so Jamil, listen to this so that you can lie when we record the show. That's it. I'm not brewing another CYBI. That's it. I don't have to take this shit from from you people. <laughs> yeah, you do. But well, let's, let's be honest, though. If it doesn't why, why, come out good, yeah. are you going to be surprised? <laughs> and why, should oh. you be, why should you be brewing it anyway? Yeah, what would you be more surprised well, about? The idea was that if... J- I I know the whole idea. The idea was, well, if Jay can brew it, then anybody can brew it. It, right, was, uh, okay. it was to prove that the CYBI recipes are so good that even Jay can brew it. Right. That was actually a bad premise. <laughs> which, which obviously <laughs> failed the first time around. Yeah, well, I'm afraid the 10th time. So like, re- I think everyone's going to be disappointed, not just me, if this doesn't come through on the We should get sponsored thing. by Geico. <laughs> Epic <laughs> failure. Right. Weakest link. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that yeah. point, it's just a missing link. Yeah, you know, we got we got to have a, a, a bottom you know, level. Yeah. Anyway. That's true. I'm going to watch. You'll see. I'm going to... Brew it five times in five days. It. And I think you're going to get it right. I'm going to get it right this yeah, time. Yeah, five times in five days. Thing is, if I can't brew Tuesday, I'm out for a long, long time. So I got to get it done Tuesday or that's it. Or someone else is brewing the rebrew. I think I got an extra... What, what, what use does that day. take? Does that t- take the California one or... Uh, uh, there's 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 like two. a couple of gallons English. of that? Yeah, it's English. English. It was English. O2? To shoot, oh, it was in English. That's right. Because yeah. I got an extra starter you could use. Or the OSM. We could do a starter. Chad will help me do a starter tomorrow. Well, I mean, no big deal. Tomorrow for Wednesday. Oh, for Tuesday? Yeah, but it'll be Tuesday night. That's, uh, oh, that's you probably know. good. We'll do it tomorrow, and I won't pitch till Tuesday night. I'm not going to start brewing until 1 or 2. And you do it in 5 gallons or 10 gallons? <laughs> when you wake the sleep out of your He's going to take yeah. creative license. <laughs> I'm going to do 10 gallons because since uh, since uh, Stingy Shat over here is only brewing for hey, competition hey, 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 now, hey. I got to put some beer on tap around here. Otherwise, there's nothing to drink. So guess what? When you guys show up for shows for the next month, guess whose beer you have to drink? <laughs> Water. Hey, you only... You only need four bottles for competition. What are you going to do with the rest of it? Come on. Yeah. See, I try to up. say that to him, too, and he gives me a whole line of shit like, oh, well, then there's this other competition, and then there's this competition. Which none of those beers will ever see. House full of beer, can't drink <laughs> yeah. a darn one. I just blow smoke up my ass. I have people well. that really care about beer coming over to drink it. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Justin doesn't care. Right. <laughs> they don't. Just put something on tap. You make fine beer. It's fine. That's why you, that's why you put that that shitty-ass pale ale you have on tap right now because you know I'll drink it. Even yeah. labeled it infected pale on the yeah. tap handle. <laughs> he wants to get rid of it. Darn, Chad. Yeah, Chad, so during, you know, That's you might have heard this last week, Gordon, so Chad's, you know, he's brewing like crazy, but one of his uh, one of his starters, he can smell it. It just smells funky. And so, but he pitched he's it into his... He's going to pitch it anyway, He pitched he? it anyway. He thought, well, I'm sick. I don't, I, I'm not smelling too well. Maybe it'll be okay. Well, sure enough, it's not that great. Does he dump it out? No. He knows I'll be more pissed about him dumping it out than him putting that shitty beer on tap. So now it's actually on the stripperator and labeled. Oh. It's labeled uh, very generously, funky pale. I have some right here. Let me give that, let me give that a taste. Yeah, Sam's pretty, probably been drinking that all night. Pretty cloudy. Well, it looks, nice, looks nice and cloudy. I'll tell you, we are in you a pretty, this? pretty unique situation over here. We have Schumann. Right. So the beer is going to disappear. It will. Absolutely. I could take all the other beers off tap and leave the one. It'll be gone. It'll disappear. Are these douchebag friends will tell you. Is it it funky, tasty, or is it infected, pale? Contaminated. It's uh, funky, but not infected, I don't think. It's interesting. So you agree with the name funky pale? Well, infected how? Could it be? Well, the problem is I just had a bottle of beer. You're being nice. That, in fact, is funky, which is kind of hard to drink. So I'm kind of like... uh, 
doing it over that beer. But uh, humans in the beer's kitchen. not bad. If it's a little more carbonation, I could drink that. Mm. I drank a pint last night. Tasty. Did you, or chat. Did you get your pint? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I I kicked the uh, the it's, Drake's amber, so I had to go for something. Yeah. Well, you should have got it real cold and drink it real fast. <laughs> You'd probably let it get warm. Right, you couldn't finish it, could you? Yeah, beer bong cocked already. Uh, you, okay. you could definitely taste like there's there's good hop flavor in there. There's good malt flavor. Good ingredients. Just something a little funky. This is the one just where you uh, smelt the starter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, didn't like what you smelled, but you went really happy. Anyway. I mean, with what came through in the beer, like at the end. I mean, not. No, totally I love the body. I love the body in it. And the hot profile. Yeah, yeah that I like good. about it. So I'll do it again. Oh. Cleaner. There you go. So how many of you guys going to the MHC this year? Everybody. Everybody in this room. Yeah. Even the beef. Excellent. Yeah, we're all going to be there. And um, now don't forget, Gordon, BNA5 is going to be on Wednesday, the night before. What's that Wednesday. mean? That's right. It's a pre-conference event. That's our. That's the pre-conference Judging event. Judging next morning. That means so, no pants, yeah. Gordon. No pants, Gordon. <laughs> And no pants, Gordon, right now. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I expect to see so, you. Without your pants. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> no, shirt you cock everyone at BNA5. <laughs> <laughs> no, last year, BNA4 was great. It was a good Before. time, right? Well, this year we're partnering with Northern Brewer, uh, so it's going to be one big-ass party out there. Uh, we're finalizing the venue this week. We're we're now down between... We're still looking at the uh, the, the ferry boat on the Mississippi River. Uh, that's a possibility, although I don't think it, uh, the capacity is enough. Um, the, the other, Are you spelling ferry? <laughs> that's the right boat. You got it right. Okay. And, uh, and the other option now is actually at uh, Northern Brewer headquarters. Um, they've got a new uh, expansion that they're doing, and if it will be ready for us, then we might just do it there. Uh, all our other mm-hmm. places were kind of either too far out of the way or uh, didn't hold enough people, so... Those are the last two things. We're going to narrow it down this week, and BNA5 will be all set. So I hope to see you there, Gordon. Well, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Hey, I wanted to tell you guys, um, you know, I went to that beer camp thing at uh, Sierra Nevada. Right. Yeah. So, cool. So I got a I got a half barrel of the beer that we made, and I'll be driving up, and I'll be taking that for club night. Oh, oh sweet. Cool. Nice. So, Very cool. So we'll get to try it. That's so, great. So you just drop it at the BN Paul, tent? The St. Paul home for well, maybe you could, you could make it play around. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. we'll definitely be by there to try that. That'd be great. But check, but check, but check that out. You saw the you saw the article in Zymergy. So yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it turned out really well. So I, you're happy with it. You guys could try it. What was the beer yeah. again? Oh, you know, I, I, I called it a stock ale. It was okay. You know, I was trying to I was trying to throw a curveball to people and make something that didn't really fit any style. Mm-hmm. So cool. You know, it's sort, of, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like an arrogant bastard, but not quite hop, not quite so bitter, but sort of a similar idea. Once again, the difference between a Gordon Strong and a Justin Crosley. You send me a half barrel of beer. I'm not bringing it to NHC. It's going straight on well, top. But Gordon likes bought, to share. I, I bought three of them. So oh, you did. You know, I, I, oh, he bought so them. I, I got three of them and I saved one. Okay. See, Gordon does have a job again. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you bought three half barrels. Oh, that's cool. No, I, I think that's great that you're going to bring it and share it with everybody. So I'm looking forward to tasting it, uh, yeah, especially so, after uh, hearing yeah, about it and reading yeah, it. listeners, uh, check it out. Cool. All right, Gordon. Hey, thanks for doing the show again, man. I appreciate it. We, You know we love having you anytime. Oh, this is great. So uh, had a great time. You're great. Thanks a lot. And uh, everybody else, you know, 
go ahead and bring it because uh, uh, I don't know how many I'm entering, but I've got to defend for real. So are you going? <laughs> oh, you go yeah. for it! Wow! So you are going for it again? Well, why not? Home turf, St. Paul. Yeah, why not? I mean, will you will you reach fifty? Yeah, you, you you have uh, unlikely. Okay, but. But I have to make a credible job at defending. I mean, right. if somebody wants, so, yeah. if somebody wants it. They're going to have to win it. They, they can't just like find it laying in the street. There you go. So. You can't. You mean you can't? For example, like just retire. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta defend. No, no, please, 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 somebody beat because it's 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 a pain in the ass to brew on this this schedule year after year. It's a it's a. The death mark. I'm thinking, Chad, you should, you should just retire too. Well, Chad, how many? You, come on, Chad. Not, not how many beers, but if you were to think about, you know, multiple categories, how many entries do you predict you're going to have this year? Cider. Only going to be like fifteen to 20. Uh, fifteen to twenty. Maybe, no, no, I'll have more than that. No, I was asking Chad. Have, Chad's saying he's oh. going to have fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So. That's I'll okay. That's a good. That's a good number. And you're thinking thirty-five or forty from Gordon. Tasty. But I have a. But I, but I do a lot of mead, so I mean I'll enter okay. almost every mead category. I have a feeling that Nate's gonna. Sn- I bet Nate's. He's not talking a whole lot over there. I bet he's sneaking up on us. I got twenty. You've 20. got twenty. I got twenty uh, entries or or beers. Twenty entries. Entries. Okay. Yes. That's where you're gonna. That's where you stop right there. Yep. That's that's where the quality ends. There's more, but they're not worth entering. There's <laughs> <laughs> no the point. Quality <laughs> ends. You don't have that much luck. See. That's that's being self-critical. I like it. There you go. And just a side note, I have more if uh, you guys didn't drink it all. <laughs> you would have had more? JP? Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Small note. So, if you, so here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Chad's going to be like just <laughs> under Gordon in the Ninkasi running, right? And guess whose fault that's going to be? It's going to be my fault. The beer fault. you drink. <laughs> it's going to be the beer I drink. <laughs> I bet your ass. Only well, because he did. Thanks in advance, then. Right. You're welcome, Gordon. You know whose team I'm playing for. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, thanks, man. I'm never sure about oh, that, yeah, Justin. Oh, yeah, Thanks cool. a lot, guys. Yeah, we'll see you in Minnesota. See you in Minneapolis. Later. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Gordon Strong, nice guy. Very generous with his, not only his time, but his information. And his beer. Bringing a half barrel of that uh, Sierra beer out yeah, there. Yeah, that's nice. Now, you're for sure going now, right, JP? Yeah. Got that all worked out? Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's going to be an exciting NHC this year. Oh, oh yeah. cool. What are, we sure. dr- what are we drinking, Nate? We're going to take a break first. We'll come back and drink whatever Nate's drinking. All right. right, Just a reminder, Nico Brew's got a sale going on here during the live show. Go to NicoBrew.com, enter coupon code LIVELISTENER. It's one word, LIVELISTENER, and uh, get yourself a discount on both Citra and Simcoe. We're going to take ourselves a quick break. We've got some beers from Europe to try when we come back. Awesome. And then uh, we'll do a little Drunk of the Week, give away some Belgian candy, sugar, and probably insult JP at least twice. Uh, Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Can I do that? You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. 
announcing the beer, beer, and more beer deal of the day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The, the more beer, beer deal, deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Hey, BNers, Brewcaster Jay here. Are you tired of hearing about great beer here in the brewing network that you can't get at your local bottle shop? Well, we do interviews from all over the world, and we want to taste those beers, too. Finally, there's a place to turn for great beers from the other coast and beyond. Brewforia.com. Brewforia has an incredible selection of amazing beer, and they're adding more all the time. From breweries big and small, craft beer, imported beer, organic, and even gluten-free, you're going to love all the choices. When the brewcasters can't find an upcoming guest beer, we turn to Brewforia, and you should too. Just check the Brewing Network for the upcoming guest schedule and head to Brewforia.com for their beer. The great guys at Brewforia will even include free beer for you with qualifying orders. Free beer, BN Army. You know we like that. Visit our favorite online bottle shop today at B-R-E-W-F-O-R-I-A.com. That's Brewforia.com. Brewforia. When you can't get it, they can. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft description was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found PlayfulEvenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a... Um, Central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Tickless Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com. Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army. It's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com. What's funny is, brewers will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... Radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Gordon Strong for hanging out with us. And, of course, uh, the great Nathan Smith and Tasty McDole for going through their competition outline with us. You're welcome. That's all we know. Hopefully, uh, we've got some people ready to do well in competition this year, thanks to uh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we gave them all the secrets. So they should kick our ass now. That's all I know. All right. How many entries you got going in, uh, I might have uh, 10, maybe. Okay. Yeah? But I might do better than stepping back uh, one a out of this year. Huh? What? Stepping back a little this year. Well, I got real busy with... Um, Life. The BN. The BN. Winterfest <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, got sick a couple times there. But you think you're going to do better than one out of six? You yeah, said. I think you're I might. confident yeah, in your ten. I got some pretty good ones. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Watch out for tasty. Jip, you going to enter this year? You've yeah. got one. The one you brewed with Nate, you're going to enter, right? Um, I don't know. I don't have that any of that. But I do have. I have. I'll probably have four. I entered that, <gasps> but I didn't give JP credit. No, just kidding. Motherfucker. <laughs> Hope all your hair. Your name is right there. <laughs> I didn't give any credit. Hope Nicole sleepwalks and cuts your hair in the. Middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what'll happen. If you hey, win, it scored, scored a forty in some other competition, so it might do really well. If it wins, can I go up there and just behind you and just cut your hair? Yeah, on stage. Just didn't put a ponytail, snip it. If off. we went gold on that beer, yeah. maybe you should cut my hair on oh, stage. That would be great. pretty cool. You know, you're just, you're just like <laughs> clippers. Wireless you're gonna look clippers. like me sooner or later. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. you guys, uh, you guys ready for a little blast from the past? Yeah. MedTech. Oh, oh we're wow. Not we're not yeah. that ready. Is on the line. Should we sing him "Drunk of the Year" just to? We probably should just to uh, remind him that he's known and loved, right? MedTech. Well, he's known. Oh, he, I love him. Oh, he dropped off. Come on, oh, baby. Puss. He hung up. That's really annoying because he's been PMing me all night complaining about not being able to get through. And I He'll had to explain back. to him 47 times that the line was being used. <laughs> well, I'm is a he, little irritated. Is he drunk as shit like he used to be? Sounds like it. Well, got, so. You know what? He can get drunk in the week and an interview at the same time. Yeah, we'll have to wait for him now. Probably just passed out. It's fine. Right. Moving on. Hey, Moving don't, on a, don't answer, Beef. I'll, let me see the caller ID. <laughs> no, oh, that's Ohio. Go ahead. You can answer that one. Then. Remember that picture I took of him when he, he passed out with his eyes opened <laughs> at the first B day? <laughs> yeah. I think it was the first. I miss MedTech. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. man. He's yeah. a fun guy to have cool around. Guy. But, he, you know, he, he had that baby. Yeah. And, Changed uh, your life, yeah. Disappeared. It'll ruin your life. You know, if he do, we just <laughs> had the baby and not the wife, <laughs> it wouldn't change his life. <laughs> right. Got to do both, though. I know. You know, we have a baby now. You can't get drunk. Fuck you! Why? The baby's asleep. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. do with anything. That's yeah. my time to get what drunk. What if something happens and we have to drive to the hospital? Well, you know how to drive? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be my <laughs> life. Fuck. I'm going to be holding the baby. I got two hands, my beer, my baby. I'm yeah. good. Shit. <laughs> or put that beer down. You got to wake up in the morning. That's probably the other one. Yeah. You, you got the two o'clock feeding. I'll still be up. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what he's going to eat, but yeah. <laughs> Might be beer. <laughs> I'll split a grilled cheese. Come on, babies in the medieval times, they drank beer. But it's time that you grew up and became responsible. <laughs> I got a job. You said yeah. when we had a baby. I'm a med tech for fuck's sake. Anymore. I drive an ambulance. I'm over six foot. When I'm off duty, let me have a beer. Amber lamps. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, med techs. <laughs> Metech's wife's real good looking too, so if I were him, I'd shut up and take it too. <laughs> well, he did. Yeah. Ultimately. Because he wants a second baby. She probably just told him to get off the phone. I think I got Tom from Ohio on the line calling in for Drunk of the Week. Tom, you there? Is it Rally? Yeah, I'm here. How are you, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Drunk of the Week? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We got it. <laughs> you got damn oh. right I am. <laughs> I'm pretty Fucking damn a. good. Yeah. What have you had to drink, Tom? Dude, I've been, Dude. you know, I'm on the East Coast. So I've been doing it for a while. I had a, is Ohio on the East Coast? Three dark. When you're what? drunk, it is. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm on Mars. I don't know. It's been a while. I listen. The Atlantic Ocean's at my door. Yeah. Fucking drunk. <laughs> All right. He's snorting. That's good. Well, I was Bebo's brother. It's like I'm on the West Coast. I'm in Denver. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Tom. Yeah. I'm yeah, overseas anyway. in Go Mexico. Uh, 
All right, go. All what right. have you had, My Tom? My puppy lives in Denver. You want to have three Dark Horse Cougar Tree IPAs. I had three Founder Centennial IPAs. What? Had a Bell's Hop Slam, a Bell's Two Hearted Dale, a Bummer of Dragon's Milk from New Holland. That's bummer? good stuff, by the way. Bummer. I had a Bummer once. I had a Bummer of Homebrew Mild, and a Bummer of Stone Oh Nine Oh Nine Oh Nine. Oh man, this <laughs> yeah, guy's doing good. Yeah, you doing like our... hoppy beers a little Tom, bit. Tom, you're doing okay tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a I'm a little bit obliterated. Uh, dude, I've been drinking since like five five p.m. Eastern time. Are you, are you big, dude? <laughs> What? Are you, are you like like six foot uh, something? Yeah. He wants to know if you have big wieners. Right? No, 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 because you're like, you drink a lot. What do you, what do you weigh? What do I weigh? What color are yeah. your eyes? What's your weighing in at? a lot, but that's, not, that's unborn right now. Are you a big load? That's enough. Are you more of a spring? I'm, I'm, I'm a big... I'm, or a fall colored? A, Shh. What? Let him answer the goddamn question. How, how many docks do you weigh? Yeah. Of all the people in the room, you shush them. Probably yes. fucking, yeah. I probably weigh Good. fucking three docks, but that's okay. <laughs> so a lot is what I got out of that. But, I mean, I put in away enough beer. God damn it, man. Well, I'm just actually looking at uh, how much beer you can consume and still talk to us. Yeah, well, I'm still conscious, which is a bloody fucking miracle at this point. Sweet. All right. But... You're in the running, man. So you're well into yeah, the running. Yeah, put me in the running because I because I deserve it, dude. All right, Tom. And, and are you calling from Utah? No, Ohio. No, Ohio. Ohio. That's right. Whatever. All right, Ohio, the East Coast. I've been drinking since. And it's not the East Coast. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, when is Ohio the East Coast? Dude, I don't know. I hate, it's I in the Eastern that. time zone. I, that really they don't want to identify I'm with sorry. the Midwest, so but they, I gotta, see. they gotta say oh, East is that Coast. What is there, I think it's so. like a stretch. Being yeah. from the East Coast, that really bugs me. I was here like, oh, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Virginia. That's the South. Yeah. Right. Like, what's the East Coast? I mean, it's the coast, but... They must not like the South when they're saying that. It's yeah. just weird. And and get, by, like, by the way, uh, doc measurement, that's, that's English, not metric. I see. Okay, good. Right, blubber. All right. I'm going to give a rundown just of Tom's alcohol consumption. Yeah, because I didn't understand a the goddamn fucking word of it. Th- that's why I want to make sure I got it right, too. I had I, a bubble sir. I want to see if you guys can concur. It's like Basically, six IPAs. Yeah. Because he had three of one three and three of, of another. Uh, one Hop Slam, one Two Hearted Ale, one New Holland, which I think was a bomber. Yep. Another bomber of homebrew, and another bomber of New Holland Dragon's Milk, and a bomber of mild. Or a homebrew mild. Homebrew mild. But then there was a bomber after that, like a, I thought it was a, like a stone nine, or nine, a bomber. 909 from stone. It was a stone. That's yeah. what it was. So another, so one more bomber. Let me write that down. He's not joking around. Here. Yeah. That might be the most qualified drunk of the week we've had oh, in a yeah. long time, which means uh, our boys bo- are going to have to bring it tonight. That was bomber after bomber, too. He was packing it away. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. What happened to MedTech? I'm looking. Uh, he's pretty hammered, I'm thinking. <laughs> he just be passed out of line, actually. Probably. NH Brewer wants to know when I can get Tasty's Cookies uh, mail order. When is Tasty'sCookies.com going live? <laughs> when it's legal. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he wants to get arrested. <laughs> or when it's legal. Uh, They're good, though. I, I can so, see Bevo, I, I hate to second-guess you, but you know, you're know you a terrible, not only speller, but your typing's even worse. Person. Yeah. Netmeyer? Yes. Okay. N-E-T-M-I-E-R. Okay. And I'm sure I spelled Wyoming right. I tried, but I knew that it was just all bad. No, you did all right. I did? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Netmeyer from Wyoming. Bitch. How are you, brother? 
I'm I'm fucking drunk and just kind of made of shit. That's what it's gonna take tonight. I'm, I'm so nervous that it's mixing with the six pack of torpedo. I just slammed oh, to oh, um Superman. to compete for DOTW. Just, just to put you over the I'm, top, right? Oh, dude, I'm gonna yak. This is, <laughs> I, it sounds so lame, All right. but you guys are like celebrities to me. I am. Uh, I am out there. That means you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Now, we're nothing. When you yak, you have to do it on air. Yeah, definitely vomit. Oh right man, now. you know uh, that'll give you points. I don't know. There's extra points, man. Yeah. No, you automatically win. You win if you do. That. <laughs> That's kind of a given. No, He's I, right. JP's right. Yeah. You, yeah. Now, when you say you slammed a six pack of torpedo to gear up for this, at what time frame are we talking about? How long did it take you to to finish a six pack of torpedo? Um. I just logged on like an hour and a half ago, maybe an hour ago. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's when you started? The bladder can't even fit that much liquid. Yeah. Yeah, we were putting my daughter to bed. and. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. And so you're slamming it because you're making up for lost time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were yeah. doing it at the same time. No. No, no. I put them all down, and they're, I, I just did two real quick, and it's, it's starting to kind of settle in. I had to, <laughs> I had to put them all down. <laughs> so I get to drinking. Love that sound yeah, now, well, you got to do what you got to do to get on DOTW, right? It's, yeah. You're right. Jipper, I got to say that a six-pack of Torpedo could have put him in the running for the best beer chug during the Olympics. Could have. Because uh, that's a lot of chugging of a damn good beer. Yeah. A Torpedo's nice. This guy's a serious fanboy. He had to pound oh, those like beers it. before he could what call else? in. Right? That's, so is that is that your whole resume is a six-pack of Torpedo in the in the last hour? Which is good. I'm just asking yeah, if that's excellent. it. Yeah, I, I've... I've got more handy, but I live in I live in Wyoming, so you know we get good beer rarely. So I kind of I put stuff away to save it for later. Okay. Now, where the hell is well? I gotta look you know, <clears throat> I gotta say I got I dock I gotta dock a couple points for that because <laughs> yeah. when you're really going for DOTW and you're kind of drunk, you just grab whatever beers in the fridge, right? Like you don't go. I gotta save this one because nah. it's special. Let's right. later in twelve. Let's drink it. Give it. Come on. Woo. Play Century Club with it. We got a Firestone 10, 11, yeah. and 12. Let's drink them all. Let's drink them all. But you're still in the running you know, because a six pack of. Get, if I could even get Firestone, I would be drinking it. Nice. Move out of Wyoming, man. Right. Out of Wyoming. Yeah. What do you do there in Wyoming? Farm. Oh, nothing. Get fired a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect really? opportunity to leave. Dream. From the three. Di- <laughs> From the three different jobs they have in Wyoming. You should move out to the East Bay. You get that all the time here, too. What is your area of expertise, aside from getting fired? Filing for unemployment. Um, <laughs> well, supposedly uh, turning wrenches, but okay. uh, the whole getting fired thing kind of proves that right. that's wrong. Okay. Man. Well, listen, you have reason well, to sit home and slam a six-pack. I'll tell you right now. Hell, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go chug more and, and less MedTech calls, which... I am such a fanboy. If he calls in, fucking give him drunk of the week. You will succeed. You'll succeed. Through, wow. I will go you'll, you'll slam it. Send all your votes to him. Okay. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Come on, right, Med Tech. All right, Netmeyer from Wyoming. Netmeyer now go, Net? now in the running. He's done well. Hey, that was that was not one of our. You know, we've gotten a lot of sissy uh, drunk of the weeks this year. We not, really have. We haven't tonight. had. A, I don't think we've had a good drunk of the week called no, this year no. until tonight. They're bringing it oh. strong tonight. No drunk of the year candidates at all. So far. We got more drunk. Nobody hurled or anything special. Got to give away some Dark Candy Sugar from Dark Candy Inc. tonight. Uh, Once you go dark. You know, last week we gave it to the best question of the night. How about the best St. Patrick's Day story? 
Oh, you know what? Uh, they something w- like that. Actually, the listeners wanted to do limericks. Remember we did limericks oh, last yeah. year, JP? Uh, Bevo sent me a message earlier in the show that they wanted to do limericks for Drunk of the Week tonight. But maybe we'll do limericks for Candy Sugar instead. All right. Okay, so uh, listeners at home, call in with a uh, a limerick and the best limerick. Beer related? Um, Should be beer related. How Should about be beer or show related? Show related limerick. Either one. Yeah. That, let's broaden it because let's face it, not all our listeners are the most creative bunch in the world. Or so we smart need smart some or other <laughs> sharp or witty. Or well, it's like asking me to come up with a limerick right now. I'd I'd fall on my face. So give them a couple Should. categories. Uh, b- b- It'd both be a funny limerick, beer and or or show related limerick, and we'll give you some uh, Belgian candy sugar from Dark Candy Inc. Good job, Chet. I once knew a man from Nantucket. It's <laughs> so long it could suck it. Whoa! He said with a grin as he wiped up his chin. If my ear was a cunt, I could fuck it. <laughs> is, is that dice clay? I think that's a dice clay, right? I think I so. Yeah. No, actually, he got it. I, I, I knew, old, I knew it from the seventies. Yeah. Oh, okay. He took it from there. Yes. You know, I've only ever heard that there once was a man from Nantucket, but nobody ever finishes it. That's the first time I've ever heard oh. it all the way through. Oh, oh good. Not Hickory really sure dickory dock. And your life is worse for it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've heard that too, but not all the way through. But I don't really want to. Okay. Well, it's a good thing you spoke up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do like the disclaimer at the end. We're just pointing it. it out, but I don't yeah. want to. Thank I don't, you. I don't necessarily want to hear it. I just. Yeah. All right, Bike Foolery's on the line, calling in for Drunk of the Week. Bike, what's happening? Hey man, I'm kind of hammered. Yeah. I do have a limerick. Okay. Oh, you have a limerick okay. too. Okay. It was his idea. Yeah. Podcast live from Pacheco. The ramblings of unicorn and the rainbow. <laughs> the Olympics were strong, but they split for a bong. Now the athletes are all going Rambo. Not bad. Not bad. Not Not bad. 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 That's a good icebreaker. Yes. (laughs) Solid performance. Yeah. All right. Give us your drunk of the week resume. Well, uh, I've been drinking since five uh, Pacific time. I had a bomber of uh, Union Jack IPA. Sweet. Nice. And then uh, three pints of my homebrew whip beer, and then my wife yelled at me because that's hers, and she's got jury duty this week. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get drunk for jury duty. Don't don't drink all mine. Drink yeah. it every night. Yeah, pretty much I had to switch over the kegs. And then I had a uh, Drake's IPA, which you recommended two weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good beer. And then I've had uh, two or now I'm, uh, two pints of uh, Can You Brew It Firestone DBA clone. Oh, DBA. We haven't cloned that yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, oh, I'm still waiting for the reboot. Oh, that's right. You how, got you got many, the recipe. How many pints did he say you had that? I had two of those, two. and then I had two 22 ounces of my Belgian single, which is awesome, but it's only like five and a, or 4.5% alcohol. Why are you even it's drinking right. that? Just need to drink more, then. It's a lot of flavor in that Belgian single. I really like it, man. Yeah, that's but I'm drinking it's not it. drunk of the week. It's a cool style. Got to drink a lot of it, though, and from the OTW. Now I'm back under a pint of the uh, Firestone uh, double barrel. Club. As you should be. Hey, uh, Foolery, uh, how does that double barrel compare to the real thing? How's the recipe? Oh, I'm way off, dude. Really? I'll be honest. <laughs> well, I tried to sanitize the oak chips and throw everything in the, yeah, too much into the nah. work, and it didn't work right. It's okay. Yeah. It's really good beer, nonetheless. I mean, Which is kind of, uh, I see. It, it could be, it could be much, right. Uh, crystal malt character than the regular double barrel. I'm on the Central Coast. How'd you, sa- how'd you sanitize so you the, all the chips? I, uh, well, I wound up a little low on my uh, my all-grain batch, yeah. which made the double barrel clone, so I had a gallon of um, boiled water with the oak chips in it. Yeah. But it gave too much of an oak character to the yeah, beer. Yeah, that does. Uh, but how'd you try to sanitize them? With the boiling 
water. Nah, just, just, I, I just I throw them in some vodka, and then uh, don't leave them in there too long. That'll sanitize them. Yeah, but what kind of chips did you use? No, no, just, <laughs> but just pull them out and then uh, put them in there. Otherwise, you're going to get way too much oak, and and uh, don't want to do it that way. You should have oaked it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> did you know that I used oak once? Was it medium yeah. toast? Did you know oak I, chips came from B3? Yeah. Did, did you know I shopped at B3 once? <laughs> JP right. personally handled I want to say that Doc sabotaged your Drunk of the Week call because you were able to answer questions about your brew, and oh. to me, that takes points off of... You're very coherent. Wait, you're making fun of me because I can't ask the right No, question. he's a functional Drunk of the Week. <laughs> Did you know that I asked a question once? I'm functional like Justin is. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you know I was functional, functional once? I'm... That's just speaking wise. It doesn't mean I can do shit or answer questions. It just show. means He's I'm not going to slur like nuts. I did shit once. I care about my homebrew, man. Oh my god! <laughs> I can homebrew. All right, no, your resume looks good. That's over ten beers by my count, if you include the bombers. So, okay, I, you're in the running, man. Uh, bike Foolery's now in the running. We've got three pretty solid drunk of the week calls. I Very care about solid. my homebrew, man. I, I have a limerick from ones. Code Right and Fool. Nice. Okay, there once was a gay man, JP. It's not a limerick. That's, <laughs> That's a statement. You know what? It's good enough. Uh, yeah. It's like a news headline. Haiku. Oh, That's it? <laughs> so you know it. You I know you fall asleep there. Your I, life has reached a, a low when you get insulted by a guy with a mullet. <laughs> oh, you, know hey, you make mean? a good point, JP. Yeah, I think you. this should be a contest with JP Gay Haiku. <laughs> just another how gay is JP? Great. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but that never gets though. that but, never gets real old or, or it, no, unfunny, it, and it never does. No, and, it doesn't. And, it, haiku is You're right. That's uh, yeah. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, JP, but I'm crying on the outside. Hey, how about some yeah. Scottish beer? From yeah, let's do that. Oh, well, what are these beers that uh, Nate put in front of leaving? us? Because i got to empty this glass. Oh, uh, just straight. They were uh, two different IPAs. One with uh, Alpha Hops from Nico Brew. One with uh, Columbus Centennial Simcoe. And the other with Apollo Citra and Summit. All from Nico Brew. All from Nico Brew. Uh, oh. 2009 Who's Fresh running a Top special crop. tonight? He is running a special tonight on a special Citra ones. and yes. Simcoe. Speaking of Torpedo, yeah, the Citra. I use Citra ones. So, as usual, I like the Citra beer. And I'm just not a fan of those Simcoes, man. No, I'm not a Simcoe guy. Huh? I hate yeah, that grapefruity shit. Man. Everybody loves them so much. No I, I just can't. Code. I can't no get apologies. into it. Now I've had some good ones, so I don't mean that I've never had a good Simcoe beer. But on a whole, man, when people use a lot of it, it's just not my thing. No. I know you hopheads love it. Hate it. You hate it too, huh? Yeah. That's Citra, though. Oh man, is that a good hop? That's cool hop. Nice. I like that beer. That's funny. See, a lot of people call like Citra like Simcoe on steroids. But it's, it's I think that, it's a it's, totally different character. It's all yeah, that yeah, grapefruit, man. Less just, less intense grapefruit. It's more yeah. like straight, sharp more, citrus, more like a... a guava. Like, Agree. Like guava. A, a... I keep saying guava. Lime rind or a lemon guava. rind almost. Like yeah. A real fresh, good one. But not know? that bitter uh, uh, grapefruit. See, yeah. to me, if you're going to bitter the shit out of a beer already because it's an IPA, then I don't want the, the, the fruity flavor coming off of that hop to also be bitter like grapefruit is. I'd rather it be sweet. Right. Like, an, like, like citra. Has kind of a sweeter uh, uh, orange to it. I wish I didn't have to brew that goddamn mirror pond because <laughs> I'd brew a citra beer on Tuesday instead, or a funky beer, or funky beer. Brew well, two extra. I, although I am still thinking of splitting the batch, I might do yeah, five gallons go. mirror pond and then funkify the other five. Yeah. Where are you going to get the citra hops? Might do something like that. Well, I'm not now. I would if I was going to brew a citra beer from Nico Brew, but I don't need them for the mirror pond. So, yeah. Uh, so, did you open that brew dog? 
You guys are all kind of making funny. So this is the Nanny State, which is, isn't this the one that was uh, a really mild beer? Remember Brewdog was on the show a while back, and they, they yeah. talked about doing a really mild beer in terms of malt profile, but hopping the crap out of it. So I found this Nanny State while I was in Europe. Uh, I thought I'd bring us back a bottle, and I think that's what this is, right? Do I have that right? It's the, isn't, isn't didn't you say the Nanny State was the uh, really hoppy but mild type beer? It's very hoppy. Not yeah. loving it? JP, you are... Me? No, absolutely not. It's coming across as astringent. Yeah, Yeah, it's way too... It's over-the-top bitter. It's almost chemically. Smells a little peppery. A little pepperminty, even. Just not a lot of malt to back it up at all. It's almost like uh, like the glue that they they have on the uh, envelopes. Like if you lick a lot of envelopes. It's like a spearmint... uh, I don't... It's not my thing. But uh, good for them for doing it. Something to do. Something to do. (laughs) Something to what is it? take money from people. Insanely dry hopped Acidic. imperial mild or something? That's what or? it says, yeah. Insanely. It, the part where it misses a little bit is on the mouthfeel. It's just it's real real thin in the finish. And mm. real but that's exactly the what they said it was. They said yeah. they took a small beer. Yeah, they didn't want to make it malt forward, so and they, they put made a, it hop forward. Yeah. Right, but it, the balance is kind of thrown off. It definitely has that you know super hoppy, thirst-quenching quality. Maybe on a real cold on a nice hot day it would be good, but it's kind of... A little bit metallic and harsh right now. It's interesting. I'm glad that uh, we got to try it. Yeah, but um, like I like I had their tactical Whoa. nuclear penguin. Yeah, so did I. Same shit. It was one sip, and I'm like, I'm glad I tried it, but I would not ever drink it again. Did, see, I disagreed over there. I liked the the tactical. In fact, I thought I wouldn't. I thought that would be ridiculous. Oh, really? Well, I liked it as for what it is. It, you sip it like a bourbon. Uh, you don't. I, I, I wouldn't just, even. I wouldn't even consider it a beer. Yeah, you even had to yeah. finish like a scotch or a bourbon. Though. But if yeah. you take yeah. it I'd like that, if, bourbon, if you sip it like a scotch, see, and I don't like bourbon, so I'd rather have a beer that's like a bourbon. I liked it a lot. Than a uh, bourbon like a beer. Uh, yeah. Than a yes. Uh, it was. A, I, I thought it was a nice sipper. I, I really I, enjoyed it. I always look at it when I'm, I'm tasting the beers. If I paid six bucks for this, would I be pissed? Right. And and if I'm not, then would I order another one? And, and, Those are good and, criteria. And, 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 and it helps on, you focus. And on down the line, am I going to look for something else for my next beer? Right, right. So this bottle, have, have you looked at... It says 1.1% yeah. volume. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember? That's what they talked about on the show. Yeah. They made a super small beer. Nobody remembers. And I then remember. hopped no. the shit yeah. out of it. Yeah. 1.1%. No, yeah. In fact, I think they even gave out the recipe for it on the BrewDog show. I think two, that was the beer they yeah, gave out the recipe two for. Two kernels of special No, 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 no. That was the... That was the other one. Like disappearing something. Yeah, or, the uh, act of disappearing or the reappearing yeah. fucking oh, yeah. dildo. Yeah. Yeah. The Over art the, of disappearing. There was something, yeah. Is that uh, what it is, I think. Wow. Yeah. 1.1%. <laughs> See, I was going to say I would drink this. But if it's not even going to get me a buzz, then... You might as well, like, yeah. throw some hop cones in a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just it really tastes like that. It's it, watered down to me. And hop, just bitter. I think it has a but little more... It's like a hop stems or something. That is what it skin. is. Yeah. It was, it was a cool experiment, but it, they went too far, and then it, you get kind of a almost a tannic, yeah. but just over-bitter thing. It's hard to drink. 1.1, why bother? I mean that that part I think it's kind of cool, but just tone mm. the hops down, man, and then it'd be fun. It'd be, at least be a fun thing to do. One point one. That's not cool. They're I tricking me. Why do you trick me? Aren't you allowed to sell? No, that's pretty cool. Aren't you allowed to sell one point one to miners? Wasn't near yeah. beer like like, yeah, like it was like one point or point nine seven nine nine Kinder seven beer. Like yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's anything over one. You can't, but uh, yeah, like yeah a, that's Kinder beer. They used yeah. to make this beer for. Uh, 
kids in school in Belgium. Yeah, that was like one point one percent. Pacheco tap water is one point two. Especially near this house, probably. If I'm gonna get in trouble for drinking a beer, it's not gonna be one point one. Beef, which one's on the line? Is it Netmeyer who's back on the line with a limerick? No. Which one's on the line? Well, you didn't write it to me. You're doing a good job. Uh, Aussie, Aussie Bismarcky? Or that was just a type <laughs> limerick? No, it's Todd from Pennsylvania. Todd. Oh, I see. Okay. Again? It says that right on his uh, the you know, Todd. name tag. Todd. Hey, Todd. How are you, brother? Hey. This is good starting off well. You got a limerick for us, huh? I'll bet. I do. All right. I do. I was, I was going to go D-O-T-W, but I decided the limerick's the way to go. You cool. probably do both. I like it. I could do both. <laughs> Freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right, here it is. It's not that JP is so gay. Oh, God. If you <laughs> ask him, he likes women, he'd say. But when it comes to it, the dick, he would chew it. That's right. He'd suck Schumann all day. JP, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it was that, pretty good. You missed that. That didn't slay him at all. Shot, JP. Cool. I, I like it. I can only imagine how funny and awesome it was. Are we done yet? Because really No, cool. we're just getting warmed up, forward, apparently. I forwarded you a lot of them, and they're all about JP. I love you, JP. Yeah. Um, let's see. Aussie Bismarcky wrote in, there once was a Bavarian... <sighs> see, I gotta get the... They don't, it doesn't... Text out well here. You could get the rhythm in there. Come on. It's, that's not even good, actually. I don't even get it. I'm okay. not going to read it. It's no good. Well, if we're doing that, then none of them should be read. Because you know they're all going to suck. The one we just heard was pretty damn good. I doubt it. <laughs> there once was a man with a beard. JP was the one Bevo feared. You're stout, JP said as he farted near her head. Boy, that gay JP is weird. That's not even funny. That's fucking yeah, retarded. It's pretty weird. Yeah. It's a little funny. That was the last show. I think it? it started out good. Farting thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think it started out good, but it ended no. week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to JP's last show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there, man. Did you get the one from the woods? I'm oh. looking at my keys going, how can I grab them and my phone in one swoop and then I, bail? I'm so glad there's a screen on that window or I think you would have slithered out of it already. It, I would have if, if we were four stories higher. Oh. The listeners love you. That's why they're. Uh, that's why you are the limerick. Yeah, you're uh, the sweetheart. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel the love. Your friends, the woods, sent one too. Yeah. Well. See. Oh, let's hear that one. Oh, I'll send it yeah. To you. No, let's Read do the one that. The woods. Because this is awesome and fresh and brand new. <laughs> okay. Just like this one. I just brewed Tasty's yeah. Great Brown. I know it will make JP frown. Kim, you're a cunt. Tasty's the best. JP's so much less. No wonder JP has AIDS. Oh. <laughs> See, now that's Damn. funny. <laughs> that's a funny one. See what? Because you know Kim, she's a la- that it's no, funny. No, because it's funny. She means well. Okay, yeah, she's that's funny. a funny one. The other one was shit. Uh, there once was an old man named Doc. <laughs> who fell and couldn't wear socks. He danced on the pole and then couldn't stroll and laughed every time I yelled cock. That's from Evan Burke. Cock. <laughs> There's some good ones here. Yes. So that wasn't about you, JP. That's funny, right? That's, no. <laughs> right, I'm Even putting then, him in the running anyway. It should have been. Netmeyer is back on the phone post Jaeger shot. Oh, good. Nope. All right. Just uh, Mr. Giggles? We're going to get someone fired. <clears throat> 
Netmeyer. Hello. <laughs> Comatose. <sighs> How was that Jaeger shot? <sighs> yes. Oh, that was disgusting. You're at the point where you have to remember to breathe, and that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's about where I am. Are you going to uke? Oh, man. I, I want to, but I get so nervous talking to on the air that I just... My stomach clenches up and I can't. You're not on the air yet. You should drink a glass of bacon fat. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's oh, VOH. No, uh, we, yeah. Raw egg. We just threw that egg. away, actually. <laughs> See? How about a pork sandwich served in mm. dirty ashtray? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't picture stuff, so <clears throat> that's not going to make me uke. Damn it. <laughs> okay, well, what's the next thing you're going to drink? You got a wife around? <clears throat> I, awesome. I slammed that Jaeger and that Noble Pills. And uh, I went and got my god-awful homebrew that I didn't put enough priming sugar again. And then slammed your head into the keg? <laughs> oh, I wish I had a keg. No. I, it's See? Bottled and his I glasses have full JP. All he heard was, oh, keg, I'd love yeah. to have a keg. My he didn't hear the slam his head into yeah. it part. My glass is cracked and dirty. <laughs> Can't even hold liquid. Okay? Right. All right, Netmeyer. I, I hear you. You're still drunk. Thanks, man. There we go. All right, let's give away uh, our... I hear you. You're still drunk. All right. Let's give away our Belgian candy sugar to the best uh, limerick, shall we, JP? Okay. Can we hold hands while we do it? <laughs> so we, uh, we Get had... Get away from me. Hold my hand. <laughs> JP, Bevo wants to hold your hand. She's I don't want to su- hold her hand. She's trying to support you. No. I'm surprised she Speaking wants of, to be in the I same gotta room be. with I you. Gotta, okay. Someone's calling in from Beaverton, Oregon, by the way. Ah, yeah, good, good. Beaverton. Beaverton. Who are we talking to? Brett from Portland. Brett from Portland. What are you calling in for? Well, I was just calling to say that a uh, glass of bacon fat was mentioned by my wife. You know, the one that hates you, Justin? Yeah. Dead. She to get her on the phone. Yeah. It's one of those. She tells you she tell hates her me. That if, I, if I actually got you guys on the phone, she'd have to talk to you. All right, let's put her on. I want to find out why she hates me so much. Oh, okay. Hold on a sec. Here you go. She's better ready to defend herself. Hi. Hey, so what's this about, uh, oh, that's Justin, he seems like a douche. And, and I hate him. Yeah. That's, those were the words that came out of your mouth, I was told. Well, people get told lots of things that aren't true every day, don't they? Does your husband go around spreading lies yeah. about you normally? Uh, he likes to uh, embellish. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you said he's sort of a douche, not a real douche. Which um, is acceptable. Possibly. I see. Were you, were you drinking that day? I would never drink. I'm not that kind of a... Wait a minute. Yes, I am. I see. <laughs> so the words never came out of your mouth, I hate Justin. Berry picking. They tasted it. Think oh, carefully. Oh, they tasted my berry picking? Oh, nice. yeah. Sounds like a porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little berry picking just before the show. Yeah. 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 So um, I understand that, that you're kind of a germaphobe there, Justin. All right. I don't need to talk to this part. <laughs> she had her own agenda. Did Gee, I can't imagine why she would think you were a douche. Well, what are you gonna do? She's already had that set in her mind, Bevo. Sometimes what happens is you're not the coolest person in the world, and then someone, instead of being all California about it, and goes like, oh, you're great, I love you, everybody's fucking great, I'll show up at your party, like Californians <laughs> do, you just be a little bit real, and you hang up the phone instead, and then you're the douche. But really what you did was be honest. Well, that's also true. But you still do. <laughs> All right. So I still need you. to give away some dark candy sugar to the best limerick. Mm. Why does it have to be dark? 
I don't know. Ask, that doesn't actually. I could give away the light candy sugar. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a good point. I like the dark. We should give out light. We haven't. Getting, we've uh, only been giving out dark. Warmer no, we give light. away all of it. I think I just always say dark. Oh, okay. I just I screw it up. Right. It's can we need to give away some Belgian candy sugar from candy from. But it's called Dark, dark Candy, candy Ink. That's yeah. why. That's yeah, why that's I always screw it up. You like the dark. Give him a break. Mm. I like Belgian the dark. candy. What's wrong with that? Syrup. Dark is good. Yeah. All right. So Todd from uh, Pennsylvania called in with that great JP is gay one. Yeah, that was good. And then there was the other guy who called in with the JP is gay one. Yeah, that was even better. And then there was the other JP is gay one. That was the best one. <laughs> uh, then there was the one from the woods about JP being gay. Yeah, that he was, was gay. Good. He just had the AIDS. Oh, that's right. Not HIV, full-blown AIDS. Yeah, you don't have to be gay. That's true, there was nothing gay. That's right, that was just about the AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Todd from Pennsylvania is the only one that we all laughed out loud about. Gordon Strong is coming through with one. Hold on a minute. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there we go. Uh, JP once took the BJCP test. (laughs) (laughs) Now, waiting, he is a big mess. (laughs) He thought he was a His scores will never come in. I don't know. Neither will a hair on his chin. Except when someone's balls are in his face. It's a pretty good one. Except uh, when someone shits on his chest. Ah, yeah, well. Needed to be an S one. I'm hungry. Save the steamer. All right, give us Gordon's. Oh, did you send it <laughs> through to me? I did. Okay. <clears throat> there once was a drunk of the week who hung up to take a leak. He blew off the chat, Doc, JP, and Shat. MedTech really brought it weak. <laughs> ah, that's good. <laughs> nice. Good point. Good point. In true MedTech form, though, it did happen often that he would go for Drunk of the Week, and we just went too long, and he passed out. Yeah. Those so, good times. Well, he, he passed might, out here, too. Might get honorary. All right, Todd from Pennsylvania wins some Dark Candy Sugar. Uh, from oh, yeah. or get, Wins some Belgian Candy Sugar from Dark Candy Inc. How about that? There we go. Courtesy of Dark Candy Inc., a wonderful sponsor of ours who leaves us alone and doesn't ask us to do very much. We just uh, give away some product, and you guys get to try a wonderful uh, Belgian candy sugar, and I don't have to do very much, and you know I like that. Do we uh, only give out the syrup, or do we give out the soft candy sugar? We just give away the syrup. Okay. Uh, And it's great. The new packaging now and those little bags that they do, instead of the, uh, they used to have the the plastic uh, jar, like a juice jar. Like the juice jar. Now they do it in those bags. It's really great. I haven't seen the bags. I haven't always use the, the plastic jugs. Yeah, now I we got bags. Things. Yeah. It's so the bags are to good, use. too. You can sanitize yeah. a bag and then just cut the corner real right. close awesome. and then just dump and it right And squeeze it all out. You know how with the with the jars, you yeah, had to kind of... Exactly. Well, now you can do like a toothpaste tube and really kind of just get it all it out can, of there. I just feel like I'm leaving so much in that that uh, that jar. Well, don't live in the past anymore. Get two bottles. Man. Okay, good. <laughs> well, there's no more bottles. So what were you saying about sanitize the outside, the package yeah. itself? Soak it? Yeah. Okay. When so I use it, when I use it in fermentation, you just you rinse the package first, and then throw it in star sand for a couple minutes, and then. So you feel the syrup coming right out of the bag is sanitary? Yeah. Yep. Cool. For for fermentation, yeah. When you want to do that technique, just uh, clean the bag real well. I'm just sanitary. curious. I like got all crazy uh, and boiled not, some. Nothing. And, not a lot of lives in sugar, Chad. <laughs> Chad. Uh, yeah, it's sort of anaerobic. Yeah. yeah uh, there's cool. not a lot of uh, water or. or um, Air into the sugar, so not a lot. I think of I got that. I got that technique from Doc, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah you sanitize the whole bag when you talked about you're doing your triple a long time. Yeah, spray it. Yeah, spray it with sanitizer. I had a, another limerick come in. Okay, good. Can I hear it? It's from Blopper. It's just mean, though. Well, I have uh, two things to say really fast. Good. Yeah. Um, Netmeyer wants JP to know that he loves you and um, oh, that he's also on level eighty in World of Warcraft. Oh, what server? Yeah, now we're friends. Now you're friends. <laughs> you said tell See? him that and he'll vote for him. You better and, to be uh, oh, well, then I'm not. MedTech has logged out. 
Yeah, he did. I'll bet he is. He's Does he have his yeah. shoes on? He's trying to log in right now. He's, he's, he's doing. He's got like fresh tile marks on his face. Crawling in with the old lady. No, sleeping next to the toilet. Trying to log in. All right, let's crack a beer. <laughs> What's the alcohol okay. on that? Bridge? So this Todd one? wins. The, uh, Todd, send 10%? me an email. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's Todd from PA for the Limerick. Uh, doesn't mean you can stop. You, you can keep sending Limericks. I just got nothing to give you. Uh, drunk of the week. All right, here we had Tom from Ohio who had six IPAs uh, and then one, two, three, four, five, about five other beers. A couple of them were bombers. Some yeah. of them for, some from Stone. Sounds he was pretty hammered. Me. He was that first call. Uh, then we had Netmeyer from Wyoming. He ha- he uh, chugged a six-pack of torpedo in about an hour uh, and then also came back with a shot of Jaeger. Then we had Bike Foolery, um, Union Jack IPA, three pints of his homebrewed wit, a Drake's IPA per our recommendation, three double-barrel ales, and two bombers of something. I don't, I can't read my own writing. A couple bombers at the end there. MedTech's still on. Make him call in. No, he's... Oh, did he come back? Yeah, he's back. Apparently he's back. <laughs> he woke up. <laughs> come on, MedTech. I wonder if he threw up yet. Had to be doing something for the next 15 minutes. Those are our three uh, contestants right now. I'm, I'm I'm happy to just take those. MedTech's fucking it up right now. I want to go. Yeah, fuck him. What'd you pour, the McKellar? Yeah. Yeah. MedTech's had a year to call us. Not it's for you, yeah. It's a brew dog beer. But Two or three fun. years. Drink up some of those beers you have in front of you. It's like he guest brew I'm going to chug Nathan's instead yeah. of the uh, brew dog. Pound it. It's nice. And it's got percent behind it. Yeah, that's the Citro one. <laughs> so I brought home this McKellar from our trip to Divine Rebel. Uh, this is the McKellar brew dog collaboration. So we can get McKellar beers out here in the States, but I never saw the McKellar brew dog collaboration. So I saw it on the shelf. I thought it'd be good. And what's their deal? They kind of they're like homebrewers slash brewers. They have day jobs, but they just dog? bounce around. No, 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 McKellar. They I bounce around. They brew That's a guy. He doesn't places. ever brewery. That guy. They oh, brew at Deprof in Belgium, I believe. Oh, okay. And he yeah. does some collaboration projects That's too. Correct. That's correct. Awesome. Curry doesn't have a brewery. That's awesome. That's what I'm hearing. So this one is aged in Scotch whiskey barrels. I guess tastes like it. Does it? Yeah, definitely. What's the percentage on it this? Smells nice. Twelve point one into the scotch. Opposite yeah, end of the spectrum of the last one. Barrels are always like a secondary barrel, so you're not going to get a ton of. Twelve point one, I think. But yeah. you get more scotch. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Twelve point one. That's right. What kind of scotch is this, Doc? <laughs> what kind of barrel was this in? Okay. It's, it's tough. I, I, yeah. <laughs> a Scottish one, probably not an Islay. An oak. Yeah. No, it's just probably like, they love. I like it. They love uh, bourbon barrels. A lot of body. It's really, there. really nice. Yeah. There's Bur- a lot of body. It's kind of hot, but. Yeah. It's twelve point one percent. Of course it is. Well, that's good. We haven't drank that much. It's not harsh though. Perfect beer to finish with, right? Yeah, we've got a bit of buzz going here. Right. Yeah, bourbon has to be run first run barrels, and scotch they always like by the second. I like it. Good job. Yeah, it tastes good. It's real fruity too. Very like English ale yeast, kind of fruity. Yeah. First JP. All right. We'll save the other ones. I had a couple more that I brought home for you guys to taste from Europe, too. We'll do them next time. There's no show next week. Good. It's our off week. <laughs> JP needs a week to, uh, Did I say that to recover. <laughs> JP needs a week to like us again. Is what's gonna, he needs two weeks I won't to be here the week after. enjoy yeah, our presence again. But, but, oh, you have two weeks up. Oh, see, you'll, we'll be best friends again by the time no, you come great. back. Yeah. Special you won't Disneyland. remember any... We'll be able to tell gay jokes all show next time. Oh, you won't even remember that a gay joke was ever told about yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, it'd be great. 
What are you doing the week after? Disneyland? Uh, no, I'm going to Pusher's house. He's going to help me shoot the how-to video for the heating and cooled Morbier Conicals. I see. Cool. So, um, and then Disneyland. No, I don't even think I'll be able to oh, make please, it. please, you're so close. How are you, how you going to go all the way to SoCal and not go to Disneyland? Police SeaWorld. Got to do a few days Something. of shooting, man. I see. Tram shooting. All right, so no show next week. No JP the week after that. Yeah. No JP to kick around. <laughs> we'll have to find somebody else to kick around. Yeah. Believe me, everyone gets their turn getting kicked around. Yeah, It'll be well, fine. Everybody. Ooh, we should work on finding somebody else to replace JP for should. two weeks from now. No, forever. For kicking I mean, around. Replace me. Have get, someone take my spot. Yeah. A guest right. uh, kicking bag? Is that what we want? That'd be good. <laughs> we'll get a designated kicking bag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, just, just so that, uh, like a what would happen if we, had, what if we had our designated kicking bag and JP in the same room? It'd be like the perfect storm. Yeah, I can't cross <laughs> the streams. <laughs> no, you can't. there's not enough kicking going on there. We'll get, yeah. I'll get one of those punchy bags. <laughs> JP. No, we're not looking to replace JP. No, you should. No, else. we need a placeholder. No, we I would enjoy a it. placeholder is right. Yeah. <laughs> Replacing you would be no fun for the rest of us, JP. It'd be great, though, for me. <laughs> exactly, but that's no fun for the rest yeah, of us. How about we get JP, uh, uh, please A in here? Maybe we can do a remote with JP and Push. Wood said he'll fill oh. in for JP. I yeah, gonna, see, Wood will I, I was going to see get, oh, the, yeah? get Wood. the Woods in here. Yeah, he, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone he else can take it, town anyway. You got to be a man. You got to take it. They'll be in town anyway. You think Wood can take it like a man? We don't have to yeah. pay travel. I think so. And I love Wood just as much as I love JP, so why not? I think, he represent well. She I does think. like Wood. Yeah, I, I think, think that. Kim gives it to him I like a man. I do love Wood. Chad. Yeah, let's get the Woods in here. All right, we'll try it. We'll see what we can do. We'll bring Andy down here. I don't mind that. I don't think he can take it. I think he'll cry. I think he'll cry like a bitch. Okay, nope. how about that? We just make him cry. And then we have a, a pool to how fast he can cry the first set, second set. <laughs> the, the wood the wood tear pool. The wood of thought. Where does the wood crack? <laughs> when does the wood crack? Yeah. All right, Nate, Tasty, good job, guys. Yes. Thanks uh, Thank for you. your knowledge. Oh, good job, guys. Yeah, really good job. Thank you. Bevo, I don't know. You did something over there. Thanks. Yeah. Hey. No, you did a good job. Uh, no, no more calls. Okay. No more calls. You can hang up on all those people. Oh, good. We say no more Oh, calls. we didn't give out Drunk of the Week, though. You sure? Tom won it, oh, I thought. Did. Oh, he was the Limerick. <laughs> no, the Limerick guy got the, the, the candy sugar. Yeah. I gave you the... Uh, we had Tom, Nutmeyer, or Bike Foolery, Bike Foolery yeah. for Drunk of the Week. Tom. What do you guys think? Tom from JP? Yeah, I think Tom was... I that was Tom. Mr. Giggles, right? He yeah. was our first caller. Yeah. Called yeah. in. Yeah. He was the 500 pounder with the three IPAs, three right? IPAs, three yeah, docks, yeah, yeah. three docks. Tom, <coughs> Tom. Yeah. All right, Tom gets drunk of the week. Congratulations, my Woo! brother. Send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Same with Todd from Pennsylvania. Send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'll send you some Belgian candy sugar. No show next week. Go do something valuable with your time. Uh, write limericks <laughs> and send them to JP. Yeah, I'll enjoy uh, reading them. <laughs> Love it every second of it. <laughs> All right. I love JP and uh, suck it, everybody else. And uh, we'll be back the following week. Yes, you will. Without JP. Yes. What's on that week? Do we know yet? Not yet. No confirmation yet, but okay. it'll be a great show. Oh, I promise. It'll be great. What does that mean? Uh, we've done great so far. I believe Chad when he says that. Doc will be awake. It's been a good year. Doc will we be promise. awake. I was awake this Th- time. Be careful what you promise. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful what you promise. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Cheers. Oh. Give me a wheat beer on a hot summer day A bar goes to me when the skies are gray I'll take a Belgian crew at a time And the women think the lamb is fine But don't you give me that American crude Boys, I want a real homebrew Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew
made my mind I love homegirls all the time Yeah, I think I'll have me Well, I'm the one right now Love that home crew can't get enough of it. Home crew blows my mind. 